Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Download episodes of previous shows. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back to Core. This is Core for Thursday, October 14th, 2021. We talk about video games here, the industry at large, games we're playing, and everything in between. And we hope you had a nice gaming week since we last saw you. I'm joined, of course, uh, with and by John Jagger and Bo Schwartz. John, welcome back. Oh, hi we missed there. you. We missed you, you last week. You, uh, you, uh, how are you doing? You doing good? You're all right? I'm, I missed being here. Oh, good. I, I saw the image that you put up, and I, I was glad that I was represented in some form. I was sad I couldn't be. Yeah, it was sad. It was sad just to have your head with a can on it, um, mm-hmm. with those very sexy men behind you. But you know, mm-hmm. we could only do what we can do in the moment that we're given. I think Gandalf said that best. I don't think yeah. I said it very well. Though. I didn't repeat it very well. Uh, nonetheless, it's great to have you back. Jo- Bo, of course, is here. Uh, we were uh, having a great Hi. time last week, and you know, thinking all about Metroid Dread. Did we play it? Maybe you'll have to wait and find out when we get to the part where we talk about it. But I'll just go ahead and say, yes, uh, people played it and really liked it, I think. Uh, so more on that as we get further into the show. For now, though, this. All right, let's get into what's going on. Um, oh, why is the music still playing? Hold on. There we go. I learned. I know how to do things. Uh, who put this in? John or Bo, this, this Yoshi P thing? Uh, actually, Bo started it, and I fleshed it out because I think we were both on the same page with some of this stuff. Well, I mean, I just liked what I saw, and I think my my impression of this story is I'm like, oh, this is I put refreshing. That's all I wrote, and yeah. I put yeah. the link. Yeah, and then and then John was like, oh, Bo put a Yoshi P article in here. Let's let's go to town, and yeah. I see like four lines of notes, and I'm like, all right, we're gonna talk about Final. We Fantasy are definitely gonna do it. Again. So this Final Fantasy John 14, likes that game. So the the headline was, and I saw this headline floating around by itself, but uh, Final Fantasy 14. Not 14, sorry. Final Fantasy... What number 14. is it? Yeah, 14. Yeah, Why am I reading right. that wrong? The BMMO, everybody. You know what I'm talking about. Well, there's uh, two, so it doesn't the, clarify <laughs> if you say the MMO. The, uh, uh, yeah, the director wants you... 14. Excuse me. <laughs> the headline there says... There are two MMOs in the Final <laughs> Fantasy franchise. Yeah, don't forget 11. Wait, was it 11? Yeah, yeah. it was 11. Came out yes. on the PS2. It's still going today. It's very... Successful. Shut up! Really? Is that still a thing? You can play that. Yeah, it's still going. Yeah. Is, is it on PC or only on that console? Here's the crazy thing: he's the director for both. <laughs> <laughs> really? Wow. Yes. All right. Well, he wants you to be normal about the game's success. That being oh, Final Fantasy up. 14. <laughs> this coming from the unnormal guy running two MMOs. Oh yeah. my god. He, he's. Oh, and he's the director of uh, 16 that's coming out. Oh. So. And 16 is a, a normal mainline game, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But back to the fantasy tropes of the of the of the fan, of the Final Fantasy and not in a car with a bunch of dudes, right? I don't think there's going to be a car. There's okay. been one trailer. I don't think I saw a car. Okay. 
Is it bad that I want Final Fantasy? It? Nothing's off the table. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's not a car, but you'll have a. I don't know. You'll have something weird. Yeah. What yeah. weird right. thing do you want? What weird mount do you want out of this, John? What do you hope sixteen I provides? I don't know. Like that's the thing. I thought Final Fantasy fourteen got weird. Like yeah. I thought a lot of this stuff eventually showed up, but as somebody who's been going through that series, I got to tell you, Final Fantasy has always been weird. It's never not been weird. Yeah. Literally the first game, they're like, well, we're pretty sure we're in a time loop caused by chaos, and the only way to really deal with it is to go kill chaos. So why don't you go back in time when it began and just destroy chaos for us? Like, that's where they started. Sure. So they that's what they built upon. Yeah. And, uh, you know, by three, you've got, well, we've got a giant engine that keeps a continent floating <laughs> above the rest of the world, but uh, it's going to fail. So a guy jumped in it. His name was Douche, and he uh, he jumped in it and uh, kept the continent from falling. Which is I'm insane. sorry, was his name actually Douche? I I mean that's how I read it. Okay. I don't know. There's many ways you can pronounce it. Probably well, let's not get into pronouncing Final Fantasy names. <laughs> yeah, that's how Titus. I read it. It's yeah. spelled Titus conversation. Yeah, it, it's spelled similarly at the very least. Um, and and that all ties into that thing coming out. Uh, I'm here to kill chaos. That guy, that that's Chaos. happening. Yeah, man, can we take a moment to just appreciate that? I think whoever is making that game is either crazy or a genius or both. Okay, that might be the most memeable. Like they've done two demos, right? Yeah. They've shown it twice, right? And both times it has taken the internet by storm. The first time, all the I'm gonna kill chaos. You got to kill chaos, chaos, chaos business. Yeah. And then the second time with the guy going bullshit and then starting his phone and walking <laughs> away to his own soundtrack after saying bullshit to no, somebody. They're, they're not doing it on purpose. Because I read an article somewhere that was saying that for the second marketing release, the Japanese version has a whole bunch of mentions of chaos and they expunged it from the English one because they didn't like how... It was lampoon. They, they thought it was bad. They, they're, they're not responsible enough to hear the word chaos more than once. So we're going to edit chaos out. But they still managed. I saw that ridiculous bullshit, uh, like emo teen reaction of like toss, bringing his hood up and tossing on headphones and walking away to, to like a legitimate, what seemed like a legitimate concern. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I, I don't. I think I don't think they get it. I think whoever's making this thinks what they're doing is pretty cool. And yeah, it's weird for us to be laughing at it. I think, I think you're right. I think this is one of those things where the viralness is coming from the earnestness of it. Like they're being earnest, and we are interpreting yeah. it as crazy. And I love that. I love when that happens. That's my favorite kind of jank. It went from a thing that I had almost no interest in except to make, you know, to to riff on the memes of it all. And it has become something I'm genuinely excited about because I'm like, this seems like it is chaos. Yeah. Like this game. Yeah. What is this game where somebody carries around his phone so he can walk <laughs> away to his own soundtrack? <laughs> I need to play this game. I'm so excited for it now. Yeah. Like they did it. They sold me on this thing that I had no interest in. Yeah, so. I went, when I saw the first origin stuff at E3, I went, "Ah, eh, probably not going to go anywhere near that. That looks bad." And then they showed this thing and the phone and I went, "I'm playing that game." Like what, what, that's so dumb to me that it's even interesting to me now, but yet here I am. I want to play it. So yep. 
We'll see how it goes. Because that just means that the game's going to be full of weird shit in it that we're going to interpret here. And it'll be fun time content for the show. So watch for that, I suppose. Someone in the chat says, uh, let's see, Sir Whiskey Jack says, Final Fantasy 16 is a Witcher-inspired game with Devil May Cry-inspired combat. Is that confirmed? Like a th- it's the first I'm hearing of it. That's interesting. Witcher-inspired. Yeah, DMC-inspired combat. Hmm. I would be all no. about it. The trailers seemed very action-y as far as what they were showing, but that's usually the case in trailers, so yeah. Yeah. you never know. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, it's too early to say. But uh, anyway, the whole point of this was uh, Neko Yoshida is begging you to stop being weird about World of Warcraft. Uh, yeah. It's a really interesting read. Um, I mean, basically, I don't know what I'd call this. It's like a ex- exercise in humility, isn't it? Like, they could be, they could be dicks about the sudden sur- uh, re- uh, resurgence of the popularity of Final Fantasy and MMO form, or at the very least, kind of rub it in the noses of of World of Warcraft. But they're always in the middle of like saying, "Well, we, you know, there is no Final Fantasy online without World of Warcraft." We we're so inspired by it. Like it just feels like this humble thing going on. I'm pretty sure that opinion's got to not be shared by the, you know, money-making business arm of this company, right? Yeah. It's a company with a lot of people. He's a creative, not necessarily, you know, thinking along the same wavelength maybe as someone who's like, sweet, our shares are going to go up. This is awesome. Yeah. Blizzard yeah. sucks. Square Enix <laughs> the best. Come join us, you know? like. <laughs> but it was kind of, it's kind of refreshing to see it because... I don't know. It, like when I when I saw it, I was much ado was made about this exodus from World of Warcraft. Like, like you know, we can just kind of stop playing the game we're not into. Like, I stopped playing Pokemon Unite. I didn't go like I'm leaving Pokemon Unite because it's a giant piece of shit. And <laughs> Diantic or whoever made you know, like it's it's like there's the, it's this whole like it's stupidity is what it is. Like. Like, yes, there's shit going on with Blizzard. Yes, there's disillusionment. But, like, at the end of the day, it's just a video game, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, like, it doesn't, I think, I think a lot of people need to have a reality check about what's important in their life. That this is, like, the big dramatic news that it is. Yes, I know people play these games often and have friendships over them and stuff like that. But, like, some perspective is needed. And, um you know, I just, I kind of like that. He's like, stop making this and us versus them. Like just play our game. Yeah. Play it or don't. Please whatever. don't play it 80 hours a week. This is a quote. <laughs> Here, here's a quote from it that I thought was interesting. When asked about the game's current relationship to the wow exodus, he said the following, I'm afraid I'm not really fond of that trend of people saying, Oh, this person has moved over to such and such game. Uh, from his perspective, it's totally fine to drift from game to game in the past. He has encouraged people to take a break between major updates to final fantasy 14 in what may seem like an odd strategy for the director of a MMO, but it seems to work really well by encouraging his community to take breaks and follow their interests. Yoshida effectively manages audience burnout and the game is all the stronger for it. Uh, states this article. Um, yeah, I like it. It's refreshing. It's different. You know, yeah, he's got a cool philosophy and I, I know we're coming off the back of a lot of us saying like, Hey, let's not put people on pedestals, but you know, don't do that, but listen to what he has to say, because I think he's got some really interesting points. I mean, he is notorious for being a World of Warcraft fan. He mm-hmm. has, you know, back when they had it, he would go to BlizzCon, things like that. He'd go there and check it out. Um, you know, he's a he's a big video game fan, and I, I think his stance of 
you know, it's fine to challenge each other, you know, to see what your competitor's doing and go, oh, can we do that better? Can we learn from that? What can we do? But at the end of the day, we all have to keep in perspective that this is video games we're talking about. Yeah. Um, and it's not supposed to be something that, that you get too, too serious about. Yeah. Uh, which is something that I feel like, and and this is kind of why I thought this was, why I expanded it, is because in a lot of ways this has been ingrained into our DNA for a long time. You know, for me, it was the Sega does what Nintendo don't, yeah. you know, that advertisement, like for the longest time we have been on this, like you get to pick one console and you got to pick the right console. Don't pick the wrong console. They're going to lead you astray. And it's always been this us versus them. And I, I think it's kind of ingrained itself uh, it's in there in everything. Like it's human nature to do it because we want to feel right about the decisions we make, yeah. you know, right? Like yeah. if we go to the movie, we want to go see the better movie. If right. two movies come out like, Oh, did you go see air force one or con air? You know, <laughs> you better, you better have picked the better movie. It doesn't matter. Both of those movies are awful and great at the same time. But at the end of the day, you know, you got to pick the right one. You got to go see the, the good one. Sure. And, but I think video games, it has been leaned into in a, in a fun way for a very long time. And I think, unfortunately, the nature of the internet and you put it in front of enough people, it stops being fun at a certain point. Yeah. And it starts getting a little too serious. I agree. The toxicity comes out of that and then it just kind of perpetuates itself. Um, Another quote I really liked in his interview was this. Uh, During that same interview with PC Gamer, Yoshida goes on to dissuade his audience from becoming overly committed to the game, meaning his game. Says, I also worry about some people getting a little too enthusiastic to the point that they are sort of blinding or sorry, binding people down, chaining people down and going into the community and almost attacking those people who want to take a break sometimes and maybe enjoy a different game and the chain them down in and chain them down in that way. Uh, it's translation, so it's probably not perfect, but I, I get the idea. Um, I dig this dude's vibe. <laughs> I think he's great. I really do. You know, hey, I got a, th- I got a conspiracy theory, though. What if? This is all just to distract everybody from how shitty, how truly shitty their account system is and how they just <laughs> never update the damn thing. And I mean, <laughs> well, it's to distract from a number of things, though, too, because at the same time as I agree with this, they're also not building the kind of virtual world that like it seems designed as an ex- as a gameplay experience yeah. like a, of a finite length. And you can play more of it if you love it. But a lot of these things like committing to rating committing to weekly things does mean that you are committing a certain amount of hours of your game time to a game. So while it's great that he says that, um, a lot of interest in the MMO genre, at least let's say from 10 or 20 years ago, does involve commitment. Yeah. And so it's great for him to say, yeah, our game, like, I'm like, yeah, your game doesn't involve commitment. Like everything's easy in this game. Like, (laughs) like comparatively, like I don't think high tier rating and, Final Fantasy 14 can hold a match to high tier rating and PVP activities in World of Warcraft. Like I think I think PvP Blizzard PVP for sure cuz they don't really do PVP in Final Fantasy. I mean, Fantasy I think 14. Blizzard and esports companies in general build games that you do need to spend commitments on because you are practicing and getting better at the sport of your choice. So, it's a bit naive to completely tell people not to commit to games because that commitment's important because you're depending on other people. So, you want to you want to be somewhere reliably for people that you, your teammates with or that your guild mates with, 
you do need at some level to commit to some games. So, mm. and like, that's not the game they have. <laughs> He's not coming out here saying like, and we don't have a game like that. So don't treat it that way. Like <laughs> there are games that do reward or require commitment. And, um, so I think it's a bit naive. Yeah. It's a bit naive. I don't think that's what he's really saying, though. I think what he's saying is like he doesn't want he doesn't want to cultivate a a game that is about little breadcrumbs to keep you logging in every single day. He wants to put in a game that has content for those that want to seek it out, but not do uh you know the the big criticism of WoW right now is. Like, oh, I gotta log in, I gotta do my daily so I can get my anima, so I can put my anima into the machine so that I can buy the thing, so I can yeah. unlock the ability to grind anima to buy the cosmetics that I want. Like, he doesn't want to make a game that's like that, which is uh, which is what I have found refreshing about when I got to the end game in Final Fantasy fourteen was I couldn't believe how quickly I was getting stuff. I was like, wait a minute. I did this and I got a thing for it. Like that's yeah, that's not how MMOs work. I'm supposed to do this 13 more times over the course of two months and be rewarded there for it. And I I think more of what he's saying isn't that there isn't anything to do because, geez, I'm trying to get ready for Endwalker on my second character and I feel like I'm out of time. But <laughs> yeah. uh, it well, isn't a second character. I mean, what I know, is it one I enough know. in that game? Like, oh my no, god. No, it not. is actually. It's on me. But yeah. um but like there is the ability to to decide to go deep on a lot of things, but also that, you know, if you want to check out, you know, they're making a game that lets you do that pretty easily. Uh, it's not you're not gonna feel like, oh god, I got left behind. Like, you can step away from Final Fantasy. I mean, you did, Bo. But if you were to come back in seven months, it's going to be the same game, more or less. You're going to be in the same spot. You're going to have the same quest. Maybe your job has changed a little bit. Maybe. But typically, it's going to be just on the higher end that those changes occur. Like, Mm -hmm. you're going to be right back in and you can play. There's not going to be a penalty. It's not going to be like... Well, you didn't log in, so you've you've missed out on this. Um, you know, the closest they get to stuff like that is the car. You know, yeah. like eh, you didn't log in during this annual event, so you missed the car. You'll have to get the car next year. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I also like that the game. And John, correct me if I'm wrong. Somebody alluded to this in the chat, but I was it was on my mind. But uh, when they do an event, for example, whatever currencies are involved in that event are not exclusive to some particular grind like you can earn those through almost every other thing you do in the game like all those activities contribute to you earning what you need to do a thing yeah they do kind of a a rotation so go ahead well when i hit 40 i had there's a vendor that you traded reputation for items i think it had to do with getting the mount or something like that right but you can earn I, i hit a cap on the day and i had to log in the next day to finish to complete earning things i don't think it's completely devoid of these systems well they're not it, well, what, I, is, what right? I mean is like if you if you in world of warcraft you want to do a certain thing is a very specific kind of activity you have to do to earn the thing you want mm-hmm. um it used to be they'd experiment with some of that so you could wear a tabard in a dungeon and earn um a reputation that way but they took all that shit out eventually and now it's just you got to do this thing and that's all you can do it seems like, and again, my time in the game has been much more limited, but in Final Fantasy XIV, you 
can earn a lot of what that stuff is. Even if there's a daily cap, you can earn it by doing a myriad of activities, not just one thing that may or may not be your jam. And that alone is a huge is a huge thing for me anyway. I agree. I like the reputation tabards. That's yeah. the Wrath of the Lich King era. Yeah. I thought those were all right. I, I like them um, because then I could do dungeons, which I enjoyed and didn't have to do other weird reputation earning stuff that I didn't enjoy. So yeah. yeah. But yeah, you're 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 right, Scott. Basically the for a simplistic version of it, if you're in old content, there's only one currency. You mm-hmm. get it from a bunch of different stuff. It is the it is the same currency through all that old content. So uh, whatever you do that earns that currency, you're just building up and uh, they kind of use that as a catch up mechanic because it allows you to kind of proactively get to gear. Once you get to current content, there are then two more types of currency at that level and you have one that has a daily cap and one uh, that does not. Or I think it might be a weekly cap, not daily, but Mm. um, one has a cap, one doesn't have a cap. And the stuff that has a cap is like the hardest top tier stuff. So it's it's stuff that you may not even hit the cap unless you're kind of going crazy on it anyway. Sure. Um, but you do earn it from multiple different uh, methods. So there's there's different paths to get that stuff. And I mean, I won't lie. It, it has the game has different currencies and different grinds, but it's pretty good at like saying okay you're opting in to do this content do you like it and if so you know yeah here's what you do for this um and if not you know it's skippable the the only thing in final fantasy that's not really skippable unless you're going to pay real money is the story and that's the thing that they're like that's what we think is the most important part of the game yeah and a lot of players seem to agree but yeah it's like a wider funnel the game uh wow has a funnel that starts out very wide but then very gets very narrow in Endgame, and it says, "Here is the here is the one thing, pretty much, that you're going to be doing." And yeah, you can raid, and yeah, you can PvP, and these things have been there forever. But but really, progression is tied to this narrow funnel. And Final Fantasy seems to have a bigger funnel, and you enter it large, and it kind of exit exits large because there's just plenty to do in, uh, that that may or may not be your kind of game to play. Like you. Uh, I will give it credit for that. It always had something I could go do that was, if I wasn't finding the current thing I was doing fun, I could go do that instead. And I think that's a, that's a really powerful testament to what MMOs probably should be more like. Uh, They should be less narrow and more wide open, like more, it's not even sandboxy. I don't even know the word for this. But just no, more. but it's along those lines. Like it, it should feel like a world. Yeah. Like, and that's that's what it felt like. Is you know that's where where my yeah, that's why I enjoyed barding because I just wanted to log into the virtual world and just do something that wasn't on a rail rail path. Right. Yeah. You reminded and, me of those dancer types back in uh, Star Wars Galaxy days. Did you play that at all when that was out? No, I didn't play Star Wars Galaxies. Was there? But you could do that. You could get in there, go down to Mos Eisley, get into the, the cantina and dance all day. That's all you had to do if you wanted to. And there was no yep, you'd level up from it and everything. Yeah. It was just oh, a really? very cool. sandboxy kind of open. Kind yeah. Of thing. Like, I mean, it's that's that's the that's the not the that's the sales pitch on an MMO. Like there's a million games. It's like you're on there with other people. You can do. You don't have to do the traditional things for entertainment. You can, you know, have social interactions etc sure sure uh well anyway it seems like a cool read you guys can go check it out it's up on kotaku and worth uh reading 
And I would just add, he's uh, so this is all all of this information and stuff that we've seen is coming off of the back of they had a big media summit about the new Endwalker expansion coming out. And as a result, he made himself available to a lot of people. So if you check out YouTube or your favorite streamers or whatever, uh, if it, if they're Final Fantasy related, um, there's a good chance they have an interview with him. And I've watched a bunch of them. Uh, Kyle actually sent me a message today and was like, man, these interviews are great. Uh, he's a very interesting guy. He's into a ton of games. Um, and he's, he's actually a bit of a hardcore gamer himself when he plays. So, uh, he's got a, he's got a lot to say and a lot of it's very, very interesting. And I'd recommend checking those out. Um, cause it's, it's been fascinating to watch. When's this expansion due? November something. I think we're like 40 some days away or something like okay. that. All right. Not too far. Like late November. <clears throat> There'll be chocobos in there. I assume that'll be a thing. Well, probably. Okay, Chocobo, chocobos are important. Yeah, no, they're they're literally. This seems to be the only animal in the entire game. Just kidding. There's plenty. They uh, don't seem to eat them. They look delicious. <laughs> yeah, they do. I uh, bet a chocobo would taste good. It's I mean, interesting. It's like a super chicken. You probably imagine the the KFC sandwiches you can make with an all chocobo sandwich oh, for like real, the right? Chocobo. The the meat is chocobo. Just mm. a single chocobo could fill a feed a village for uh, two months. I'll bet you. One chocobo down, everyone lives. But they were like, no, let's make them like horses. You know, one one world goes this way, the other world goes that way. Yeah. We uh, we don't eat chocobos. No, don't eat a chocobo. Don't eat your dog. Don't eat a chocobo. That's basically what we're saying. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Um, GTA or G4. It's coming back. You guys remember G4 TV? Remember that? That was a thing. Oh, Bo may not. I don't know. Did Canada was have that, G- was that on? T- was, well, was that on TV? Because I grew up without cable as well. So, oh, well, it was a cable channel. So it was an entire channel uh, that originally. Well, no, hold on. G four started as Tech TV, right? And then Tech TV was like old school Leo Laporte, like tech stuff. Uh, here's how a modem works. Check it out. Uh, yeah. You know, whatever Wasn't that kind it of stuff. ZDTV first. It was oh, ZDTV, I think you're right. Then Tech TV. Yep. Zip Davis then TV. G4. Then then Tech TV. Then G4. And G4 kept around a bunch of the tech stuff, but basically it branded itself as a video game channel pretty early on. Um, it changed pretty quick though to also be here's where you're going to get reruns of Star Trek: The Next Generation, and also. We got a weird game show where people jump on trampolines and it got <laughs> yep. weird um, pretty it quickly. Did. Yeah. But then it went away. I liked it because it had that Adam Sessler review show with Morgan Webb. Forgot the X-Play. name. X-Play. X-Play. Yep. Um, which sounds like something Microsoft would wish they could use for things like X. Instead of uh, Game Pass, they would much rather call that X-Play, but it's taken so they can't. Um, but anyway, it was uh, it was cool because it was ours, right? We It felt like it was aimed at us. And so I you know. loved G4. Yeah. I basically from from the moment we got ZDTV, I basically had that on all the time whenever I was watching TV. So that tech TV I was way into for a long time as well. And then G4 I was I was really into. I liked X Play, I liked Attack of the Show. Um and uh, yeah, I, I would watch Cops and Ninja Warrior if it was on, and Star Trek: The Next Generation, yep. uh, which they, I think, if I remember correctly, I I believe it was G Four that did this. Maybe it was somebody else, 
but they would do like some like meta game stuff with their Star Trek reruns. So it would have like a tally on the side that would say how many red shirts had died in the episode and how many uh, like people had been beamed and like it really doubled down on all that. So yeah. I thought that was fun. It was and, all right. Uh, and this new this reboot's going to have Ninja Warrior episodes reruns. Yeah, they bought the rights to the catalog of Ninja Warrior so they can air that. So if yep. you're like me, it was like, you know what? I do want to watch Ninja Warrior again. You yeah. can. I kind of. So is it a channel or is it on YouTube? Uh, this uh, is they've a... they've done a little bit of both. So they did some streaming, and now it is actually going to be on uh, television. Yeah. So it looks like they've got a deal with Verizon, Fios, Cox, Philo, Comcast, and Xfinity, which is the same so company. So there still is television. Uh, yeah, it'll be on TV. Okay. Um, I think that what I wanted out of G4, it never quite did, and it tried. It had some attempts that were pretty good, but I wanted a bunch of documentaries. Like, imagine, like, the the no-clip stuff. Uh, I wanted that kind of content where it was like, hey, let's look at the history of Doom and why that's such a big deal and blah, blah, blah. Like I wanted more of that and they did some and they had a show called, um, I forgot the name of it, but it was basically that short, short hour long documentaries about video games and the history of gaming and stuff like that. Um, I would want more of that here, but then part of me says, well, wouldn't you just strike a deal with like Netflix and make a series about that? Like, why does it have yeah. to be a channel, you know? Uh, so I don't know. Yeah. Not a lot of people doing the channel thing these days. No. Not so much. It, it, it's weird. I think it's a cool nostalgia hit. I, you know, we'll see how successful it is. I, I have a lot of nostalgia for this sort of thing. Well, but even I'm like, I don't sit down and watch especially because it's channels. it's aimed at a tech audience, right? Like, is the tech audience watching cable? Like, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. like, like if it's like we're aiming it at, uh, <laughs> you know, the retirement age people, uh, you know, soap operas, uh, Grey's Anatomy, whatever. It's like, OK, yeah, maybe they're watching TV. Is is your Linux Linux administrators? Are they like having a cable package watching uh, <laughs> Oprah in the afternoon or something like or yeah. she's not on? But whoever like <laughs> I'm like, I don't think this is the right demo for a ch- like it. I don't know. If they're simulcasting it on the internet, then probably. It'll well, be even even like, Oprah, who had a network and also magazines and all the other shit she did, she's got a deal on. Um, uh, is it Apple? Yeah, Apple TV Plus runs her docu series thing now. Like she's even partnered up with somebody. I just think that's the future. I don't. I don't know why you'd mess with a channel, but I got to assume it's more than just a channel. Yeah, Knucklebones wants to know if Leo's getting a show on there. No. I, I'm, I'm, what I'm telling you, I'm telling you that because I, I actually do have some inside information that is not happening. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, interesting. We'll see if it means anything to us. I'm guessing it won't. I have a feeling it's going to just kind of be. I mean, unless they've got a really good show on there, I don't want to yeah. count them out. There might be some like, might oh my be. god, did you see what happened on uh, System Builders <laughs> last week? <laughs> I, I've never watched it. I don't know what's on there. <laughs> I mean, you, here's the problem. The other problem is I know you, nothing about YouTube G4. basically has a, th- a million uh, G4s now. <laughs> like, well, yeah, take like Linus pick. Tech Tips, right? Like every now and then I'm on a Linus video watching the Steam Deck, like the preview of what Steam Deck is. Yeah, right? we no longer need these things to coagulate the, our content because that content's all spread out and democratized. And it's difficult to pull that all back in and say, well, we're the only channel worth watching. 
Um, so I, I don't know. I just don't know what their chances are like. But hey, if they got a bunch of money from these companies, Comcast, Xfinity, FiOS, all that, those that's big money. So maybe yeah, good back on it. them. They're a talented group of people. Yeah, the whole thing I remember was founded by ex Microsoft co founder. Can't think of his name. Not Bill Gates. Not Steve Ballmer. The other guy. Ugh. Anyway, he bankrolled. He named speeders. the two I knew, so I'm not going to be able to guess. Sidian says Kenneth Branagh. No, that's an actor. Hey, I was thinking of Kenneth Branagh. What the hell? Why? I wish I would have said it. Now. Paul Allen. No there why. it is. Paul Allen. I just thought I just thought it would be funny to say, and then I was like, <laughs> "That's dumb. I'm not going to say that." Nalura <laughs> said it in, in the, the chat. chat. Said it. Uh, well, anyway, no. Sorry, Paul Allen. He um he he bankrolled it and then pulled out like that's why that thing kind of went away quickly as, as as quickly as it started it was a little bit weird with stuff like soon. that <laughs> it's a problem it is a problem well the pull the, the quick pull out yeah it's kind of, a, it's kind yeah, of an issue yeah. you think it works but it doesn't it doesn't work <laughs> <laughs> um real quick here uh i wanted to make sure we talked about this um avengers thing has anyone so avengers is on game pass now right it is, yeah. And I downloaded oh, it. Oh, I even played it. But oh, I never you did? didn't take credit for it in, in any of the show things. I, I've played the introductory level as Kamala Khan. You did? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, is it? Okay. I downloaded it on my Xbox and thought about putting it on my PC. It's cross-save, so I could. Did, it, should I? It, should I even bother? I don't know what to say about that game in 2021. It's, so, it's okay. I mean, the starting experience was just okay. Like, it was just okay. It was like... Over the top cinematic, like you know, there's a bridge and some bomb is going to be on it. But is it fun? I mean, <sighs> did you like the moment it's not to moment? Bad. It's yeah. like playing a movie. <laughs> like it felt like I was like you know, lets you hit things a little bit, but then it does all the cinematic stuff. So it's like a, it's like an, like am I watching it or am I really playing it? I never really felt like I was playing it, but. You know, I could see it. The problem, the reason I stopped playing was the whole thing hadn't downloaded. It was like the next chapter will load when it's fully downloaded. And I was like, all right, I'm out. Yeah. And I just, I haven't picked it back up. So. All right. I'd say it was all right. It's worth playing. Well, the fact I thought the introductory level was pretty good. Like it was entertaining. I I enjoyed, but it, but I, there's just so many games that didn't, it's not, I'm not like, God, I got to play the Avengers game. (laughs) I mean, I, I think it's <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I, I think it's important to set your expectations. Yeah. If you're going in and you're like, yeah, me and all my friends, we're gonna get in. We're gonna pick our favorite Avengers. We're gonna team up. It's gonna be combo moves and uh, avenging. And that's what we're gonna do. No, it's not gonna happen. Nobody's playing it. Okay. But well, if yeah. you want to go in and play a pretty decent Marvel universe game, looter shooter, it's all it's all right. Yeah. yeah, the loot isn't that good. So okay. <laughs> it's just like, have you ever what looked at one of the Hulk use like fists. Have better pants, like yep. better rip fists and pants and gamma energy and bones. I think he loots bones. See, I feel like not rewarding that kind of stuff on principle in a way. Cause I'm like, you know, like they don't need items. I don't know. I, I, that's that's a stupid take. I, I'm not going <laughs> to uh, go deep on that, but it's weird, right? Like what yeah. is Hulk going to use? He's already strong. He's already level 100. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you don't need to level up the Hulk. (laughs) Yeah, but he's sad in this game. So, you know, maybe he just gets angry. What What happened? Is he someone? uh... Uh, His his friends died. Oh, that's too bad. The the story is, uh, 
it's not spoilers. It's the opening. Captain America dies in the opening of the game. He should be so. sad that not the, the most successful standalone version of the Hulk ever made was that crappy TV show in the 70s, and the movies have never quite cut it. That's a, that should make him sad. Because he's great I as a thought as a the bit Incredible player. Hulk was okay. I liked it. Don't get me wrong. But that thing was a bomb in terms of like Marvel money. That's true. Uh, I like the Hulk. I'm a huge fan. I think he's but great. But if you've ever looked at a Marvel character or any of the Avengers, yeah. the ones that are in the game, and yeah. gone, it would be cool to play as them. And yeah, you'll get something out of this. Well, I downloaded it. You'll play as well. all of them and yeah. they feel okay. And yeah. Is it graphically nice and all that? Or I mean, yeah, it's okay. Okay. It's, I don't it's, like the art style. They made a, I think they made a mistake there. I yeah. think deciding to go Marvel Cinematic Universe adjacent was a problem because you look at things and you either think it looks wrong or it doesn't look good enough. You think they learned their lesson a little bit with that upcoming uh, Guardians game because it looks like they're sticking closer to like comic adaptations and not adjacent MCU. Do you know what I mean? It's. It's a step in the right direction for sure. Because I, I look at it and I go, okay, it looks like the comic books. It doesn't look like they're trying too hard to be like the movies. I feel like I'll just like, wait for that. I'll just play that. Captain America looks like somebody, like a handsome man Elaine would date on Seinfeld. <laughs> it's <laughs> you know true. I mean? like, That's like, 100% true. <laughs> like it's not, it's not a full, you know, like Hollywood handsome. It's like a New York Seinfeld handsome where she's like, right. oh my God. And she's going to really like the him. Baby, the ugly baby episode <laughs> yeah. where the doctor's there and going, and he's like, oh, you're breathtaking. And Elaine's like, oh my God. And then they lo- he looks at the ugly baby and he goes, yeah, that baby's breathtaking. Yeah, like, it's like that guy <laughs> that's great so but it's like that doctor like that look of like yes you know yeah that's what they kind of look like seinfeld uh you're you're a hundred percent right seinfeld literally actors. my thought when i saw captain america this is what went through my head was he looks like somebody's dad where you would go oh dude you're, that that person's dad is attractive and they would go yeah, I guess he is. Mm-hmm. And that would be the entire conversation and you just go, huh. He just lo- he just looks like a, a good-looking dude. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Dad attractive. We're not talking uh created in a, a genetic lab Chris Evans attractive, no. you know, like different yeah. kind. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I love that. I just saw it cuz it was on in the background or something, but the episode where Elaine's really liking the guy she's going out with and then for yeah. some reason in the car he pulls his wiener out. You guys remember that one? That's a great. Oh, I have, what season? I haven't gotten there. I'm up to season six. I'm doing like a full watch here. I've been watching it every day all week. You're almost there. Okay. It's a fantastic episode. It's great. The way they deal with the whole thing is great. I mean, the master, the domain episode. I forgot how great that <laughs> one so is. Funny. Yeah. Pretty good one. Everything's great. Seinfeld's great. Uh, everyone complaining that it's four by three or sorry, sixteen by nine on uh, on Netflix. Uh, forgot that it was already that on Hulu and has been the entire time. So. The internet just likes to freak out about things multiple times and forget that they already freaked out about it. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe that'll be good. G4 TV making a, making a big fat comeback. Um, Avengers adding XP boost. We talked about that. Oh no, we didn't. We didn't. Uh, no, we didn't. We just talked about the game. If it was good. That's right. So we reviewed had, it. So here's the, this is the reason it's even news. They backtracked originally. And I remember this, they were making a big stink about, Hey, by the way, we're not going to be paid a win of any sort. It's only going to be cosmetics in this store. So buy a cool Hulk armor and no nothing, not even XP boost. Well, now you can get XP boost or you will soon. They're adding it. I don't know what happened just, here. Probably just need money. Just a sign that the game's not making money. So they're like, well, who cares about reputation? Yeah. 
I think you're probably he, even losing the contract at a certain point. I'd be willing to bet based on the tepid sale. You know what I mean? Like the future of this thing's in jeopardy. I can't imagine the Marvel franchise going, you really killed it with the Avengers release. We're going to give you more contracts Yeah, where we have a long promising future. So it's kind of like, ah, just monetize it and get what we can out of some suckers. And let's move especially on. with how long that game was in development and that they felt the need to continue down there i mean i i guess i will say this i respect the fact that they put out a roadmap of like here's what we want to put out and that even though that game by all accounts has not done well they have stuck to it they've you know they they put out another hawkeye and black panther and spider-man's coming and all of that like it's not a bunch of broken promises i mean this is they said they weren't going to do this and they they are but like by and large, they continued to support that game despite everybody else kind of ignoring it. So yeah. I, I do have a lot of respect for that. But I, yeah, I think Bo's right. I think this is like, well, let's try and get whatever money we can out of this thing before it goes away forever. Yeah, it's a video game equivalent of a politician promising no new taxes and then giving, you know, having new taxes, <laughs> which happens almost every time they say that. So. Uh, there's a reason yeah. Bush senior didn't get two terms is what I'm getting at. They're like they're like, everyone's going to be mad, but nobody's playing it. So the people that are playing it probably don't read the news and they, they won't care. They'll yeah. buy it probably like I'm assuming it would have been great if they said, read my lips. No, uh, pay to win no options XPG. in our store. <laughs> yeah. Repeat history there. Um, anyway, I mean, it's so unfair how we, we parcel this out though, because, I mean, Final Fantasy does it, 14, right? Like, the story yeah. skip is basically an XP boost. Sure. Yep. Well, that's yeah. true. So, yeah. I mean, it, it it is kind of unfair how we pick and choose who's, like, offside. Well, I don't think I the rules think are the, super clear. I think the just issue, to play devil's advocate. <laughs> yeah. I think the issue isn't that it exists. I think the issue is that they said they weren't going to do it, and then they're like, yeah, we're going to do it. Yeah, Final Fantasy never said they weren't going to do anything, and they, you know, so whatever they're doing, they just do. Um, And also, I don't know, they're... I think a lot of people, the 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 splashback of the console specifically or console dominant action looter shooter games, all trying to get in on that, and everybody trying to figure out what to do, and EA being very egregious with their with their money grubbing at the time, I think just made people really sensitive to these particular kinds of games, and when they include things that aren't, you know, if they're going to charge fifty nine bucks and then keep charging money for something in a store. I don't think that's as easy to swallow as saying our MMO will have an option to boost a character or to bring him to current or, you know, skip a story or whatever. I think people are just have a different tolerance for that. I think yeah, I do I anyway. I, have a I think, yeah, I think I've come to the conclusion that it's all, all scams, no matter what degree, like, you know, you have a game, you play chess, you play Mario brother, like you play the game, the game exists as it is. You've got these scenarios where gaming has reached complexity where do you want to save time? Pay us money and we can save you time. And it's like, it's just like, just let the game be what it is. Like, you know, it's like, it's a scam. Like, it's just flipping a few bits in a SQL database. There you go. (laughs) Like, you know, it's a scam. You heard it here (laughs) first. Bo Bo says video games are a scam. I like it. No, like like any time-saving boosting. Like, even like Warframe and it's boosting. Like, it doesn't take 24 hours to build the, uh, the hammer or axe in there. I know it doesn't take that long. That's just like a little timer in your database. And you're like, well, we could change the, the value in here for $10. Yeah. 
Like it's 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 I think all to varying degrees a scam, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the time and day we live in, I suppose. And you know, well, I mean, we're weak. I mean, we get you know scammed what? by all kinds of things, not just games. So I had a weird not- experience this week, and I didn't put it on my list for just because why would I bring it up? But I really quite like Star Trek Legends, which is one of those games on mobile. And hear me out, John, before you say anything. <laughs> A game on mobile where it's an IP like Star Trek and you can collect all these people. You got Kirk and Spock and everybody in between all the way up to modern Star Trek uh, discovery and characters from movies and all this stuff. And you collect them and unlock them and do that whole thing. And then you go out and fight and there's turn-based battles. You know the game I'm talking about, the kind of game I'm talking about. What I like about this game is it's uh, Apple Arcade exclusive, which means no microtransactions of any kind and no ads of any kind. There's none of that in the game. Uh, so everything in the game is played as a game. It's like unlock it, do the, do, the, do the mission, and then now you've got the benefit or you've got the results or the loot or the levels or whatever. Your guy leveled up, give him a new phaser, sweet, wait, well done. Let's go out on another mission or let's do some PvP or whatever. All of those trappings are there that those games always have. There's the Marvel one and Star Wars has one. Everybody's got one of these. Um, this Star Trek one, is that game it's that game type minus all microtransactions and all store stuff it's all off it's off table there's no way to even do it if you wanted to now i will admit playing that one time i went oh i wish i could just boost jordy to where i need him to be <laughs> yeah. because i found jordy at a low level and i want to get him in he the main crew he sometimes needs a little boost even in the show i think that's canon <laughs> yeah that's actually very much in his character yeah. Yeah. sometimes people need to give him a little guidance yeah he's, but part of me was like, like damn it i made you in the holodeck but it was simply to solve a problem it right. wasn't for look we fell in love naturally but we i didn't create you for that reason <laughs> that episode always makes me sad i can't watch it without feeling bad for him but but anyway, uh, I want to get Jordy, I want to match him up with the current crew that I run with and dump this, uh, I have a, I have a Borg I'm, who's fine. He's just kind of boring, but he's over leveled. I am Borg. And the, the Borg is, <laughs> the Borg is good. I've got him nice and stacked out stats wise, but he's a normal character without any real benefits. Jordy's got all kinds of benefits, but he's super low level. And for a hot second, I went, oh, I wish I could just pay two bucks somewhere and just get this get this guy hear that star trek legends uh, i know like I, that's that's part of the problem You're leaving money on the stuff. table what kind of developer are you yeah. the kind of developer that loses money for its shareholder well they did terrible terrible developer. But remember this is i mean they're getting paid plenty because they're doing the apple the apple exclusivity thing yeah, and they're doing fine but i but and i know I like what you game. mean yeah but but like isn't animal crossing like that i haven't played an animal crossing but my sense is animal crossing is time bound right like it is. You it certain is. activities. Yeah. Cheat it. Yeah. Okay. Set it, set aside the cheating side of the conversation, but the product as is, like you don't baby doesn't get everything baby wants right away. And yeah. and not also for money, right? Uh, baby is you the gamer. <laughs> Us the gamer, let's say. Um, which is how the money scam works. Like we create an artificial scenario where baby wants boost now, and you're like, Okay, I'll pay and you get. Yeah. Um but I don't think it's bad, like in your case, Scott, to have a game that's designed to just make you savor it in some reasonable way, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess what I found out is, or what I learned was, I don't know if it's conditioned me, or I don't know what it was, but it was there, that that tendency, 
came out in me. It's a thing I normally hate and decry. And this idea that, oh, I'll pay my way to success in a game. I hate that. Like at a very fundamental level, I don't like it. But there I was wishing for it in this one case for poor Jordy LaForge. And it didn't happen. It didn't go our way. So it's just, it's I mean, they do it in Uber Eats too. Like, have you ordered from Uber Eats recently? I've never done Uber Eats. I only do DoorDash, but I know. I ordered yeah. and it's like, you can order normal speed or you can have oh, priority yeah. speed. Yeah. And I'm like, isn't everything a prior? Like, <laughs> what do you mean priority speed? Like, are, are they, is it, are they taking a jet to my house? Like, what am I paying an extra? They already charge a delivery fee and a service fee. And now I'm going to play a priority fee so I can get it. What? Five minutes sooner? Like, and that's just the point. It's like it's all made up. It's all invented to yeah, manipulate. People. It's all made up. Like everything's so made up. so. But the fact that like on a human basis, like if you being if you're being if gratification is delayed, and and you want that gratification now, and there's a way to do it, it can be hard to to force yourself to delay that gratification yeah to me that's the most fascinating thing about video games is like yes you can oversimplify everything down to like hey here's a load screen or here's a starting screen press start end credits you beat the game nobody's gonna find that satisfying there has to be some challenge some progress some something in the middle there but we've gotten to a place with gaming where we've gotten you know like play styles of your typical mobile games where it's like, okay, send them on a mission, come back in, you know, four hours and see the results of that mission. And we, we get to this mindset of like, well, why can't I skip that? I need, I need a way to skip this. And to me, it's fascinating to try and determine where the lines and barriers are of what is appropriate challenge that we expect and find okay. And what is challenge that we feel compelled to skip and like, oh no, that's acceptable that I can that I can go over. Um, and I, I think chat kind of nailed it, even if that's not what they're talking about right now. It's like boring. Like honestly, I I think you are enjoying like whatever the dopamine hits of that Star Trek game are, but there's nothing entertaining about leveling up Geordi LaForge. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, why are they making you wait? Like, well, you don't have to, because I, to echo John, it seems like bad game design. Like, why not let you just level it up? Like, where's well you can i just got to go get these leveling <laughs> ingredients things that'll let me artificially level them now i can also send them on missions even ones while i'm not playing well he'll he'll come back with some levels like there's ways to build the dude out and do it in a relatively quick fashion but um it's like an mmo or any other kind of game where you know these are treated like characters who need either direct experience or or the in-game uh some of the loot is basically artificial experience giving mm-hmm. uh it's just that in the real world, or I should say in the regular app store, when you buy one of these kinds of games, like the Star Wars one, you get Darth Vader. You're like, oh, shit, he's legendary. Sweet. OK, uh, got to get him leveled up. And you can and if you don't have the stuff, you just go spend four ninety nine and do it. And I think maybe I was just a little conditioned for that, even though I knew I never do that normally. I just had this right, desire. But- I think to what to what my point is, is like, okay, but if the gameplay of leveling him up and powering him up was actually interesting instead of just like a, no, I pressed the button and made him, uh, now he's going to be better now because I, I pushed the button. <laughs> like, you can simplify any game. You can take the original Final Fantasy and go, well, okay, but these fights aren't hard. 
So what if I just said, okay, this is how powerful my character is. I mean, I feel like this is where that, like... Uh, yeah, the fights are so interesting in Final Fantasy, they gave you an auto battle option. Right. <laughs> I mean, that, like, that's step one, right? And step two is like, okay, well, rather than do a whole loading screen and fight, why don't we just say, if you're above the level of what you encounter, you automatically defeat it. Okay, well, if we're going to do that, you know, then why don't we just have no enemies? Why don't you just walk where you need to go? Okay, well, why don't we just say, like, okay, you're the king and you sent the adventurers and then you just say, congratulations, you did it. Like, slowly you remove gameplay for the, like, well, there's no reason for this, really, when you think about it. And I think the only thing that's in the reason it's in there is because it's interesting. And I think the reason people go, well, let me buy a skip is because they don't find it interesting. It's boring. Yeah, Yeah, it's got to mean the game's bad. Let me let me pay not to play the game. I mean, it can be, but part of yeah. it is like if you're really into the collection of it. Like this game also has an auto ba- auto f- uh, fight feature, like an auto play feature. It also has uh, speeded up to four times the speed or whatever. So you do get to a point where you're just like, I need to tear through this this content. And they seem to know that, like they know you're not going to be really methodical about your turn based activity because you're a thousand points higher in power than the team you're fighting. So big deal, just go ahead and lay waste to them. It's more of a collect, gotta collect them all kind of jive. And I do like away missions because I can send them off. And two hours later, I get a notification. Hey, uh, and it's always weird. It's like, hey, Picard, a Klingon, uh, some weird alien I've never heard of and a Borg are back and they got all the shit done. Send them out again. Like, I like that kind of stuff. It's like Companions and WoW or, um, you know, sure. other games that do this. Well, uh, what uh, Star well, it's, Wars? It's a game style. Like, uh, I party management yeah sort of thing. i like doing yeah, that and it's working thing. on jordy he is he is climbing yeah. the ranks because i just keep sending him on missions and then you know he gets leveled and comes back and i didn't have to do anything but i don't know why i like it i like it <laughs> i like that game yeah but, it's but got the point where you're making was just that you would also take a skip just to be like all right let me yeah let me just yeah you know, just like this it, one it time the impulse you had and you said oh my god we're so used to it that we think well, part of we part of the of it, part of the fun yeah. of that game is I think they're trying to say, hey, what if you had the craziest group of Worf, Kirk, uh, Michael, what's her name from the new show? Myers. <laughs> yeah, Michael Myers, um, and Shinzon Michael from uh, from the movie from Nemesis, uh, played by Tom Hardy. What if that was your group? Like that's what they want you to do is like mix and match all these generations together because that's the story of the game is how you're doing, you're crossing time and space and all this. Um, but I just want to make a really kick-ass TNG crew. And I've already got Worf. He's my max. He's my most leveled character right now. Play a lot of cool characters. Is Garrick and like... All uh, of them, yes. Garrick. Is, uh, Broccoli in there. Broccoli's in it. Um, name the character. <laughs> what name does the, he do? Name the Star Trek character. They're all in it. He's in, He's an engineering class. I'm sure O'Brien is in there. <laughs> oh, what yeah. Is, Miles um, O'Brien's in it. And they're Ryan's all wife. What, what's what's her name? I'm just forgetting. Who's wife? Oh, Keiko. I don't know if Keiko's Keiko. in there. She might be. Keiko O'Brien. Yeah, she might be. What about Alexander? <laughs> <laughs> I want to more to you. It's Alexander Nog. Yeah. I mean, Alexander Nog. Who's the one that says? Wesley. Who's the and Wesley? Is and Wesley. Team <laughs> annoying team. Team team. Like just Alexander yeah. Nog Wesley, and we we just need a fourth. I don't know. Um uh picard as a kid from that episode where they got turned into kids oh i hate that one so much i hate it it's a bad episode know, of there's gotta be a better young kid than that it's more okay doctor oh Pressure oh jacob um cisco's kid oh right yeah oh uh, 
Well, the one thing it doesn't have, by the way, I should say this, it adheres entirely just to the television stuff, except in the case of Nemesis, but it's a TNG movie. So all the movie tie-ins and all the television tie-ins are 100% original series, uh, TNG, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, um, uh, even all, uh, the, what was the uh, Enterprise and then the new stuff. There's nothing in there with like the new crew, like, you know, Chris, what's his name and the different Spock and all those guys, like the newer movies, they're not in there at all. So, it's, Oh, like the JJ the Abrams. Yeah. Those people aren't, the there's not Abrams like two or? versions of Kirk. The only Kirk is original Kirk. Nobody likes those new Star Trek movies. By the way, do you want to, Oh, I love that. The most recent of the three is my, one of my favorites. Okay. Freaking love that thing. Uh, I mean, one, people like them, but I mean, they're not, they're not spoken of in those hollowed ways that other series yeah. are like you, like gun to your head. You would say, yeah, I can, ex- I can live with excluding these from the history, annals of history. <laughs> like, you know, like, like, but you know, original DS9, Star Trek Next Generation, original series. You're like, no, these are great. I think I'm the weird you're one. Like, and, ah. I'm the, you know, if the, I'm we the were weird talking guy. to the watcher and he's like, in the infinite span of timelines, uh, we want to get rid of these JJ Abrams films. Are you cool with that? You'd be like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah well, that, that, that explains why I love the third one the most because the third one is not, no one ever thinks the third one's the best of those, but I think the third one is a badass awesome. No, I thing. think. The third one's the best. Yeah, it's the Justice. Did the third one have, cl- the have third weird Klingons in it? It had. Well, they had a no, glimpse of weird Klingons. Was the second Klingons. one? I just can't. I can't. I can't abide by this weird reinterpreting of Klingons. Like we got a great template for the Klingon. Why do? We, why is Discovery has weird Klingons? Like why? Mm. <laughs> like. Worf is perfect. He is beautiful. Like <laughs> that, that Klingon template is is you can't make perfect any more perfect than i can't this. i don't Stop like how sidian always says things better than my brain does he says uh, in the chat he says uh the the third one is a star trek movie the first two are just space movies that happen to have star trek characters in them that is a hundred percent how i feel about those movies yeah. that third one is a legit star trek movie which is why i think a lot of people were like oh they didn't like it as much as the first two because what they got out of the first two was big loud blockbuster movie tropey things and the third one was like no this is star trek ass star trek going on here yeah it was great and then the beastie boys and the beastie boys from the first no that was the first one wasn't it or did they do that oh, again that beastie the boys. Third one. i think they're in all of them actually because the because the cat girl uh from the third one was like she she was into the music oh right but they also did it in the first one when he was driving the, yeah, his dad's car yeah. and yeah all that and they had the nokia <laughs> all that nokia branding on everything ah, pissed me off Nokia and Star Trek freaking F off you guys. That company doesn't even exist now. What a shit show. All right. Anyway, well, you know, he went on to do good things with the Star Wars franchise. Yeah. Yeah, Really pulled that one. Yeah. I really nailed that. (laughs) Boy, we really, we don't (sighs) six movies and you know, everyone was super happy with all six of them. I like super eight. I like, uh, the third, um, Tom Cruise mission impossible movie. It's also a JJ Abrams joint. Like I think JJ Abrams makes, he can do really cool work. I think being handed two of the world's biggest sci-fi franchises of all time. And in the case of star Wars, the biggest franchise of all time, I think is a mistake. I think it was too safe. I think they knew he would make a polished looking product, but in the end it would all be empty calories. And it bums me out. It bums me. Yeah. I, so I think they are not great movies, but I think his first uh, star Trek was okay. 
Like it's watchable, but like Bo said, you know, if you were saying like, okay, let's cross things out of time, it would be on the list. Um, First to go. I think his, I, I think The Force Awakens is a very enjoyable, watchable movie. Yeah. I don't know if it adds a lot to the Star Wars mythos, but I do enjoy having that movie right. on. It looks good. Shouldn't it have... sounds good. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah. I shouldn't have said I the SW word. Don't feel that way. <laughs> I don't know, dude. The third one. We're just going to get in trouble. I mean, in the, in history, I've said this at the time, but history, I believe history is already showing that second one was the only one that dared to do anything different. And I know that's very controversial, but I like the second one of all three stuff to like about the second one. Yeah. Uh, just, just, you know, like, I like, like Luke is a putz, but that's about it. <laughs> Luke is a putz, <laughs> oh, but he drinks from the teat of an alien or no, he it's doesn't. Like, he puts what am I going to do? Face the whole army with a laser sword. Yes. <laughs> that is what we want. <laughs> we waited a billion years for you to take out a whole army with a laser sword. And like, this is what he did. Yeah. The problem is the third movie. The third movie didn't execute on it. That's what he did. Yeah. Can you imagine though a third movie that actually took the narrative that was being left there, which was the fact that you had a galaxy that was disenfranchised to the point where they wouldn't rise up, and then they heard the legend of Luke Skywalker going out and facing down an army by himself and coming out victorious, and then using that as a rally point to fight. Yeah. against this new order that would have been awesome it would it have just, been it didn't happen that's not the movie we got no we so got a very different film yeah a shame we have a mistake i, I just of... watched too much duel of the fates <laughs> <That's> <laughs> such, <laughs> such great music for such a shit film anyway uh moving on sorry i know i know he likes the prequels so i like to give him a little hell uh, I like that. the prequel. I, everyone except Bo doesn't like the prequels. Yeah, you love the prequels. You're, I think you're I'm fan. biased though. Like I, I definitely like had a really strong makeout session during one showing. I saw oh. it four times. That's probably why I'm really biased towards loving it because I had a really great time watching. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I never really brought that up, but all the times it offended. I feel like that's an important point that would help people to understand. Yeah. Why I'm crazy, I guess. That's one of those I don't great... know. That didn't do it for me. I made out with someone through almost the entirety of the movie under siege. <laughs> and I don't have a whole lot of fondness for that movie. <laughs> under siege? The Steven Seagal the heck, classic? Steve Wait, no, it wasn't that. It wasn't Steven Seagal. What was the movie? Well, it was under definitely... siege is the one where he's on the boat. No, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It was the one with Bruce Willis and they declare martial law. Oh, uh, right after 9-11, it was controversial. Um, you made out of no, a 9-11 movie? It wasn't 9-11. No, it was after this 9-11. This would have been before that. No, this would have been before. Uh, Are you sure? I think I know what you're yeah. talking about. No, because I was in high school after 9-11, and this was in middle school. Hold on, Bruce Willis. We're going to find this. Are you talking yeah. about the Armageddon? No, it's not Armageddon. It can't be Armageddon, right? No, it was Sorry, is he on a boat? Bruce Willis on a boat? <laughs> no, he's not on a boat. Steven Seagal was on a boat, but it wasn't that movie. I will find it. Uh, I will know it once I see it. Okay. And you thought of Under Siege, so... It's not it Hostage, siege? right? Not Hostage. Is it the 1998's The Siege? Is it 16 That's block? That's it. There you go. The <laughs> it's like, I can't think of the movie. <laughs> The siege. <laughs> Which oh. is not under siege. What could it be? Oh, this the isn't siege. what I thought it was. Okay, never mind. Yeah, this was. Oh no, you know what it was? It wasn't. This was after nine eleven. It was how stupid this movie felt after nine eleven. Because prior to nine eleven, it was like, a, you know, this is what terrorists would do in New York. 
and now it's like a cartoon compared to what they did in New York. Well, I don't know anything about this movie because I was making out <laughs> through the entire thing. I've never seen it. Yeah. I watched one scene in the movie where we took a break. And you were making then, out while they were destroying America, John. Yeah, it's a real. How could you? It's a real analogy for my life, honestly. And I, you know, I watched one scene, and my parents we got to the end, and they're like, "Well, what'd you think of the movie?" And we'd only seen one scene, so it was the only scene we talked about. We're like, "Man," because I think somebody who's supposed to be good turns out to be bad, like she's a double agent or something. I was like. I didn't see that twist coming. That was crazy. Yeah. And that was just all we would talk about because that was the only part of the movie we saw. Right. Uh, you know, Annette Benning was in, um, you guys see the report? Uh, never saw the report. She's also in open range, which is very good. Oh, yeah. She's really good in the report. All right. It's a great movie. I like it. Annette Benning's a great actress. And that's about terrorism. Don't make out during that movie. Yeah, John. don't make out in that. Don't make out in your terrorism movie. Why am I getting judged for making out during a terrorism movie? Like, look, I was in middle school. I think it's because I've watched Seinfeld. I would have made out during any movie. It doesn't in matter. Seinfeld, they give a lot of shit to Jerry. Like, Jerry makes out during Schindler's List and the whole family. Uncle Leo finds out or something like that. Or somebody well, no, what it was no, is, Newman, Newman spots him and yeah, Newman tells. He told everybody. Uh, everybody but also, but also he was like, they were, they were like, How, what'd you think of Schindler's List? And Jerry's like, Oh yeah, it was uh, it was great with the list and the yeah, it was great. That was me. Yes, yeah, I relate. That, I that's relate what you did. like, how could you? Yeah, you monster. I, love I don't it. think that was a bad movie to miss for for making out. No, too. I think you're all right. Denzel Washington's a national treasure, but you're fine. I yeah. wouldn't worry about it. Uh, all right. Well, Riot also in the news. We'll rip through this real quick. Riot disabled League of Legends slash all chat to cut down on toxicity. And I would say to that, uh, it's about an effing time. Like now, I mean, (laughs) add this to the suite of things, the more popular versions of our favorite game, Heroes of the Storm, they finally do. Like, Dodoy. Yeah. I just remember that being like a, you know, an issue. It was an issue. People were pissed because they wanted teams to, so for those uninitiated, Slash All meant you could talk shit to the other team that you were playing. And you could do it anytime during the game. And, they basically said that, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll sum it up. They basically said uh, it was more toxic than not. So we're taking it out. And I don't know why it took them so long. It's always been more toxic than not. Are you kidding? Like yeah. from day one, it's been bad. Any game, if you have a global chat channel, is the first thing I leave if given the option to leave a chat channel. Yeah. I just don't. I don't want to see it. Watching people play New World is infuriating because their stupid chat takes up like the whole left side of the screen. Like anyone in an MMO is ever going to say anything important. They're like, oh, it better be big so everybody can see it. And it's it's like, I hate Who it. Who that? Is it big chat? New, New World. World. It's New World. It takes up like the whole left side of the screen. Yeah. It's like they allocated the, it's you know weird. how when you drag a window in Windows to yeah, like yeah. the far left and it perfectly divides it on the side of the screen yeah. it's like they did that with their chat box yeah it's you really weird it or anything? no like you cannot just- resize you can change font size overall but you know kind of change your ui shrink it or enlarge it but it still takes up this enormous portion of the screen it's really weird I'm i don't know why i haven't heard about that because I, I would think that'd be a big complaint having your view filled with text well if you turn it all you can turn all you can leave all the groups entirely like all the public channels and everything uh, and then you just never uh, see it but um, it's still, it's pretty stupid. But if you're seeing it, you're really going to get involved. Yeah. It's I not kinda, like in the bottom corner. Kind of hit a wall games. in that game. I'm going to, I don't think I'm done with it, but I hit a bit of a wall. I got to a place where it was like, well, oh, I'm going to have to cut down a lot more trees before I get anywhere. Like, I don't know. I just felt, 
It felt like I hit I hit kind of a yeah, wall. About I hit a, I hit a wall too. It was uh, I played it. <laughs> you were thirty seconds in and you hit that wall. <laughs> yep, I gave it an hour and I was like, oof. Yeah, I have noticed Crafting that games are for a certain kind of audience for sure. And I noticed there's not a ton. Uh, like the first week, my friends list was just packed with people in there, and now I'm lucky to see one or two of my friends in there. So I don't I don't know what that means. I'm not trying to spell doom for anything, but I think maybe the honeymoon might be over and people are. People will stay and it'll, you know, grow and it'll be whatever it's going to be. But, you know, we're, we're, we're past the, we're past the, the, the big freak out, uh, mm-hmm. at the moment. Yeah. I uh, think this will be a, um, a quick sizzle, quick flash. Yeah. Quick probably flash. a bit like, of that. You know who would really benefit right now? The whole like, wow, is it a weird place? And everyone's looking for something new to do. If Riot's MMO was done. It'd be a very different world right now. Yeah. I mean, it's, but it's the state of gaming right now. Like, there's a ton of content creators looking for the latest thing to hype things to people about. I, I, I don't know if it's almost somewhat biases against games being successful, to be perfectly honest with you. Everything gets boring once it's released. You know what? I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm overthinking it, but in this culture of like, what's the hottest new thing? If everyone's overloaded on it in terms of streams, videos, YouTube stuff, yeah. I think we burn through it quicker. I think mm-hmm. this notion that we're going to land on something that's like, it'll keep us engaged for years to come is like, it's not happening. <laughs> like, I think we were, we are in such a whatever, whatever happened in the last minute is cool and everything else is old news. Yeah. It happens in two cases. Of affairs. In, in a modern sense, two cases have figured it out. It's Fortnite and Roblox. And those are all mostly aimed at younger audiences. And those younger audiences yeah. get obsessed with their thing and they stick around for a long time. Minecraft, perhaps before that. But I agree with you. I think the day may be gone where, like, even like when Diablo 4 comes out, a lot of anticipation for that game, you know, that's, it could be, bring a lot of Blizzard people back. I don't know. But when that happens, it's going to be massive for a while. Yeah. And then, and then not. Someone's going to hit max level in two days, and then they're gonna, everything's going to be on farm within a week. Yeah. And what's there, what's there going to be to talk about? What's exciting? There'll be some hardcore people who just love it, but for the most part, all the big-name celebrity streamers we've validated are going to be looking for, yeah, that's old news. And everyone's going to be like, yeah, that's right. He said it was old news, so let's move on. Yeah. And, you know, it just seems to be a cycle that's repeating itself over and over and over again. It's really diminishing in enjoyment of video games. Like, because, you know, like we say here, if it's your first time playing it, the game's been out for a year. Like, who cares how long the game's been out? Like, yeah. chess has been out thousands of years. But if it's your first day really appreciating and playing it, then, like, great. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so, wrong with a little chess. I don't know. Here and there. Uh, all right. Well, this is all the news the world meant for us to hear. So now we have to turn our attention to a Dear Martha Steam review. Yes, that's right. Told in the 19, or excuse me, the 1830s voice of one John Jagger, who will uh, give us a review for Cookie Cutter recently nope. and for the first time. Oh, no? Nope. Nope. Wait, Try it. Different name. Oh, Cookie Clicker. Cutter? Sorry, Clicker. Shit. I knew that. Okay. The reason I said it, well, I won't get into it. I played it. Because anyway, doesn't matter. The point is, <laughs> what's going on over there? <laughs> first time I, I, I hesitate. There's a thing I was going to say, but I'm not going to say it. It'll, it'll take us another half an hour to discuss what I was going to bring up. But uh, I, w- I did want to say that game's on Steam for the first time. Like it seems weird to say that it was always just a browser thing and a phone thing. Now it's on Steam. So cookie uh, clicker, you're talking about. cookie clicker, yeah, not cookie cutter. <laughs> Which there's a million cookie clicker cutter cookie cookie clicker uh-huh. cookie cutter games. Does that make sense? They've all copied well, cookie it. Cookie cutter, cookie clicker games, you mean. I think <laughs> you. 
Cookie yeah. clicker clicker games. Yeah, so cookie, cookie clicker. Cookie cutter cookie clicker games. There you cookie go. Cutter, cookie clicker because games. there's games that have copied it and done their own thing. and yeah. But now finally they're where they should have probably been the whole time. Anyway. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You're saying cookie cutter cookie clicker games. Yes, that's what I was I trying to it. say. You guys and said it better than me. Cat cookie cutter cookie clicker games. So let's hear. Let's hear what they have to say or what the, the reviewer has to say uh, in this little segment, which I can't find your music. Hold on a second. What did I do? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I moved it. All right. Here it is. I'll do it. Okay, here we go. My dearest Martha, I present to you now my review for the game Cookie Clicker on Steam. Martha, <laughs> chocolate chip cookies recipe. Ingredients. 120 grams butter, softened. 75 grams light brown sugar. Mm. 75 grams golden castor sugar. One medium egg. One teaspoon vanilla extract. 180 grams plain flour. A half a teaspoon bicarbonate of soda. 150 grams dark chocolate cut into chunks. Step one. Heat oven to 180 Celsius... Fan slash gas four and line two baking sheets with parchment. Cream the butter and sugars together until very light and fluffy. Then beat in the egg and vanilla. Once combined, stir in the flour, bicarb, chocolate, and one-fourth teaspoon salt. Step two. Scoop ten large tablespoons of the mixture onto the trays, leaving enough space between each to allow for spreading. Bake for ten to twelve minutes or until firm at the edges, but still soft in the middle. They will harden a little as they cool. Leave to cool on the tray for a few mins before eating warm, or transfer to a wire rack to cool completely. We'll keep for three days in an airtight container. Yours in this life and the next, Stranger 1982. That's great. That's great. I'd like to eat. I was waiting for a punchline. No, I was nope. just, I, I figured it was just a straight up recipe. <laughs> the punchline is it's a cookie recipe. Yeah. I got this uh, uh, girl who I recorded. Where did I put that? She basically sings the, sings the ingredients to pancakes. Um, It's amazing. I'll only play a little of it here. Where is it? Oh, shit. Hold on. Pancakes. Here it is. It's just, it's just a taste. Anyway, it goes on like that. That's great. I don't like the way she said powder. No, I don't like the baking powder. She's uh, she's German, so I think that's her accent coming through. Could be wrong. Well. This is a uh, you'll let that situation. one go. <laughs> did you guys hear that? Um, did you hear Shatner today? His reaction from being in space? Let me play that for you. Hold on. This is great. Oh, Jesus. No description can equal this weightlessness. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Oh, I'm <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm having oh, sex with them. <laughs> goodness me. Oh, wow. I can't believe this. Yeah. That's him. You like that, Bill? Man, now Bo said it, and that's all I could imagine. And <laughs> hey, let's start that again. Moment, start that really again. ruined it. All right. Start that again, Scott. All how right. does that feel? Just Bill? picture a naked oh, Shatner. Jesus. Do you? How about oh, do you like Jesus. it when I do this? No description can equal this. <laughs> Wait. 
I'm glad you like it, Bill. Is there anything else? I oh, Jesus. No. Oh, <laughs> We've been, there's a new Twitch category, Bill Shatner uh, uh, improv. He was really into it. He's 90 and he's in space, and I think that's awesome, but it, they had a mic on him, and I think that stuff is great. I mean, so. it's probably better than sex to be up in space, if I had to guess. Like, just Damn. That's usually the thing I put oh, on the morning amazing. stream first, but we got it exclusive here on uh, on Core. So congratulations, everybody, for listening. And That's actually it it's pretty impressive how erotic that sounds, though. Like it's yeah. Oh right, yeah. Did no. you do that I, on purpose when you're collecting the clips? I mean, not I always. I mean, I had this problem recently. <laughs> I was watching Bob Ross, and I don't remember if it was my wife or me. And I said, Ooh. "Man, if you're not watching mm. what he's doing, it sounds really erotic, and yeah. it sounds wrong." Yeah. And it ruined that for me too. <laughs> uh Oh, everybody froze. Oh, did you? Are you frozen? I no, see you. No. I'm good. You guys yeah. are all clear. For Everyone me. looks good to me. Okay, John, it must good? have been me then. All right, well, then. Hi. Definitely you. You got a little too intense. I thought about Bob Ross and made it erotic, and everything froze. Everything's ruined when you make. Bob I mean, you Ross can do that with a lot of things, right? But yeah. it's pretty easy to do in Bill Shatner's case. Yeah, I would agree with that. Let's see if we agree on any of this. The games we played this week. Uh, so I was in the mood for all sorts of stuff. So I kind of went places. Um, I've had Everspace 2 in my library for a while. I got in very early on their early access. It's still in early access on Steam. Um, but man, has that thing come up, come a long way since they first put it out there. Everspace 1 was this really cool kind of roguelike thing, space shooter thing. That was like FTL meets, uh, um, I don't even know what to compare it to, but it used the FTL Unreal Engine. Meets. It's it was like it's like FTL, but it was like, you know, full 3D space thing. But you also did other stuff that wasn't like FTL. It was a hard game to describe. Um, and I really liked it. It was, it was pretty cool for this little startup that they that they made this game. Everspace 2 got announced. I'm like, oh, well, there'll be more of that, I guess. Uh, no, man, they're making like full-on like freelancer, like... Oh wow! Yeah, that they're going way oh, so further. So it's more open it. world kind of thing. Oh yeah, way more. And there's a story and stuff. And I don't know what there is in terms of like sandbox toward the end of the game. But you know, right now it's like story missions and going to a place and finding stuff. But lots of little side junk to find. Going to other planets. Um, but it is open world in the sense that here's a bunch of places in the galaxy. You need to warp to them. Do the work for us. Find the thing. Kill the dude. Have the dog fight. Whatever. Very freelancer. Very wing commander you know ish type stuff so far and uh hmm. while the story is fine and serviceable and acting's all fine it's not you know anything to write home about what it really gets me is visuals and gameplay and the game is not trying to be it's really important to say this it is not trying to be a sim this isn't trying to be uh the next i don't know star citizen or something that's not their goal the game controls very simply um, the ship is very maneuverable, kind of think Star Wars and not um, uh, the, the Expanse. Does that make sense? Like no. more dynamic. Yeah, it's not and a simulator. Not it's at a, all. It's a fun ass shooter. Yeah, it's a well, fun ass shooter. Me interesting because the thing I didn't care for Everspace One was it kind of felt like, like you said, like a run based game. It yeah. was like, all right, get in and go there. And it was missing that sense of like you know, exploration and mm -hmm. you bigger know, purpose going places. Yeah, yeah. I missed a lot of that. It felt like an, it felt like I loaded up an arcade game that's in space. Yeah. You know? And a good one, but one that maybe was missing something and, and, and its presentation exceeded its goals. Like it looked incredible that first game, but it never felt like 
what you did equaled the the look of it. <laughs> um, this seems much more in line with like equaling the look of it. It's still beautiful, but you're landing at space stations and buying replacement shit and selling a bunch of stuff you got and. Uh, you got a base with some with some other characters that you're building and and stuff, and you got perks and stuff that you're unlocking to give you better shields or better this, better that. Uh, upgrade your weapons all the time. Find weird loot in a weird place, uh, kind of Diablo style. You find it in this, you know, embedded in the side of a of a I don't know an asteroid or something, and now you got a better railgun or whatever. Like it's that kind of stuff, and then also this bigger, broader story that's very freelancer ish. I think that game's really shaping up um it's close to 1.0 at least i think it is that they haven't i don't know if, what their um what would you call it their timeline or their what would you call that when a game roadmap roadmap i'm not sure where the roadmap has the actual final release it feels like it could be this year uh but just really sharp really cool i think that game's cool so i played a whole bunch of that that was really what i was in the mood for and it was scratching all kinds of itches i also played back for blood a bit of it i only have some quick thoughts on this because i only played through the first area and then got busy. Um, it is left for dead ass left for dead back for blood. Like it is, they are harnessing what you all want. If you want, okay, let me put it this way. If you want a uh, left for dead back for blood is like a modern that. And yeah. by modern, I mean, it looks great. Brand new engine, beautiful frame rates. Uh, you know, looks like a new game. Uh, but it's you shooting zombies and getting ammo along the way and finding better guns at the next safe house and got four people with you and either, either people or bots and they're talking the whole time and they even say, I'm reloading over here and shit like that. Oh, great. It is. Now, now I'm not saying that's bad. Question, yeah, go ahead. Does this dethrone the awesomeness that is Vermintide 2 in your mind? Uh, like a, um, oh. From an experiential standpoint, because it's a there's a different feel, even though they're the same genre of game, right? There's, right. Right. Well, because there's yeah. so much melee happening and stuff in the other ones, hard to compare them. Um, okay. That's but, what I thought. I was just wondering, I'm wondering, I guess, how much of a modern sensibility have they put on things? Or is it really just new levels for Left 4 Dead? It really, it feels like gameplay wise, like moment to moment, very Left 4 Dead. They're specialized zombies. Mm-hmm. One's fat and explodes. Uh, one's, they call it a tall boy. But basically, it's a it's a I really like tall that. zombie like with a giant arm that can pick yeah. you up and and not let you go until your friends shoot him down or whatever. A little bit like the tongue guy, not quite. Um, there's the little ninja looking one that's really hard to shoot. Uh, I forgot what he's called. So there's a lot of similarities, and there's some of their own little differences. The big difference here is at the beginning of every run or every safe house when you leave, you choose from a bunch of cards. Um, I think they're random. But like Hearthstone style, like six cards will pop up and there'll be perks for that run. And so you can say, oh, well, this is going to give me plus 25 to crit or that cards, you know, the stuff you're used to in games like this card's going to give me more health or I don't know. OK, that is it your own like deck? a cool idea. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a not a great execution because well, i was like oh what how's it going to change the how's it going to change the game and as soon as it gets into the realm of you do more crit damage i'm like Ugh, i know okay, it seems boring mind. on that level there are ways to sort of build yourself do builds and things and people are already kind of min maxing that uh to to whatever degree uh, you can find a lot of that stuff on reddit but uh some people uh kyle and and garrett in particular really like it like really really digging on it I like it, but I really did feel like I was just playing Left 4 Dead again. Like, I, I really didn't feel... It felt like up 
way better textures, way better animation, better lighting, like a modern Left for Dead. Um, you know, but with those tweaks that I mentioned, which um, we need because Left for Dead Two is extremely old. Yeah, like, it doesn't old. seem like it, but I, when was that game released? Like two thousand and eight, nine. Yeah, yeah, it's old. It's pretty old. It's, it's time to yeah. It's time for a new one of those. Um, The nice thing, too, is it's on Game Pass. So it's like, you know, if you have Game Pass, there's no reason not to try it. Um, I don't know if I would jump on this as a full price product had it not been for the Game Pass release. Just because, again, I'm not feeling anything in it that's like, oh, this is a million miles better than Left 4 Dead ever was. It just feels like people people are hungry for a game like this. Vermintide may not be their jam because it's set in a world that they don't like, or I don't know. And they want more zombie killing and they want to do it with friends. This is definitely that. And it's fun and it plays well. Like the shooting's good. All of that stuff is good. It's a very competent one of these. Um, Honestly, as I was playing it, I was going, I kind of wish that uh, aliens fire team or whatever the hell it's called. I kind of wish that was on here because that oh, yeah. is just interesting yeah. cuz you're in alien land, you know? Like Yeah, I think I it's just know. an aesthetic thing. Like I'm not a big zombie guy. That's why I like Vermintide. That's sort of and for some few other reasons, Salt Spire being one of them, but Yeah. Um uh, I was just wondering cuz I, I Left for Dead series is very much like shooting a lot of bullets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. uh and it's that zombies and zombie, you know, it's just not my favorite. So Alien right. World seems you know more up my alley. And this is Turtle Rock again. Or what, are these the guys that made Evolved? I think. Uh, I thought they were the Left for Dead guys moved on to their own company and that they just yeah. made back from like they're basically making Left for Dead Three, but they that can't is, use the yes, Left 4 Dead. I I agree like, with that. This the, is basically the, Left for Dead Three as far as I. The other the other thing that's missing for me, I don't know if you guys have feel this way, but in Left for Dead One and Two. The characterization of the characters, even though it's not that important throughout the game because they don't, nobody has an advantage over anyone else. They're not classes, but those characters like reloading and, you know, Bill and all those guys. I love, I love Zoe. All of those characters are great. Uh, Coach and the newer one and who else is in there? Anyway, all those guys. I like the guy who tells them pretend the helicopter up top is made out of chocolate. Yeah, that guy's great. Uh, But they have, they, I love those intros for those two games for this reason. I immediately know their characters. I know exactly where they've come from and where they're going and why they are who they are and why their person and what their personalities even are. I can just tell mm-hmm. by looking at them. I know Bill's a grizzled old vet from Vietnam. I know that uh, Francis is a biker dickhead. Um, like the stereotype, I don't know if they're stereotypes, but they're just really well presented in those intros. And I, it's part of what I loved about those games. This game has a similar intro, but I don't give a shit about anybody. They're n- none of them are interesting. They're just all very like, okay, there's a that lady's fine. That guy seems okay. Like, there's no yeah. none of that weird. Like, you look at them and you and you and you world build below the the surface, and you kind of know these stories. I don't feel that way with this. I saw the art for these characters, and I actually thought, in the case of one of them, that they had like just stolen and photoshopped over John Goodman from the big Lebowski. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe like, like looking at it, uh, just uh, pulling up the main screen. They should have licensed the big Lebowski. Now that you mentioned it, like, they should just make 
in all the characters from Big Lebowski in a Left for Dead game. I'd be I'd be way into it. You've, so you got that guy, and then you've got uh, John Krasinski from uh, the movie where you can't talk. Quiet like, place. Yeah. I just feel like I just feel like you got the two of them right right there, mm-hmm. and like it's just you now we just took those characters and put them in the game. Um, that's not to say they couldn't be interesting, but it reminds me of when uh, Resident Evil did their their online experiment with the Resident Evil game yeah. and all the characters in that game looked like Hollywood stars so yeah. much that they had to change it because it had like <laughs> Julia Roberts and Tom Cruise and yeah. all of Are that. Are talking Brad about this Pitt Hoffman guy? Hoffman does kind of look like John Goodman. Hoffman. Yeah, he's doing literally the pose from Big Lebowski when he like, uh, on the art for it, when he like pulls out the gun at the bowling alley, yeah, like, he's it, got I, shades of of a John Goodman style character a little it bit. It feels like Definitely. it was stolen directly from it, and they were like, Who's "Well, let's Krasinski give him bubbles guy? glasses, and he'll be fine." Sure, but like, do you guys remember like that second game? The guy stealing money out of the he's wearing like a dirty suit, and he's stealing money out of the out of the um, um, what do you call that <laughs> when you're at a store? It's called the machine that vending machine nope it's where you give them the money and the lady goes here's a team machine it's a a till till. okay a till cash register cash register holy shit that's it thank you wow i haven't seen one of those in a while eh thanks it's been a while COVID. (laughs) yeah um but they they when he's sitting there kind of leaning on his shoulder while there's a little less zombie stuff happening and he's counting through money he took out of there and sticks a little in his pocket i go i know that guy he's in the a-hole in this he's gonna get people killed He's the worst kind of guy in a zombie apocalypse. Like, I got all of this great story about this character. I've only seen him for five seconds. I think those first two intros of those two old games are almost magical in that way. They're really great. This doesn't know how to do it. Nobody's unique. Everybody's generic. They all look like extras from the set of, I don't know, Walking Dead. Generic, you say? What about the character called Mom? Um, I don't know who Mom is. There's a character called Mom. I'm looking up the character. Like, one of them is Mom. She, um, she looks like Carol from The Walking Dead, I guess. What they probably... There are unlockable characters. That's the other thing. There aren't just four to choose from, like Left 4 Dead games. There's unlockables, so you can be a more diverse group later if you want. You mean mom. Yeah, there's probably mom. But she's not in the intro. They don't do any of that. It's just the four you oh, get Oh, maybe to she's an unlockable. I'm just looking at the full list of cast, and one of them's called Mom. Do they have a Norman Reedus? And there's one called one? Doc. There's a, there's, a, there's a woman called Doc. Uh, and somebody named Reed us. No. <laughs> oh, and is is the Jim Krasinski guy? His name is Jim. Um, I don't know. A character called Jim in the game. Oh my lord! Really? That's yeah. pretty on the nose, isn't it? Uh, let's see. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's Maybe fine. whatever. Maybe you just need a bit more time with it, and then you get it. Plays great. It plays great. I I, listen, I can't, I can't really comment. I didn't play it. If so. your goal is to go in there and shoot zombies and have fun with the co-op and the whatever, it's that. It's great. That stuff's really what. It's super competent. I'm not saying anything bad about the gameplay, um, but yeah. just know it's going to feel a lot like Left 4 Dead in the gameplay. I just think you could do okay. more with these characters. It felt like this trailer was made in like. I don't know. They handed it over to some Chinese de- developer who doesn't know how, doesn't know who these characters are. That's how that felt. Uh-huh. It's weird, um, but it's good. It's a as a game to shoot with. It's a fun game to shoot with. Reloading, reload, reloading. Right? Damn it, Bill. I mean, I love the original cast of those games. is so great, and they never wore on me, and they never annoyed me. To me, it was game magic. They pulled that off. I love that. I wanted to play that game again not too long ago, and I yeah. reinstalled it, and I didn't realize that 
even though it was a different PC and so much time had passed that it would reinstall with all the mods that I had downloaded for it. Oh, yeah. So I started the game and discovered that all the characters had been replaced with Tyrannosaurus Rexes <laughs> and that it wouldn't stop playing the Cowboy Bebop theme through the entire thing. Well, then, what? You're, so what's the problem? This sounds great. Play that. No, it was great. It was just, I, but I was surprised. I was caught off guard, but apparently... However many years between when I last played and then, those were the mods that was important to have. Okay. I just saw something in the chat that I've not heard until today. Hans Sanitizer in the chat says, Norman Reedus and the Traveling Fetus. That's that other game where he walks around with a baby. What's it called? The Death Stranding. Death Stranding. I've never heard anyone say Norman Reedus and the Traveling Fetus. That's incredible. That should be, that would be the name of that's the name of his band in that because that game is about how he's a band leader and he gets on stage with a fetus. <laughs> the traveling fetus? Is that real? I never the played fetus the game. plays synthesizer. I never no. What? You're making that up. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me because you know, the Kojima's guitar. weird. He makes weird games. All right, anyway, that's no, back for blood. I've been thinking about buying the director's cut. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It just seems like an event in gaming I should probably check now out. Now that he can point. finally cut loose and he's not uh, constrained by his own company that he owns. Yeah. There you have it. Society is broken down. They should put it on Game Pass just to piss off Sony because it was a Sony exclusive for a while. It's not now, but oh. was then. Uh, I also played Saints Row 4, don't ask. And uh, Wait, I want to <laughs> ask, why did you play Saints Row 4? I got in a uh, mood. Isn't it great? I played Saints Row 3 a bunch, and then I thought, oh, you know what? I never really gave 4 a chance. Um, I think I let people talk me out of it because they said, oh, you run around mostly now. You're a superhero. You basically don't need cars anymore. And I'm like, man, you don't take a GTA-like and eliminate cars from the equation. Um, so I think I gave it short shrift back in 2013 or whatever it was. And uh picked it up again last week, or this week, and played a ton of it, and it's great. Saints Row 4 is great. It's ridiculous. It's over the top. It it's really the one with the is wheelchair so gun. That's no, an amazing opening. And it uh, still looks pretty good. It's an early PS4-looking uh, type game, you know, like the crossover generation of games. And it still looks fine on PC. Nice high res, fast frame rate. looks great. Climbing a nuclear warhead to manually disable it while uh, don't want to miss a thing plays yeah. is, uh, is a fantastic moment. It's pretty special. And you're the president. Also. Yeah, and you're the president. And I'm blue. I look like a blue man because that's what I did for the character creation. And I'm yeah. wearing a bikini and a bra top. Um, mm -hmm. And for a while, I ran around naked. Like, the game's ridiculous. It's just so ridiculous. And I kind of needed I just was in the mood for open world dumb. And that game gives it to you. So I played a bunch of that. And also the shooting in four is a lot better than uh, than three. And three's great, but three had shit shit. And now you, you can enjoy it while it lasts because the new Saints Row is going to be super serial. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, it doesn't look like it'll be serious, but it looks like it'll be... Well, the trailer makes it seem ridiculous. Like It, doesn't, it seems like they're sticking to that, but they are rebooting, right? This is like a whole new... It seems I thought ridiculous I heard in a different way. Yeah. Uh, wasn't it... Watch that trailer. They're going it's for a, more serious tune. Because that trailer was goofy. Like, straight it, up. I don't know. It seemed... Okay. Here's the best way I, I think I can describe how I interpreted that trailer. Yeah. It's like the Fast and Furious movies now. Maybe a little. It's not, yeah. it's not like the zany, crazy, like, over-the-top parody. It's now... It's still zany and crazy, but in the 
we swung across a canyon on a rope bridge in a car way. Yeah. And then some snarky snark in between. And maybe you're right. It doesn't, I don't, I don't get the sense that they're going for anything serious, but it does seem like they're, they're maybe pulling back a little bit from just the ridiculous, like almost, almost too much, you know, whatever that was in four and three, in <laughs> yeah, three for that playing as a toilet or anything. Right. Like <laughs> I don't know if Keith David will be in it or not, but that would be great. Cause he's great in four. Anyway, playing that, I needed a, a good open world game, and that that kind of suited me. I was going to play um, what's the Microsoft game that that didn't live up to. Um, oh, the hype. I know what you're talking about. Um, that was tangentially connected to it. Shit, no, not that, not the Get Out of oh. Hell one. I'm thinking of uh, the Microsoft one, Crackdown Three. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, I installed Crackdown Three because I just wanted a big dumb open world dumb thing, and that game is one of those. But it's still locked at 30 frames on the Series X. What what the hell is that about? And the PC, by the way, it's locked on both. So that's weird. Fix that. That's stupid. Um, but once they fix that, I might play that because it looks like a dumb fun time. I just want to shoot shit and unlock things. That's what I feel like doing right now. So that's why I played. Well, Saints Row there is a great game that came out this week. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's had. a good point. What's yeah. that? What game was that? Oh wait, don't oh, do that yet. I, played, I don't know. I played Rogue. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Talk. We promised to talk about it at the beginning of the show. Yeah, we game did. Two of us. We'll two of us played. Soon. I just wanted to say I played Rogue Book and it, it's fine. Okay, that's all I had to say about that. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's that's fine. right. Yeah, it's fine compared to Tainted Grail and Grifflands and all the other ones like it. Yeah, it's fine. all the millions of ones that are just like each other. It's fine. It's all right. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, all right, let's get to the. The chicken on the wheel. No, the uh, the elephant in the room. That's what I meant to say. Uh, Metroid Dread. John and Bo both played it. Let's just rip this right open. I didn't get it yet because I don't know why. I just haven't. I'm gonna. I mean, it's the mo- it's the biggest, most exciting thing, news or otherwise related that happened in gaming, at least as far as I'm concerned. Oh, all right. Look at that. Week. And I think a lot of people are. It's a much beloved franchise. Yeah. It's been 19, was it 19 years or a really long time since the Super Nintendo one. Well, it's been, uh, yeah. It was I mean, first were, person for the longest time and it was only available. So they were GBA a, games, but yeah. This is a big release. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So, so John, you played, um, and Bo, you played. I guess I want to hear both of your takes. What, John, what do you think? What do you like about it? Or do you? I think it's really good. I, I think I want to make a very clear statement up front that I really like Metroid Dread. So, no matter what I say, no matter how you interpret what I say, just come back to the point of, really like metroid dread fair enough i think it has some problems so. <laughs> all right uh, do you want to um, itemize those problems or how do you want to yeah wanna i will um, let me go down the problems and then i'll say the things that it does well the problem is okay the metroid games are phenomenal i really 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 love the the series and this is a really good one of those games um, I was a little, so a lot of people I heard don't like the Emmys, the big monster that kind of chases you in this. There's a bunch of them, but like, right. it's kind it's kind of a thing that has become a divisive point for this game because it's sort of like having a mini Mr. X in the game for certain sections where here's the thing you can't fight, uh, and it's going to chase you and try and hunt you down. And all you can really do is run away from it. Ooh. And see, this is why I, I think act- I've hesitated. I think I've hesitated even subconsciously because I don't like the Mr. X mechanic at all. So they so. do some good things with it. You know, when you're going into an area that has them, you know how to get out of the areas that have, have them. Yeah. 
So if you don't want to deal with them at the moment, you you can avoid them. Um, you do eventually, pretty quickly, honestly, like you encounter them, and then you fairly quickly after you encounter them, get the item to kill them. And there's, I think, seven of them or six of them, something like that. And so they don't stick around too long. But I think the game's biggest problem is that it does not do a very good job of telling you where to go. Mm. So one of the things that I really loved about Metroid Fusion was Metroid Fusion had a similar sort of mechanic storyline. Like you were being pursued by a thing called the SAX. And it basically was an evil Samus that was hunting you down. And what made Metroid Fusion so cool was that they did a very clear, like, here's where you are, here's where you have to go, and here's where you're going to have to get through to get there, and you're going to be hunted, you know, through this whole thing, and you're going to have things you have to overcome. This game is just sort of like, it gives you the impression you're exploring, but you're really not. You're actually very limited on where you can go for the first half of the game. Like you're actually being kind of railroaded, but the game's doing a decent job of making you not feel like you're being railroaded. Um, and the problem with it obscuring where to go is it makes the Emmy problem worse. Like you'd probably have to go through their zone maybe once or twice before you could fight them and deal with them. But then, because you're lost and you don't know where to go in the game, you end up going through some of their sections. Like, there was one where I was running from the Emmy, like, seven or eight times. Because I just kept going back, going, where the hell am I supposed to go in this game right now? And I've gotten extremely lost three times. And all three times, the solution was, there was a breakable wall that I didn't know was breakable, that I just had to shoot, and then I could proceed. And it, it would have been fine. So there's some of that which I don't I don't love. I don't think that makes for a very fun mechanic where it's just like, oh, you should have just known that you could break this wall or you should have been running around testing it to see if you could. And I think that makes the Emmy problem worse. Like if you don't like dealing with them, the fact that you might have to go into their rooms multiple times for no reason makes it a bigger problem than it otherwise would be. Mm. Uh so I, I wish that the game was a little more open for exploration. The game does open up about halfway through, it feels like. I haven't beaten the game, but I'm I'm getting there. I've, I think I've got a couple more upgrades to get. I just got the gravity suit, which I believe is the last suit. Um, so about halfway through the game opens up. It actually does let you explore, and you have enough items to where you can actually explore, and it kind of stops forcing you down a linear path and uh, lets you go on a collection spree if you want and, and kind of play the game I actually the way I wanted to play it from the get-go. Um, but that's a really long way in, and you've unlocked a lot of the map by that time, and the idea of going back through the game at that point it was a little more daunting than if I felt like I had been exploring along the way. Um, so I, I think... Those things are little nitpicks that bug me about the game. Overall, though, it's it's really fun. I mean, I, honestly, I think it's hard to make a bad Metroid game, mm. but it's 
it's super fun. Oh, I don't love the control scheme either. I've I talked to somebody who's playing with the the pro controller, yeah, and he said he had no issues with it and thought it was fine. But playing it on the uh, Switch Lite, yeah, um, my hands are constantly <laughs> hurting because the amount of times where it's like you're pressing and holding multiple buttons to do something, yeah, it is frequent. So there will be yeah. times where it's like hold. R and L and then aim with the stick and then press Y to shoot. And it's like, oh my gosh. And you have tight windows where you have to do some of these things. Um, so I don't know if they could have made it better, but it, it certainly feels like the controls could have been better. Mm. But uh, I, apparently, depending on how you're playing it, that may not be an issue for you. Um, but I haven't been able to put it down. You know, I've I've put a lot of hours into it, and I think it's I think it's really good. I was playing it right before the show, and just got to a new area and was very excited about it. So I think it is, and it looks great. It sounds great. Um, it's got the creepiness factor that a lot of Metroid games have, and it's it's the series that feels the least Nintendo of Nintendo series. Oh yeah, by far. It. Yeah, I've um, always felt that way. It's and and I've always wondered if that's why they're so infrequent because Nintendo doesn't even like making them, but people love them. So I don't I don't know. I don't know what the deal yeah. is with that. I mean, they, I think they, there's more Metroid coming in the future as yeah. well. There's gonna be more primes. So. You didn't like. You didn't like uh, Other M, right? Did you play that? No, Other M, um, I did not enjoy. Yeah. I tried it. That's the actually. You know what? I just realized I said it's hard to make a bad Metroid game. Yeah. Nope, there was one, and yeah. that was the one I didn't like. Other than that, I think I've liked every every main game in the series. You know, they've done some weird offshoots here and there, but I, I, I do like Prime. the Prime series, yeah. and I do like the mainline Metroid games. I think probably Fusion is the best Metroid game I've played, that or Super Metroid, but yeah. um, those two are, are really, really good. Can Fusion be found um, anywhere? Uh, I don't know. Mm. I had somebody on Twitter when I mentioned that I was so glad that this was a direct sequel to Fusion and carries on that story. They said you would think Nintendo would have given us an easy way to play it on the Switch, yeah. and I'm kind of shocked they didn't because... Yeah. It is. It's a hundred percent connected to that story. They talk about the SAX. They show you a cutscene. You get to see the the evil Samus and all of that business. Like it is a direct sequel to that game, and I would be surprised that there's no way to to play it on the Switch. Yeah, that kind of bums me out. I wouldn't mind going back. I remember really liking Fusion as well back in the day. Uh, Bo, since we're already on the topic, uh, anything yeah. you would add or, or well, this game is really great yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like pretty much aces in almost every category i think the, the the thing there was some there's some people tweeting or there's you know discussions in the online space about what an 80 dollars game should look like like there are these uncharted games you know with all these crazy effects and you got this side scrolling game that's kind of like you know lame in comparison just in terms of the epicosity i suppose of it <laughs> yeah and, I, and some of it reflective in John comments too, because one of the things that like they made a firm decision on this 2D business is that this is Metroid is a genre game in the sense that it's not designed to be played once. Yeah, it's it's like even with the unlockables, it's designed to be played over and over again and to improve your clear time. Like, there is a hard mode. Like I finished it. There's a hard mode, and then there are unlockables based on I believe the amount of time it takes you to clear it. So. The idea is everything's supposed to be hard. You learn to play it better, and then you replay it. 
Now, that's not going to be what everyone wants to do with a game like this, but they're going to have put down full price for this game and get the experience they're getting and not be fully satisfied with it. Right. And I think, like, that's, that is sort of an issue with the game. It's not really, mar- they're not going to market it as a genre game because they want to get all the sales they can get off a Nintendo hype game. But it really, like, it, it this really does lean into the speedrun, like, catnip for the speedrun community. It, to the point that, uh, like, as you were mentioning, I felt early on there was a linearity to levels as well. Like, I'm railroaded. But that's, in fact, not the case. There's a bunch of people who are sequence-breaking the game, and it's intended by the developers in that you can get upgrades early before you're supposed to. There's like ways of finding out how to, to do that. And it's programmed into the game because Cra- the Kraid boss, he's a boss. So you have to learn his patterns and kill him, but there's a one shot kill. If you have the morph ball early, earlier than you're supposed to get, if you get the morph ball early and bring it to the Kraid fight, once you get to the belly button battle, Scott, you're going to love the belly button battle. <laughs> you can transform into a morph ball, fire the morph ball inside his belly button, and just destroy him from the inside out, and then just win the fight. Wow. So, like, the game, it's like, first time going through it, it I'm like, really? Like, I, don't, I felt really linear. And then I'm, like, watching these sequence break videos, and they're not like, oh, we broke the game. The people who made the game put these secrets in there intentionally for people to figure out how to better complete the labyrinth and thus complete the speed run quicker. So it's like, that's what's sort of unclear about this. You buy this game thinking, okay, this is a campaign, a story of Metroid, and I'm going to be an adventurer and, and go the way through. It's actually, this game's, I think they tried to serve many masters. I don't think they served the master of, let's make give you this fun campaign. Because I would say... I think some of the levels don't last long enough. Like I got some upgrades and then there was barely, I expect to get an upgrade and I expect to get some challenges and puzzles to do. And it felt like towards the end, as the upgrades got faster and quicker, there wasn't a lot of like, you know, Oh, I sweet. I got the power bomb. Now here's some power bomb enemies and puzzles to use with it. It's like, Nope, it just unlocks some stuff throughout the map. Really. I'm close to the end of the game at this point, whatever, like, right. Or you get the, you get the double jump (laughs) and it's like, Oh, am I going to use the double jump for anything interesting? No, there's going to be two rooms that suck that require the double jump to get through. And then you're not going to worry about it till you get the the constant, like, jump and then it becomes interesting yeah. again so it's it's not gonna ca- it's not gonna cater to like the sense of i got an upgrade now i get some adventurous part of it this is a labyrinth and your goal is to complete the labyrinth faster and faster and it's meant to be replayed yeah. so if you just play the campaign that's fine but you, yeah i think i think your the review is gonna sound like that like it's gonna be like well you know it's, it's fun it's really good but like there's stuff that's unsatisfying but then you sort of see well no this game is this game is designed for people to to challenge uh, themselves to go faster and faster, and so it's hard I mean, to grok that way, right? Yeah. I, I think that's cool. I think the crate thing sounds awesome. I just I think rather than catering to specifically a speedrunner, I wish that the game was more open, and that would be a secret that anybody could discover, rather than having to you know break something or you know employ speedrunning tactics in order to do it. Yeah, because uh, that stuff that stuff is cool, but that's what I associate with Metroid is like exploration and yeah speed eventually becomes important but it just I, it never really felt exploratory to me it was like i felt like i was trying to explore and then it was like oh sorry there's a tiny ledge and you can't become a morph ball yet so you can't you can't get through here and it's like no it's oh, pretty right. linear and i would yeah. throw that at the feet of the dread mechanic like the takes those dread areas take up a lot of real estate yeah 
Um, and like whether trial and error is your cup of tea is, is that's going to vary, right? Like, you know, sure. trying this one area with the, with the Mr. X mechanic 10 times for some is going to be like, okay. And some people are going to enjoy it. I enjoyed the trial and error on bosses more than I did the dread mechanics, but I didn't have that much trouble with any of the Emmys to be perfectly honest. Like, mm. Yeah, they weren't that big of a. They weren't that big of a. Deal. They're almost overhyped. Like they're not really that. Like, so are they called the Emmys? They're hard like, at first, but then you're like, I learned the patterns. Just keep away. Are, are they Emmys? Like, is in like win the Emmy for TV work named? Is that how they're named? Or yeah, E M M I. Okay, instead of a Y, and it's an acronym for some weird, you know, sci-fi bullshit. <laughs> it's like you know, <laughs> extraterrestrial, masticating, monstrous informant, or some whatever, whatever. It is. <laughs> I like that masticating. <laughs> yeah, but like, you just sit there going. Um, nom, 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 nom. Uh, but the bosses are awesome. Like yeah. the boss fights are really cool. Even and the last boss, I had to try him a lot. The last boss fight certainly. Uh, certainly was a challenge. I'll just say that he's he's no pushover. It took me a good two or three hours of trying to beat him to beat him. Well, I mean, is, that's um, been my story throughout the entire game. Has been it, it? It has been this. I'm playing the game. I'm having fun. Oh shit! I'm stuck. Run around. Check everything. Look everywhere. Oh, there was a wall I could shoot through. Okay, <laughs> go through that, and then okay, here's a boss. Well, I'm never going to be able to beat this. I'm stuck forever because this boss is too hard. And then, you know, five minutes later, oh, I beat it. I did it. I, I was able to complete yeah. it. And then you rinse and repeat. Get lost for a while. Find a boss. Think the boss is impossible. I actually sent Ben a text message today because I knew he had beaten the game. And I was like, look, I know what to do. I just need encouragement because this stupid purple electric bug for some reason is breaking my brain and I can't. He does three moves. That's it. And I, for whatever reason, cannot deal with him. I get hit by everything he does. And it just was driving me crazy. And then I just, I just powered through it and I just did it. (laughs) And I was like, okay, you know what? It wasn't that bad. Or the first time you fight one of these warrior guys and you're like, this is so cheap. Their moves just hit me. And they have two moves that look exactly the same when they're about to do it, and one's counterable and the other isn't. And if you wait just a fraction of a second too long on the second move, you get hit by it. Mm. I hate this. I'll never be able to do it. And then you finally do it, and you're like, good. And then they make you fight two of them at the same time. You're like, what are you doing? Why would you do that to me? Um, But it's good. It gets harder and harder, but it's fun. You get a sense of accomplishment, though, from me. I don't know. I I liked it. I, I definitely appreciated it. That stuff, but I didn't. Ha- I, I want to say I didn't have that much of a hard time. The hardest time, see, a hundred percent of the items, and I will say that the speed booster puzzles are by far. That's what I was most like. I'll never be able to do this. Oh my god! I had to look up a video for three or four of them. I was just like, I have no idea how to do this speed boost puzzle. And even after seeing it, I'm like, I still don't get it. <laughs> like, how did they do that? Like, I cannot replicate these moves. Uh, but after practicing, you get better. Like that's where I'm like, oh, as I practice things, I get better. And if I wanted to replay it on hard mode and then lower my time, like then this building on skills makes sense. The game, the game is well crafted, controls wise and stuff, but asks you to put in time to get better at it. I just don't think that's what everyone that's that's what everyone who's going to buy this game or want they're just going to want to get a nice adventure. Mm-hmm. And they may be disappointed in what they get. Interesting. Okay, yeah. but but big thumbs up from from 
from core it sounds like we're into it yeah like oh, one yeah, of my favorite huge. games of the year like it's it's, it's great it's but it's short really, really good. <clears throat> i find i find it pretty short it's for 80 dollars. it is a short experience yeah. i think the campaign save file was 15 hours or something like that yeah there's some amiibo yeah. shit in here what does it do i wonder what do you get it replenishes your missiles i think it's like yeah. an ammo reload okay that's all right i guess I don't. It's, it's kind of amiibo stuff. I'm kind of over. <laughs> I like the little figurines, but I don't care about what they do in games. Um, I, have a bunch I, of I know. We'll say too the the few voice lines that Samus has. It's always like wow. And the way they did the story is pretty good, even if it's as goofy and sort of PG as it is. Like it's really, it's really great. Yeah. Well, it's one of the all time greats. It's nice to see a good entry um, out of Nintendo. Well, I guess the rumor is they're remaking the Prime games for Switch, and I haven't played them, so I'm oh, like, oh okay, that'd I be would, great. I play these, and I mean, Prime games are really Prime cool. games are amazing. I, I know they're also going to do. I mean, Prime Four is of course coming, so my guess is those Prime remasters will happen maybe just before that. Um, yeah. I, would I mean, I that. prefer the side scrolly stuff, but I'm just into Metroid right now. I'd be willing to. Oh, the environment is amazing. The tone, to give all those that games stuff. A chance and try them. Oh. Try them out. Yeah, I I prefer the side scrolly stuff too. But there's something about the translation of that universe to first person, and you start to realize like how terrifying that world is. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've always been impressed at Metroid for a side scroller where you're pulled way back and all of that. Its ability to scare me. I I thought metroid fusion was a scary game yeah and atmospheric as hell same deal with this one like it didn't really scare me but there's like stuff where you're just like oh that's gnarly look at that and uh when you go into first person and you're still dealing with the same stuff and these same creatures and all that like it it's effective like it's very atmospheric in a in a cool way well wow prime 4 was announced in 2017 yeah they've been gravy not showing jack shit about it either in fact that game was announced way before this was i mean this was just announced last e3 right and then out the same year i think yeah yeah so i wonder i mean hopefully it's coming now that I'm oh. in the Met- I'm, I'm into Metroid now. I'm like, please release Metroid games for the yeah. Switch. Yeah. Also, the first suit is uh, way cooler than any of the suit upgrades. Oh, all right. That's, I, and that's actually, I honestly think a Metroid staple. Like, I actually think there's a weird tendency in Metroid to where the later suits you get, the dumber it looks. But that blue, white, and red one that she has at the beginning is so cool. I it's pretty it. good. Yeah, the blue is a really interesting color in the scheme of things i always think of her as uh, not that kind of blue anyway you know what i mean like there's something about that blue well anyway there you go that's our our hot take on metroid dread what uh what's picto picks john i don't even know what that is what is that it's picross for the pc oh is it fun you like that there i do i needed a game to just relax and chill me out and so i got a game called picto picks on steam it was like four bucks or something like that and uh it's just it's picross i really like picross if you don't know what that is it's you know you get hints as to what blocks to remove and what blocks to keep and you just yeah you draw little pictures with it and uh it's relaxing. It's chill. And this, I, I did a little bit of research on it. I was like, okay, Picross usually is stuff on, you know, Nintendo platforms. Um, so just give me something that is 
you know, that sort of deal and uh, started playing this. And it just it's chill and it's relaxing and I enjoyed it. It was exactly what I needed it to be. That's good. And it's only four bucks. I could play. I could get that. I like Picross. I don't as know well. if it was four bucks, but yeah, it's, it's cheap. It's I'm like it's under ten for sure, and uh, just lots of puzzles. They definitely you know grow and expand. You know, they start you off with like five by five, and then you do a series of those, and then it gives you ten by ten, and it just keeps going from there. And uh, you know, you draw little pictures. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's great and it's relaxing and chill. Yeah. Um, I love the DS game back in the day. Really oh, yeah. Good. I yeah. play like 3D Picross and regular Picross. All those that, that Nintendo was doing are just some of my favorite little puzzle games and uh, very relaxing. Yeah, I agree. I get more out of it than I do most puzzle games. I like that stuff a lot. Um, I also yeah. uh, I picked which game was going to follow up my Final Fantasy run for my streams um, because we're waiting for Final Fantasy V and the winner of the poll was Chrono Trigger. So I am playing through Chrono Trigger on the PC, nice. uh, which is not the best version of the game, <laughs> but it's pretty OK. Yeah. Um, it's uh, the UI really has taken some getting used to. I'm getting there finally after multiple hours of it, but um we we are playing through that making good progress as usual uh there are characters with familiar names the frog is named scott Mm. and uh the character normally known as robo is now known as robo but Bo is uh spelled like Bo. oh like robo got it okay that's great robo that's the direction we went with that i thought you would be happy to know that for once scott you're not a character that's betraying everybody oh good and Bo, for once you're not a uh, female that's going to be interested in the main character okay good these are good changes the female robot got it yeah and you as a pc version why why, why do people not love that version what's the deal ui stuff Uh, well, so originally when it first released on Steam, it was a port of the uh, mobile version of the game, yeah. which was really atrocious. A lot of people were very upset about that. Yeah, They did, because it was such a big fallout for a beloved game, they did some work, um, not the level of work that they've put into the Pixel remasters, but they did do some updating to it. So it's not quite the old touchpad interface uh, and fonts and all of that. Uh, so they did a little effort to restore it, but it is still a different UI that, t- again, takes some getting used to. And uh, yeah, the original font in that game is so bad. great. I hate when they change the fonts. Like the fonts are good or of the era. Yeah, yeah. I don't know and why. Chrono do Trigger, as I remember, had great font. Well, in all the Pixel Remaster stuff, that's the biggest complaint I read is that they change the fonts. I still hear that from people. Yeah, like, people oh. like those fonts. Yeah. I, I don't know how they can so casually just be like, "Yep, yeah, new font. Here you go," and it looks. It's, it's clear so and legible and terrible. Nobody wants that. Everyone wants the nice look of what they remembered. I don't know. Right. You're not yeah. looking for functionality here. You're trying to match the... These don't match what you're seeing. They look like they're two different things running. Like, like if there's an ev- ever an argument to be like fonts convey a lot of meaning, like playing these old games like years later with new, more legible but boring-ass fonts it, like speaks volumes about that. It's just like, oh. Yeah, Times New Roman. Ugh. And uh, in Cereal. the gameplay Ugh. that uh, Scott's showing, you can see this is how it looked at launch with like big buttons that are obviously touchscreen buttons yeah. on the screen. Yeah. Uh, you know, for a PC Steam release, it was really 
is really unacceptable. I mean, I bought it the second it came out because somebody said you can buy Chrono Trigger. And I was like, yeah, it's all you as soon as I saw this, I was like, well, that's getting refunded. And, you know, when they did the work they did, I, I did rebuy it. I would still like to see a pixel remaster of it. You know, it's considered one of the greatest games of all time. I, I find it shocking how little attention they seem to pay to it, yeah. considering the pedigree that it has. Yeah, everyone loves that game. Uh, never played it, though, so I guess I don't, but I probably would. Uh, all right, excellent. Um, Final Fantasy fourteen still playing. Yeah, right? yeah. still good. That's, That's good. all. Still we'll good. just say that. I'm feeling the pressure of trying to be ready for Endwalker, but... Um, Other than that, I did fail to mention. Well, Yoshi P doesn't want you to feel any pressure. No, Take a break, no man. pressure. Take it's a break. my own personal pressure. He said I could put as much pressure on myself as I want. He would pat you on the head and say, "John, it's okay. Don't be weird. Slow. <laughs> don't be weird." <laughs> don't, He'd don't say, "Don't be weird about the game." <laughs> uh, I played a little bit of Shif- uh, Rift Breaker. Sitting in the chat reminded me. I wanted to mention. I played a little bit of it. This is a game I was actually seriously looking forward to because it looked like Mech Diablo to me. And the graphics Rift looked insane, break. and they showed it at E3, and I was like, when's that coming out? Game Pass day one. I'm like, sweet, line, line me up. It was yesterday or Tuesday. Uh, got it. Do not like at all. Oh, man. <laughs> Here's oh, the, that's a tower defense yes, base thing. Right? Here's the problem. The base and the tower defense stuff, That as, uh, as soon as I realized how heavy uh, that is in the game, because in the previews and the other stuff I'd seen previously, I knew it was part of the game, but it didn't seem like it was that big of a part of the game. It's a massive part of the game. And it immediately doesn't even want you to fight yet. It's like, oh, I want you to build shit and then build more shit. And then how about some power to power your shit? And I'm like, I do this in other games already that I like more. I don't want to do this. So I bounced hard. I'm not playing that game. Didn't- Honestly, I'm watching the trailer for it. And if they just got rid of the base building and made it, it you know, up to four player co-op Diablo with yeah. these mech things, it, it would be like, it'd be insane. Bye Blizzard. You guys suck. <laughs> they made a way better game here. Like, yeah, hundred percent funny. Yeah. Uh, I know this is maybe- for someone and I don't want to tell them not to, because if you're really into tower defense style mechanics, this yeah. is probably going to be Exor your jam. studios like yeah. for a sequel, not a sequel, but you know, at your studio, you might make other games like make your Rift breaker game. And then when you're done, make rift oblo rift oblo like, like like do it man like it because like there looks like like um there's a lot of lighting effects like the, graphically it looks it's it looks, gorgeous i yeah. wishlisted before the show because it popped up on steam and i'm like this looks like fun exciting action game yeah. like cool yeah and i'm sad to hear you say it's kind of bleh. it's fine if you okay but both like if you love tower defense then don't not get it especially on game pass because it's just there but i don't know i like i like i do like a bit of base defense but i i don't like elaborate you yeah, know what i mean yeah. like yeah this like i like it in starcraft 2 like the, the 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 levels in starcraft 2 the way the base defense works in that game i'm you know i'm, I'm cool with that but yeah. if it's yeah really involved like i looked at the game they are billions and i'm like should i play this i don't know oh it's Maybe hugely not, you know? it's just way more like oh you don't have enough power put some more power things around here and i felt like i was playing factorio I, I yeah just, uh, there's a lot of turrets i'm watching the trailer and it looks like you got to put a lot of turrets up on the edges and, yeah. and things break and then it goes oh no you let stuff break oh no and i'm yeah. like i don't care and like, it's a bummer know. like it actually teleports you back to town if your main part of your base is under attack no matter what you're doing, you'll be teleported there without even being asked. Oh, no. Is it multiplayer or is it just single player? I think player? it's uh, that. I don't know. I shouldn't speak to that. I mean, it, it might be more fun if, if this was a multiplayer experience, maybe. Yeah. It's just not for me. I know yeah, someone's going to love yeah, this. It feels a little 
it feels a little rough to be too harsh on it because it isn't the thing we imagined right. it could be. But that is also it's so sad that we live in a world where somebody can go like, hey, Diablo, but you're a bunch of mechs. And you're like, that is the best idea in the world. I want that so bad. And nobody's making it. They're just making stuff vaguely like it. Yeah. Like, somebody make it. Hurry yeah. up. We need it so bad. Because mechanically and, and combat wise, like the melee combat and the shooting combat in this is very, very cool. Like, like really of- cool. Just think about all the cool stuff you could do with the Mechablo. Like you'd find the parts. Like your your character could look different based on the drops you get. So it's not like you pick a you're not picking necromancer or barbarian. You just have a chassis and you pick up the pieces and everyone's like equipped with their pieces, right? Yeah. And I've got like a flame foot and I got an ice foot and I got a machine gun arm and a, you know, diaper shooting arm or something like that. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everyone's got like this like constructed loot droppy thingy uh, yeah. built from parts that they find in the world. Yeah. Ah. It's a bummer. I don't know. Just wasn't for me. And I was really looking forward to it. I was super stoked. It's not even that big either. It's like six gig or something. And I think we did it to ourselves. We imagined a better game than this could be. <laughs> yeah, we did. Like, we totally did. <laughs> All they had to show us was some really cool looking animation and stuff. They didn't show much of that base stuff at E3. They didn't hardly at all. So when I saw that, I was like, I'm in, I'm all in on whatever that is. And now, I mean, mech building is more fun than base building, I guess, is if you're oh, doing the mech thing, yeah. then you should do the, like, cause you, what you like the game, the mech builder game or repair my mech. Yes. Game. I like the yeah, mech, like, mech mechanic <laughs> simulator is a great game like, because I'm big, I'm fixing mechs. It's great. That's a whole loot table system for a mech oblo game. Like yeah. you, oh, you could do so much with that. I agree. I re- oh man. Okay, mech oblo or Diab. Rift. Are there any? If there's any angel investors out there, we're gonna we'll make a pitch deck for Mechablo. Yes, yeah. I'll even do devil fifty million dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's all it'll take. No big deal. I think that sounds about right. Fifty million dollars need. I don't know why there isn't a game like that already. There was a close. There was something close to it on the original Xbox called. I think John knows about this game because we've talked about it. Uh, you were like a police mech. And it was top down oh, cool. like that, and it was awesome. What was that game called? Police mech. Yeah, like you were in a police. Like, you were you were for real. Like you were inside of a police mech that had like had like lights on top, and it was colored like a police colors and stuff. And you were you were just wiping crime out in the cities, and you were a giant mech in like <laughs> cyberpunk time. It's an awesome game, and I can never remember the name of it though. It's yeah, we just need more cop, stuff LAPD. like that. We Fu- need it so bad. Future cop or future. Future Cop Mech. LAPD is the first thing. That oh, that's it. Is that it? Wait, uh-huh. LA, the LAPD part's jumping out at me. It's from 2009. Maybe it's not the game. Was it recent or? Um, is this it? <gasps> this might be it. Hold on. This might be it. Uh, EA Redwood third person shooter. Third person. I'm not sure that's it. Uh, let's see. Let's look this up and see some screen grabs. I think this might be it. This is it. I loved this game. This is it. It is LA wow. Cop, or uh, sorry, Future Cop LAPD. And I was hoping they'd do more like, here's the NYC and here's, you know, New Orleans. Yeah, it looks like you're a mech and you're shooting all the criminals. Yeah. Other I mean, it looks like stuff. ass now that I look at it. But uh, the top-down, like, way zoomed out version is what I played. Uh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, that game was great. It looks like shit now. I'm now looking at it. It's like, ooh, that's ugly. But... It was explosive and fun, and someone get on that. And don't make tower defense games. Thank you very much. 
All right. Uh, oh, and I played. Uh, sorry, I played some of that new, uh, the new Mercenaries mode in Hearthstone, and I think I kind of like it. That's all I'll say about that because I don't really know what I'm doing yet, but I think I kind of like the loop of it. It's not bad. Oh, really? Yeah. You should try really? it. Really? How dare you? You should try it. It's like. Uh, How dare you like a gotcha game? <laughs> I know. It's kind of a gotcha game. Uh, it's all right. It's. It's it's a uh, I mean I don't I'm not really into Hearthstone multiplayer anyway so a single player are they thing giving like you that. lots of free packs or are you uh, oh you you know you you get a bunch at first and you get characters at first and then you start unlocking shit and it's like that you know the thing I was talking about earlier the Star Trek game like under the hood it's similar mechanics but you can spend money in there mm-hmm. it's like log in tomorrow if you want another free pack yeah do you like filling up bars making numbers go higher. Uh, I mean, I do. I'm a sucker for that well, stuff. Well, then then Hearthstone may have your number with their latest update, Mercenaries. I don't know. All right. Uh, let's move on to... Oh, shit. We got this. That's a good question. Quick email. I got to play more music for this. Hold on a second. All right. I'm going to read this one. My dearest Martha, I request to you now a review for episode... I'm sorry. I present to you now a review for episode 285 of The Core Show. I'm not going to do the voice because John... I don't want to step on John here says, although the graphics for audio listeners were way below our modern standards, the story and narration surely made up for it. At times, it felt like riding a tricycle on two wheels, which surely gives one a sense of danger and adventure, even though I'd personally prefer, prefer all three. Prefer. <laughs> As a side note, the writer for Baron Bow was fantastic. His dialogue and voice acting was beyond expectations. In my opinion, he should have way, should have way more voice lines throughout the campaign. Yours in this life and the next. Mildly moist. P.S. Yeah. If you had to be any fantastical race, what would it be? Anything goes, such as orcs, goblins, elves, etc. P.S. P.S. John, don't be an elf. That's disappointing. <laughs> That's the whole story. Uh, so, yeah, he basically saying he liked our show last week and thought we did a fine job, even though John wasn't, uh, wasn't here. Uh, but, John, what do you think about what race would you be if you can't be an elf? You can't pick elf. A ha- uh, half elf. Oh, shit. Look what he did. Aha! Gotcha! Found a loophole. Look what he did. Yeah, why wouldn't you you be an elf? Why would you be one of the other, like, like. I want to be. They're just, like, obnoxious, slender humans. Yeah. We live long and we're so smart. I would like to be more (laughs) slender. I am smart, and I find other people annoying. It fits my personality type, and I'm, like, genuinely shocked. Yeah. That it's surprising to other people. John's name no. should be Drist Jagger for real. Like you're, you're No, I wouldn't want to be like Drist. I don't like Drist. You don't want to be he's like too, Drist. He's too goody goody. He's got his little panther. Like he he's can just. Got his, you know, What's he's... your favorite fiction elf then? Yeah, who do you like? Uh, well, there's one Stanley Billings. Uh, he's uh, pretty cool. He, uh-huh. he's been I don't a know talker. if you can pick your own D and D character in this campaign. Why not? He's a fictional half elf. Yeah. I don't know. Honestly, here's the thing. I don't in fiction. I don't like elves typically, which yeah. makes it weird that I like elves. Yeah, you just don't want to admit it because you're too shamed to say no. Because like, I don't think I don't like <laughs> I don't like Legolas at all. I make fun of him all the time because he's just doing this through the whole movie. Yeah, you make fun of him just so that, to throw everyone else off to fit in, but you're like secretly you love Legolas. No, oh, that's funny. No. It's okay. We don't want to shame you. Yeah, no shame. All right, then it's then it's um uh, then it's the Kate Blanchett's elf character, right? Mm. What's, yeah, the, uh, what's the elf's name for Queen uh, uh, Galadriel, word. man? Galadriel, yeah, yeah. She's all right. I like. Kate yeah, Blanchett. she's all right. Like, yeah, 
Yeah, she's, I like her yeah. better when she's uh, in Thor Ragnarok, but she's, she's not an elf in that. So she's, she's, great, she's great as, as hell. <laughs> there are rules to this shit. Yeah, um, I, one of my favorite uh, memes. Galadriel's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, what about the Lee Pace elf? Yeah, he's Lord, no, Lord no. Eyebrows. The no. Lee, <laughs> Lord Eyebrows. <laughs> Lord Eyebrows isn't good. <laughs> I don't know. I'll think, I'll think more on it. What would you guys pick? Um, big giant half orc looking dude. I oh, like, what would I pick for a race or uh, favorite? Elf? Yeah, no race. I, I, I like big, Legolas's with big, <laughs> big, um, big meaty orky dudes. They're, they're my jam. Uh, I like them. I mean, Orlando Bloom's grown on me over the years. I think it was kind of fashionable to dislike Orlando or, you know, but I watched the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy. I'm like, I like Orlando Bloom. He's pretty good. They're bringing the hobbits to Isengard. But sorry, what was the, the question? The question was what, what race do you want to be? fantastical race would you be? Yeah. Don't say, don't say uh, uh, World of Warcraft works. Or no, I changed things. Did you hear, did you hear Blizzard uh, uh, changed all the references to green skins? They took them out of the game this week. Oh, yeah. I know the, the pure, the the sanitization of World of Warcraft continues. Continues on, yeah. It's just, it's it's races in the game. They literally are different races that have war with each other. It's like, how are you going to fix that? They're all human now. Yep. And they all, they all have, you know, like, yeah, I'm. It's a story. This rat doesn't be, have a bottom, guys. Yeah. Like, they're all going to be humans. They're either going to be uh, male humans or fruit bowls. Those yeah. are going to be your like, two options. It, That's all we got. Yeah. If you want to be reductive about it, it is racism the game. But also, on, they're on the. If they keep up this, what they're doing, because I've I agreed with some of the early stuff. Now I'm starting to think it's ridiculous because the end game is you're going to start because you're going to get to a place where you go. You know what? War is bad. We shouldn't have war. War is a terrible thing. It means the loss of life. This game is now yeah. called Peacecraft, uh, or you know, World of Peacecraft, and they're never going to have another war again. Yeah. And then the whole point is gone. Like I get the idea that you're trying to fix things up, but this they're is going to announce a partnership with Coke. Coke was just the first salvo. Yeah, it's weird. Greenskins, they're they're a fake. They're a fake thing. They don't exist. I mean, that's and also it's meant to be. Like it's meant to be a derogatory term. Like they're meant to have derog- it, like in the movie they call the humans small teeth. Like they're meant to have slurs that are just not the slurs of this world, right? Because we don't want to trigger people, but they have in fiction slurs about one another, right? Like the small teeth, the green skins. Like they right. hate each other, right? There's and just, you and the whole point the is game. you like, create an the elk. orcs are monsters to some humans that came and killed and you know art everybody and stole stuff and you know we want to kill them. You also it's also be an allegory so that when you have these racial conflicts, the whole point is to address some of those issues by saying, look at Jaina and Thrall and how they figured out a way around this abject racism and this like there's that's the whole point of the story. You don't are you going to go back and go. I don't know. But the issue, Scott, is that every expansion has to have a new reason for them to get all racial war on each other. I mean, they're like, we're bringing it back to Horde versus Alliance. You yeah. know, it's like, it. yes, they have to have that storytelling and that shows maturity, but there's never going to be a progression from A to B when it's always about war at the end of the it's day. It's the whole the point of the, the franchise. Of exactly. The it's based on I mean, war. it is the franchise they perfectly <laughs> Activision acquired that game and, and all the, you know. It's like they just need to stop making World of Warcraft and or in a new iteration of Warcraft, it's 
the blended races and if you're quarter alliance you can be any race and it's not really about race anymore but as it stands it is drawn along racial lines yeah but also yeah. if you if you really i mean i, I understand the the well-meaningness i do but at some point you're going to see blue man group and go oh i don't know about this anymore should we have the blue man group <laughs> I mean, it's a color, and you know, we're trying not to just. You just you gotta, you gotta uh, not call swing- them blue man, but call them blue beast. They're they're just swinging too far. They're swinging too far. I don't know. I don't know the yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah, I think I just said it the other way. It's got nothing to do with anything. Like it's just you know, it's they're in trouble thing. and they're scrambling, and somebody thinks it's a good idea, and so there we go. Yeah, it's just. I guess there, there's some talk in the chat room about them getting out of the way Games Workshop maybe because Greenskins are. They've been doing Why, this stuff for ga- decades. Games Work- Workshop just showed up. They just started doing games. Yeah, like, I don't buy that. And, and here's the here's the other thing. It doesn't matter. Like, I, and I've said this all along through all of these changes. It doesn't matter what the intent is. It is not our job as consumers to go and research the deep-seated reasons behind it. It is a case of, hey, we changed this woman to fruit. How do you feel about that? Is that a net positive or a net negative to you? And you answer that question. I don't have to know who did the art. I don't have to know who worked on their team. I don't have to know what the circumstances were around the art when it was created. I don't have to know what year the art was published. I don't have to know if it was based on historical accuracy. All I have to do is go, I like that fruit more than I like that person. I think this change is going to be positive. Positive or negative like I, I if they are doing it because of games workshop stuff it's weird that it took this long but okay but at the end of the day it's also coming on the seat of a bunch of other changes that were based on an internal like these are changes we want to make and we have every right to say i think that's a good change or a bad change yeah so John said that, that, exactly it. how I that's feel. It. It's exactly. I didn't right. even know that painting was there, and I, you know, I played that game. I don't think anybody <laughs> knew that painting was there. Like some I, nerd was like, "Oh my god, they changed the painting!" And everyone's like, "What?" Yeah. But like, if you would have pulled us the day before, like it, you know, name the paintings in X area, everyone'd be like, "I don't know." Yeah. Yeah. Like it also doesn't matter. It's like it's the pinnacle of it doesn't matter in news as well. Yeah, like, let's all listen cool. to Yoshi P and not be weird about. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah exactly. Yoshi P. Listen to Yoshi P. Ooh, Yoshi P. In a, in a Mario context, that's kind of <laughs> gross. Listen to Yoshi P. Yeah, <laughs> like it sounds like we're listening to a dinosaur go whiz in the forest. <laughs> oh my gosh, John's Yoshi is painfully accurate. It's so weird how yeah. good your yeah, impression is. Remember thing. when Yoshi sang a song about assholes? Uh, no. What? <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. a song where Yoshi sings about the asshole. Anyway, yeah. look it up. Well, there you have. That'll it. be that'll be your homework for the night. Everybody, go research it. It's true. Yeah. Chat room, back me up. Yeah, He's saying about it. Get on it. Um. All right. Now to the email. Oh no, did I already read it? Yeah, I did. It's the freaking. Yeah. I already read it. It's the Dear Martha email, and I don't we know why. We still don't know what race Bo. Was oh yeah, that's about. where we got hung up. Bo, what'd you say? What do you think? I'd be a pixie. I, I want to be able to do magic things. I want to be like all Tinkerbell. is pretty good. Yeah. Well, D and D pixies are cool. I mean, th- that like Pod is like my character. That yeah. You know, Hi, hi, Nash. <laughs> Dude, I miss Pod. <laughs> Able to do weird great. things. And Pod. People want to kill me and smoke me like crack because I'm full of magic. I was legit sad when Pod was no more. Really yeah, bummed me but out. There's a new Pod out there for you. Yeah, I don't know if it's the same, but yeah, it's not quite knows. the same. It all depends if you decide to go back to the Tower of Nash, which will remain an option for you as the campaign. Giant penis in space. We need to change that to a bowl of fruit. Get on that. Okay. 
<laughs> giant bowl um, of fruit. He expanded the tower into yeah, a bowl of fruit. Just a giant bowl of fruit. Um, all right, we're gonna we're gonna get out of here. A quick reminder that this entire thing is sponsored by the fine good intentions of you folks at home. Yeah, that's right. Go to patreon.com slash core show. All right. That's an important aspect of this. It's not just core. I wish it was. Someone else had it. Core show. Patreon.com slash core show. Sign up today. Become a patron and find out why so many other patrons are doing what they're doing. Because it makes a huge difference and we want to keep growing and keep doing this show. So head on over there and take care of that. Send us your emails. Talk to the core at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at corepod. John underscore Jagger, Bo Schwartz, and I'm at Scott Johnson. This show is live on Thursdays at 5 p.m. Mountain Time, so if you want to come watch us live, you can do that. You can find us at twitch.tv slash frogpants. I think that's everything. John, any final words of wisdom? Uh, Don't make games weird. Okay, thank you. Yoshi P. I'm just going to steal other people's words of wisdom now. That's what I do. Oh, well, Bo may get some ideas from that. Bo, any thoughts? Oh, yeah, but be a little weird. Yeah, be a little weird. Right? That's good. Be a yeah. little weird. I mean, right. you're, embrace your weirdness. I get to say, it's, I get it. I get the don't be weird, but I don't think he means don't be weird. I, I think, think he, he means... Uh, I think he means, like, don't be obsessive. Don't be jerks, right? like, I think, maybe, is what he's saying. It's okay to be a little weird. Yeah. We all do little weird things. we got to embrace the weirdness. He doesn't want to yeah. be... A, uh, some of us like to make, uh, you know, pooping emotes in our for our Twitch channel. <laughs> some of us you know, re- weird, really like I, to do like that. It. Which, by the way, is not in there anymore. I don't see it. Oh, I made Scott censor himself. No, I didn't take it out. I think someone else did. It's not there. Wait a minute, oh. really? Yeah. They've already removed it? Something happened maybe mid-show? I didn't oh, see wait, it. Oh, wait, no, I see it. I, I see it. Lo- uh, it's I locked because I'm see not text. a subscriber. Hold on, let me look here. Oh, it is still showing for me, but what if I hit it? Hold on. Oh, it worked. Okay. It did. Oh, it's just showing as frog pants furt for me. I'm not yeah, seeing. I'm seeing oh, frog pants furt so people can emo. see it, but they see the text on the other side. That's nah, a bummer. I'm only seeing the text. Hmm. I'll figure it out. We may have let your furt fly free, everybody. Don't keep it in. I'm gonna do a bowl of fruit next time. Uh, <laughs> all right, but the furt comes out of two oranges. Yeah, that's true. I did do a flump. He's not animated, though, but he's in there. Anyway, uh, that's it for us. Thank you all for listening, for watching, for hanging out with us. We really appreciate it, and your support means the world to us. So thank you, thank you, thank you. That's going to do it for us. We'll be back next week with more. We'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Sign up for the newsletter so you never miss an update. For 40 years, Michael Myers has haunted this town. He is the essence of evil, and evil dies tonight. Halloween Kills, rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent, in theaters and streaming only on Peacock now. For 40 years, Michael Myers has haunted this town. 
is the essence of evil, and evil dies tonight. Halloween Kills, rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent, in theaters and streaming only on Peacock now. Welcome to MGP 445. I'm Kevin. With me this week, there is it's only Anna and Pab. It's the dream world. Say hello, boys and girls. Hello. Hello. No sheepdog. No, we everybody on parade. Yay! No sheepdog. Huzzah. <laughs> it's what a time to be alive. Um, sorry, there was no podcast last week, boys and girls. We uh, we did plan to record one down at egx last week was egx weekend we did plan to record while we were down there i even carried all of the kit down with me in my backpack i had i had microphones and cables and an audio interface and all sorts of nonsense like that and we just we'll get on to the story of egx shortly but we just kind of got down there and it got to the saturday night and we were just like this is our only opportunity to record really and we couldn't really be bothered it was (laughs) it was a long tiring weekend so no podcast last week. I think we can safely announce at this point because it's Comic-Con next weekend and we've got the same long weekend down in London. Realistically, there's probably not going to be a show next week either. If you get one, consider it a happy, happy bonus. So we'll probably be back in two weeks' time. I'll warn you of that now. It's convention season. Nothing oh, can be on, done on. about it. Sorry. You're right, Anna. Yeah, my phone decided to start making noise. <laughs> thought, you, thought you just realised it was convention season. No, 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 no. No convention season no, no, for me. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, Sheepdog's not here this week because he, I mean, I don't know how his wife puts up with him. He was at EGX last weekend, so he's down in London last weekend. He's down in London with us again next weekend, and he's currently on holiday with his mates. So three weekends in a row, he's left his wife and children at home and just gone off gallivanting with his buddies. How on earth does he get away with that? I wouldn't get away with that, would I, Anna? <laughs> yeah, I won't mind. Are you there? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't, I'm assuming your audacity picked that up. I didn't hear your response, but I assume I said it was, yes, I no, would be ca- fine. Oh, you're a liar. Oh, I, you are a liar. As long as, <laughs> as, long as Dave didn't eat the bread, I'd be fine. <laughs> that's a reference to a previous trip when me and anna had a row while i was on the train a text argument with her saying i asked you to get one thing all i wanted was a baguette and i'm like i got you the baguette i just want oh and she called me all the names under the sun for not leaving her with the baguette she wanted for the weekend and we ended up getting in a hump with each other and not really texting back and forth for i was thinking i was away for the weekend at a football manager thing and we didn't really text much that weekend because she was in a grumpy with me. And I was like, well, I, I did it. I did what she asked. I don't know what she's in a mood about. We got home and I found the packaging from a baguette in Dave's bed. So obviously he'd had the entire <laughs> loaf off of the kitchen counter, eaten the whole thing and hidden the packaging in his bed. And we'd had this row about it because she thought I hadn't bothered to get the one thing she asked for. And I'm like, but I did. And found the evidence in Dave's bed. So yeah, 
I would obviously get you your bread. I bet Sheepdog didn't get Mrs. Sheepdog any bread because as we learned last weekend, we always knew he was an idiot, but my word, did he reach new levels of stupidity last weekend. It was spectacular. I I almost feel like I want to just ring him up and get him on the show so that he can have an opportunity to defend himself, <laughs> but ultimately it is indefensible. So the plan that we had for EGX last weekend because I'm basically an excitable toddler when it comes to conventions, mm-hmm. me and Anna were going down as early as we possibly could. So I would have been down there Thursday, 10 a.m. when the convention opened, if Anna would have let me. But ultimately, I managed to convince her that we should we should travel down on Friday. So I spent my Friday driving all over the place, um, drove up to Nottingham to fetch Short's Day, got him back here to look after uh, the Sproglet, got piled Anna into the car, and we drove down to London Friday afternoon, checked into our hotel about four o'clock. Had a lo- had a lovely evening. We went into the convention for an hour or so. We'll get onto that in a little <laughs> bit. Um, but we had about an hour or so in the convention. We went and ate some lobster because we're proper fancy now, aren't we, Anna? We are. Um, there was half price lobster. Half price lobster in a shopping centre. That's when you know you're living like a king. Uh, but we, we were down there on a Friday night, so we were nice and comfortable, slept in the hotel, uh, lovely night's sleep. Nobody was kept up by anybody else snoring. Pardon? And, um, what? I ended Nothing. up in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, Anna slept on the bathroom floor because I was snoring. Uh, but officially, party line is we had a lovely night's sleep and Sheepdog and Pab were travelling down on the Saturday morning to meet us. So you got yourself up at 5.30 in the morning, didn't you, Pab? Yes, I did. Got got yourself on your train like a good little boy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And headed to what station did you come into? Houston. Came into Houston on time, texting us all the time. I'm in Houston. I'm just waiting for the fast train over to Stratford. I'm on my way. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm stood outside the hotel now. <laughs> so I wandered down to meet you. And while this is going on, I'm also I'm simultaneously getting messages from Sheepdog, who was driving down from Peterborough. Um, to park at the hotel, I'm getting the sites, getting messages from him saying, "Which I, I'm nearby. Which car park do I need to go in?" And I was like, "Well, it, it doesn't really matter. They're all kind of signposted. Once you get inside, just aim for the end near the hotel. It's late. The Premier Inn is labelled. Once you get in there, whichever car park you're in, um, which floor are you on? Oh I think I'm God. on. I, th- I think I'm on level two, but it doesn't really matter. There's a lift in there. Just park near the lift." And he's like, I'm on floor minus one. Is that right? <laughs> and I, I replied again, well, as previously stated, the floor doesn't really matter. I'm not sure there is a minus one, but if you're on it, I believe that it's there. Um, I'm not seeing any signs for the Premier Inn. Where am I supposed to go? Well, just park near the lift and figure it out. It's it's not, it's not It's a big shopping centre, but it's not that complicated. <laughs> And this this is constant at this point, while I'm also trying to work out how far Pab is, so I need to get down in our hotel at the right time, because the lifts are broken in the hotel, so it was like a (laughs) 20-minute ordeal to get down from the 8th floor of the hotel, so I had to give myself time, basically, as Pab's getting on the train from St Pancras, a six-minute train, I'm thinking, right, as he gets on that train, I need to be heading to the lift, because it's going to take me that long to get down to him. Uh, but sheepdogs there going. All right, I really can't find any signs for a premier in. There's there's John Lewis, there's Debenhams, whatever else he was listing. It's like right, John Lewis, HMV. John Lewis is spot on. Well, we'll get to HMV. Mm-hmm. There's no HMV signs in the car park. 
Uh, but John Lewis, right, I know where John Lewis is. Park near John Lewis. John Lewis is at the same end of Westfield Stratford as our hotel. If you park near there and come out of that part of the car park, <laughs> you'll recognise it. We've been there plenty of times before. You'll recognise it. You'll be able to find the hotel from there. So he parked near John Lewis and then went quiet for a few minutes while I'm getting the lift down to meet Pab. And then probably five or ten minutes later, by this point, me and Pab are together, stood outside the hotel, just chewing the fat, being cool dudes, mm-hmm. thinking, well, there's no point in us heading up and then coming back down for him. He's in the car park. We'll just give him a minute. And another message comes through to our group chat saying, I'm outside HMV. I don't, this doesn't seem right. And me and Pab are looking at each other. There isn't H. Have you ever seen a HMV here? I've never seen a HMV here. And um, <laughs> I was. Just, the reply is kind of, we don't know where HMV is, Sheepdog. Are you, are you sure you've gone the right way? Are you sure you're in the, white pl- in, in the right place? And then silence again for a few minutes. And, and then the next thing, I'm trying to keep a straight face as I tell it. The next <laughs> thing we get through is I've just put the hotel postcode into my phone and it says I'm an hour away. I don't know what's gone wrong. And immediately at that point, we're like, he's gone to the wrong Westfield, hasn't he? He's gone to Westfield Mm -hmm. at Shepherd's Bush over the other side of London, the original Westfield, which although it's only like 10 miles away from Stratford, in London traffic is about an hour away. So we tentatively suggested to him that he might be in the wrong hotel, might be in in the wrong shopping centre. And... um, at this point, he just loses his mind. <laughs> he real, he real, he understands what he's done. He realizes what he's done. We then get a panicked message a few minutes later. I can't find my car. I don't know where my car is. <laughs> so, so, so I'm the, how how? Firstly, how have you lost your car? You were in it five minutes ago, and if you look back in the in the conversation, you parked on floor minus one near the lift near John Lewis. We talked about it inexplicably to great length, um, and then he was just like, oh. I can't believe this. I think I'm just going to go home. And then that, that that was the last thing we heard. I'm just going to go home. And then we heard nothing. So me and Pab went up to the hotel room, ch- chucked Pab's stuff in there, fetched Anna. Um, we started wandering around the shopping centre, trying to work out what we were going to do, knowing that he's an hour away if he's coming to us, mm-hmm. or we won't hear from him for two hours if he's gone home, because it's a two-hour drive back to Peterborough. Um, so we went and got some breakfast at Pret, and yes. uh, we had a lovely acai bowl, didn't we, Anna? It was yeah, delicious. It was lovely. We now are acai bowl converts. We need to find a way to get them cheaper than Pret. Um, I almost signed up for a £20 a month coffee subscription because <laughs> it was confusing. It was misleading. Um, and we had our breakfast. We were, it, we'd been a while. It had probably, by this point, bearing in mind, you got into... Houston at what, 9.30? It was about, yeah, just gone 9.30, yeah. It was probably about 11.30 by now, and we'd finished our breakfast. Mm -hmm. We were having a little mooch around the shopping centre. There's batting cages next door to this prep, and we were having a look in the window over there, and all of a sudden, my phone rings. Your phone never rings. uh, It's Sheepdog, and he (laughs) hasn't rung me for about eight years. We never speak on the phone. The only time we speak to each other is on this podcast or in person. And I was going to just let it go to voicemail because I usually do. I don't like to answer my phone, but I thought, no, there's an opportunity to mess with him here. He's he's wound up. He's worked up. I can I can 
I can finish him here. And um, I couldn't go through with it. I was cheerful and nice. I answered the phone. And he doesn't start with any information that we need. <laughs> he start, He opens this phone call with, I'm outside a classic football shirt shop. You're what? Uh, I'm sat in traffic looking at a shop that sells classic football shirts. You could, you should come and have a look at it. Are you coming here, sheepdog? Or are you going home? What's happening here? Oh, yeah, I've calmed down now. I've rung Kirsty. I've rung my dad. I've rung my mates. And, uh, yeah, everyone's had a laugh at me and calmed me down a little bit. And I'm about 20 minutes away on the sat-nav. I'll be there in a little while. I am coming to you. And eventually, he makes it over to the hotel. About 12 o'clock, when he was due to be in for 10, he's gone two hours out of his way by going to the wrong Westfield. And the thing that makes it utterly perfect for me, and I don't know how much, if any of this has gone into the last couple of podcasts, but for the last few weeks, I have been relentlessly mocking him for his reliance on sat-nav because when we were planning the trip, uh, we were talking about what route we were going to take down there. And I was like, well, um, we'll, we're going to drive on the same roads most of the way. We both need to get the M11 down into East London and then you're pretty much there. It's really easy because he'd never driven to the hotel before. He's always gone with me, but now we live further away. We had to come separately and he was, wasn't completely sure. And I was like, it's really easy. Just straight down the M11. And he's constantly like, I don't need to know what road it is. I don't need to know. And mocking me for being an old man. You caveman, you old man. You don't need to know the roads. You're just like my dad. He knows all the roads. You, you tell him where you're going and he asks you what roads you took. And he just, he's been mocking me about that. And I've been trying to hammer the point home to him that it's quite handy knowing what roads you should be taking, or at least vaguely what roads are in what vague direction. So if your sat-nav messes up, you at least know that it's messing up. But if anyone has got a map to hand or wants to have a look on their Google Maps on their phone to see just what a bull's up he's done here, he's managed to go from Peterborough to West London. You ain't going down the M11 to get there, the road that we discussed the week before. He hasn't gone anywhere near the M11. <laughs> Looking at the route he's taken, he hasn't even gone down the next road along, which is the A1. I could sort of understand coming out of Peter and just heading straight down the A1 and round the M25 a bit to get to Stratford. I can just kind of get that because the A1's the road that runs past Peterborough to get to the M11. You have to go down a bit across the A14, down the M11 at Cambridge. I get it. It's simpler to do the A1, even though it takes a little bit longer. But he's not even gone that way. He said, I did, I went via Black Cat. Black Cat is a roundabout where you're partway down the A1, you go to the Black Cat roundabout, which turns off towards Bedford. So he's gone down the A1 a bit and then turned off past Bedford, gone round the back of Milton Keynes and hooked up with the M1, which is two motorways away from where he should be, and come down the M1 into West London and into original Stratford, uh, original Westfield, sorry, that way. If he had any concept at all of where these roads were, what direction they ran in, and whether or not he should be driving past Milton Keynes, <laughs> he would have questioned what had gone on. But all he's done, in true sheepdog style, is he's got in his car on Saturday morning, typed Westfield, and just clicked yes on the first one that's come up and done no further explanation. And to me, it was just perfect you know what he still is trying to convince me he doesn't need to know motorways my, my favorite thing my favorite two messages over the weekend 
uh, Sheepdog's message, there's two Westfields. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one. And Anna's response to when you told Anna what <laughs> Sheepdog had done. Oh, <laughs> she it, just put, ha, 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 yeah. in the chat. Yep. That, that was, was uh, yeah. The two Westfield <laughs> things as well. He swears blind that this never happened, but two years ago, they had a Pokemon shop at the Shepherd's Bush one, the one that he ended up at, and we were all down at Comic-Con together the week this Pokemon shop opened, Mm -hmm. and we talked quite a lot about whether or not we would go over to the other Westfield to go to the Pokemon shop. And he is, to quote him, he said, I would have just come here for that. As in, go to Stratford, the one that we were at when we were talking to him about it. So, despite being with us for an entire weekend, where we constantly talked about going to the other West, the other Westfield, which is an hour away, that never clocked, that never registered. He thought the Pokemon shop was in the building we were in, but for some reason, we never went to it. Despite the fact he loves Pokemon, we never even walked past the queue, and he's he's adamant that never happened. But the three of us remember it. We know. That Pokemon shop was there. We know we talked about going over to it. And we know we decided not to bother because the reports were the queues were really big and it wasn't worth traveling for an hour. But yeah, he is. He, I, I mean, we're doing the same routes again this week. We're going down on the Friday again. You two are coming down on the Saturday. Mm-hmm. I think it might just be the most perfect thing in history if it happens again. And part of me thinks it probably can, because I think he'll get in his car on a Saturday morning again, and he'll type in Westfield again, and he'll just go to the first one. Because even on the way home, this is the thing I don't think we've told you, Pabby, mm-hmm. on the way home, Sheepdog left before us, um, <laughs> and we stopped to we stopped to have a bite to eat on the way home. We stopped at Cambridge Services yeah. to grab some tea, um, and I sent him a message when we were at Cambridge Services just asking him how he was getting on, where he was, and we didn't get a reply. So I assumed he'd just not stopped and was still driving. So I sent him a message again when we got home um, and still wasn't getting a reply from him. And about 45 minutes after we got home, he (laughs) sent a message to me saying he'd just got home. And I was like, well, how? How has it taken you three hours when it took us... (laughs) two and a half and we stopped to eat i mean it would have been an hour and 45 if we hadn't stopped for a leisurely meal and we live further away than he does yeah and kinder and through a little bit i guess it's roughly the same we're just in slightly different direction uh but through getting the vaguest of vague descriptions from him of where he's gone basically he's gone part way up the m11 on the way home but then his sat-nav has made him turn off and go across country towards Sandy, which is partway up the A1. So he's gone partway up the M11 and then across loads of wonky B roads to get to Sandy and up the A1. And the only reason I can think it's done that, because we've established he doesn't use Google Maps in his car through Apple CarPlay. Mm-hmm. He uses the built-in sat-nav in his car. His car is, what, a year, a year and a half old? About mm-hmm. a year and a half ago... 
the A14, which is a road that links the M11 to the A1. You go up the M11 across the A14 up the A1. That had roadworks on it that had been there for about three or four years. They basically right. rebuilt the entire road. So for about three years, you would take a diversion. You wouldn't go up the M11 and across because you'd sit in traffic. There'd always be a diversion. So I think he's got out-of-date maps on his sat-nav it isn't linked to the mm. internet because it's the one that's built into his car and it still thinks there's roadworks on that road so it's taken him on this massive diversion you've not had to do since pre-covid and um yeah he's still managed to go the wrong way on the way home as well and i just, just, just said to him why aren't you using apple carplay his cars are roughly the same age as mine he's got an iphone he has got apple carplay and you know what his answer was when uh, when he uses google maps it fills the whole screen so he can't see Spotify. <laughs> he likes to be able to have his sat-nav on one side of the screen and Spotify on the other so he can see what song he's listening to. <laughs> and, oh, my God. That boy. You know what I want? I want I want him to have a camera, like a face cam, on his, on his way down. <laughs> Just him recording it all. <laughs> I mean, I want a camera on top of his car so I can see what route he goes. It's inexplicable <laughs> where he's going yeah. at the moment. Can we track him? It's the simplest route. I genuinely, and I know I'm an old man who knows roads, but genuinely, it's three roads to get from the hotel we stayed in to Peterborough. I could do it without even i mean i have done it many times without even really concentrating never mind navigating it's just you get to cambridge you're like oh crumbs i don't remember crossing the m25 you just kind of do it on autopilot i don't know how he's being taken around the country the way he is he's he's a worry that boy we need to teach him roads i might buy him an atlas a road a road atlas and make him learn it make him recite his route before he goes it's literally two roads you'd have to write on his hand m11 a14 okay third one a1 it's right there on his hand and if he's not on one of those three roads he's gone wrong oh god you know i've I've just remembered well i found something on my phone in the week no no memory of doing this it must have been sleep deprived back on saturday (laughs) i've got a recording of him doing what snoring so loud <laughs> it is staggering i was like what is this just like a pitch black screen i was like what is this video and i play it and it's just snoring i was like oh my god fantastic anna you should record one of me and you two can compare notes to see which one of us snores the worst yeah. it's ridiculous <laughs> i don't have to sleep Look, in the bathroom no, we're so. both we're both big fat guys who are nearly 40. We're obviously both sleep apnea <laughs> sufferers. It's only going to get worse from here. If you think that's bad, that... don't, don't room with him in five years. Get me yeah. a separate room. I'll say goodnight to you. We can even have adjoining rooms. <laughs> yeah. Just Perhaps get you and me... Pab should share and me and Sheepdog should share. Yeah, you, take, you say I snore anyway. Oh, yeah, you're as bad as me and Sheepdog. Wait, Sheep it doesn't me when I'm asleep. It's trying to get to sleep. <laughs> 
Oh dear. So yeah, that, it was all fun. I can't believe he's not even on the show, and we've managed to still fill the first twenty minutes. Yeah. With tales from his week because we were there to share them with him. Sometimes you hear the stories on the podcast, I mean... and it feels like they're being embellished for comedic effect. Oh, no, I not. promise. I swear to you, <laughs> I have oh. embellished nothing. It was that is an accurate description of what happened last weekend. It was like all day though. Was that just me when we got into the yeah. restaurant oh, yeah. in the evening? And I was like, I genuinely... Because thought... he wanted a loaf of bread to put his curry in. Yeah. Oh, God. We're not letting him choose dinner again. That was the most unsatisfying dinner I've ever had. Two years ago, we went to Las Iguanas and he got a curry that was served in a bread bowl. And we had to go back to get him his bread bowl. And he kept asking for bread. He wanted his bread bowl. He's a madman. Mm-hmm. He is uh, genuinely, I think he should have a film crew following him around and he would be a reality <laughs> TV star. He um, is not vlogging right. His YouTube channel needs to be recreated. He needs to hire a cameraman. Just do it for a month and it will already be paying for itself. Pay a cameraman for a month just to follow him around going about his daily business and he will be, he'll have a million subscribers <laughs> in a year because it's, people will be convinced it's faked and staged and it's, <laughs> I promise you it's not. I don't understand. It's superb. Yes. What wasn't superb, though, was EGX, which was a big old pile of trash, wasn't Oof. it? <laughs> Oof. We just go in there, really. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Because it was... Abs- I mean, I was so disappointed. I, I mean, disclosure and all that, as usual, we did get in for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always do. So um, <laughs> I guess I guess we're being biased and positive towards them because they let us in for free. Um, it wasn't very good. I think if I'd have... I was disappointed and I got in for free. I think can't imagine how disappointed I would have been if I'd have bought tickets. I mean, I've put out three videos on my vlog channel this week from the event, um, which I think is more content than they had in the hall over the course of the weekend. So I'm quite impressed that I've managed to stretch it out to three videos. Um, me and Anna got down there on the Friday. We got in there, I think, about 20 past five. And at six o'clock um they closed the event and we'd already been done for five minutes we'd done the whole thing in 35 minutes we'd 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 not just done one lap we'd done two it's not even (laughs) laps we'd walked up and down the hall twice Mm -hmm. we went back again on the saturday with you two and we spent a little bit longer in there but that was mainly because we did a little bit more shopping so we were going from stall to stall Anna was well. Anna, Anna really got into the pop vinyl collecting. Mm. I wanted some so, persona ones. Yeah, Anna went for it with the pop vinyls, so that kept us busy for a little while. <laughs> and then we spent about an hour sat around the TikTok area yes. trying to get my TikTok account, which really padded the weekend a little bit. I still haven't got Lelujo on TikTok. Someone's still camping on that, the scumbags, because we never actually managed to talk to the right guy. But Oh, I mean, I, I know I've said it. I, I, mean, I know I've gone in hard but, as an open, but I feel like to try and balance it, which I guess we do have to be fair. Obviously, there is a pandemic on. They weren't going to get Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo and these big AAA companies. None of them were going to come because the big fancy stages and sets and things that traditionally would come at EGX, they're not built specifically for EGX. Mm-hmm. They're built at the start of convention season and they go around the world they go to australia they go to america there they'll be set, the big sony set that's been at every egx for the last seven years is sat in a warehouse in america it isn't going to come over for egx because there's a pandemic on 
So they were always fighting an uphill battle. So it's not like they've they've obviously not intentionally put on a bad event. They've but done the best. With none of, yeah, they've done the best they can. But but it wasn't unfortunately. Easy I mean, yeah. let's let's be honest. It was it about I want to say maybe a month to two months ago. Pax happened in America, and it looked very similar to that. Mm. And I, it kind of tempered my expectations a little bit then because there was a lot of people just there was a lot of pictures going out going geez what happened here sort of thing and i was like this this could quite easily happen then we got the tweet from them saying you know we're we're trying our best not everything's here like it usually is but we've got what Mm. we've got for you we all you know it should still be great and it it was i mean it the big boys weren't there and i suppose that that gives the indies there quite. It, they give them like pretty much. They are the the only like. It was basically it, a rest event, wasn't it? it a little was, bit, yeah. A little bit. It was yeah. like res. They had the, but I would say half of the show floor was taken yeah. up with indie games and yeah. the left field collection, which is the indiest of the indie games. Yep. The biggest, and, uh, um, biggest and game pass. There was, yes, there was game. There was a game pass section, which was effectively just. It was kind of like it was like a chill out zone where you just had games to play, didn't you? Just just well, yeah, all they, game pass. That's stuff. the thing. They had tried to come up with ideas. They yeah. knew they weren't going yeah. to be doing an event like their previous events. So they had a big um a big LAN area. They had this big area of Xboxes with loads of games that you can go and play and just do like the chill out area. Mm-hmm. They had a big board games area. They had a big retro area. The stuff that they could get, they got. But they they, but they always had I think that, the though. Yeah, well, just, I, don't, I don't know that they had the big LAN area in the Xbox area before. No, all, all no they didn't have that Xbox area last time we were there, I feel like, but they, they, it wasn't okay. as big as this this time. Yeah, Minecraft yeah. was still there, of course. Yeah. Minecraft's always there. And um, the, the actual, the, the, I mean, the main event of the show was Fall Guys. Yeah, I was sponsored say, the, by the biggest, Virgin the biggest Media. booth was Virgin Media, which is the, 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 like the show sponsor sort of thing. So they had, had the big booth like they usually do. Last time we were there, yeah. it was Avengers, wasn't it? Was and this I think time... largely it's the same booth. It oh, was it just is reskinned. Yeah. yeah, and this time it was a ve- uh, not Avenger. It was Fall Guys with a with a gladiator style travelator, but you had to yeah. run up um, to win a crown. It looked fun. To be fair, if you'd have said to me, "Get on there and f- get on there and I'll film you," I probably would have done it. If there was no, queue. Oh, if you'd have been with us, if you'd have been with us on the Friday yeah. afternoon, there I, was no. Queue. I probably would have done then. it if there was no queue. You'd have said, "Get on there and I'll film you." I'd go <laughs> right. Go on and hang on. I'll have a crown. Yeah, I, I would have done it for, for you if you just said, "Get on there and film it," because I'm not, I'm not going on it. I was like, "Right, go on then." But mm-hmm. it was just too big a queues for it, and yeah, just for a bloody foam crown that they tried to resell. And the resellers are cheeky selves trying to trying to resell yeah, it. Oh yeah, you could buy them over in the fifteen over on the quid. Pop fifteen stands. quid. Uh, I was like, "What?" But I mean, that's that's part of the problem, though. The fact that that was the big stand, and that was a game that came out a year ago, and yeah. the only other, yeah. the only other proper egx style booth that was there was boulders gate who'd put together quite a nice little set yes with some nice little things to look at and they had their own little merch store yes um, oh, so they to buy a t-shirt i forgot <laughs> oh, they'll probably be at they probably Comic-Con. will be they'll almost certainly be yeah, at comic-con they're not moving. they're not building that booth and only using it for four days good That's, point. that probably hasn't moved that'll still be in the same spot yeah, yeah. for comic-con next week um 
And that was all. That was it. That was all that was there. Yes, it there was, was no games. A load of indie games. No. Uh, Baldur's Gate and Fall Guys, and then some board games and other stuff. It was. And yeah, it was very indie focused. So I don't. I mean, it wasn't that it was a bad event. Because I've I enjoy rest. I go to rest every year. I've travelled mm-hmm. down to rest on my own and left you lot because uh, you lot didn't yeah. want to come. Cause I've, I, there's been a couple of times I've gone there on my own because I, I enjoy the event. I like going around and and just looking at what indie games are available. You know, with my Vita and my Switch, basically all I've ever used those handhelds for is just filling up with indie games. It's what I'll use my Steam Deck for when I get that. It will just be chock full of indie Where's games. That? I love an indie game, but. That's uh, uh, the the issue. Isn't that what was there was bad? It's that yeah, they put out a tweet, a really fluffy tweet, kind of saying it's not quite going to be what you expect you're expecting. But they charge the same price mm-hmm. they usually charge, and I yeah. get their overheads are the same. They still have to book the same hall. Um, it's not like they're paying Microsoft to be there when they have Microsoft. I imagine similar to everything else microsoft would be paying them to be there so if Mm. anything they're making less money because the triple a stuff isn't there because they're not paying to to run the thing so their costs are the same the income they're making is lower they're probably not in a position to lower the price because to them they're already making a smaller profit on it than they would be in previous years so they're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place where they either disappoint everybody by cancelling the event for a second year in a row or they disappoint everybody by not making it really really clear just how little is there and still selling four-day super passes and early entry tickets i mean looking on twitter um yeah everyone was being let in at the start of early entry the uh, paying extra for an early entry ticket was irrelevant if you had a ticket for that day you were getting let in no matter what time you got there so the people who paid extra for early entry they're like why have i paid extra for early entry that that goes to show that we got there on the saturday right as afternoon tickets were meant to be going in so that goes they'll have gone straight in and it was when we got there it was a ghost time was at the front it was like you wouldn't think there was a convention on it was just completely empty and then when yeah, we oh, got yeah. in, there's, there's busier, a clip yeah. that i put in the vlog of walking down that central hallway yeah. in the xl before you get into the event yeah and i i did a comparison <laughs> shot where i showed what it's like on the saturday of comic-con two years ago compared to what it was like for this and you can't it, walk. yeah like you say yeah you are shoulder to shoulder you can't get that it takes 10 minutes to do that corridor on comic-con weekend we were the only people down there at like one o'clock in the afternoon on the Saturday of EGX and there's nobody around. And it's it is really difficult to know what the right thing for them to do. I don't want to completely throw them under the bus. No. Because no. I would hate for the event to go away. And they, they have already announced mm-hmm. the dates for next year. Um they're gonna be doing an event in Birmingham in March, which looks like it's just a renamed version of Res that they're moving back up to the NEC. And then they're gonna be back in London again in september so they're moving it slightly earlier in the year again which encourages me it makes me think that we might get some stuff that's not yet released there if they're bringing it earlier in the year again because one of the criticisms for the last few years when it's been later in the year has been everything there is already (laughs) out well if you if you're doing the event like the third week of september you're right at the start of silly season so stuff that's coming out september october november is going to be there theoretically 
playable pre-release like it was in the old days. So it's positive stuff. But I don't know. I, I've gone back and forth on this a lot this week because part of me is like, well, I don't want to burn bridges and not get a free ticket next year. But at the same time, I feel like you can't, we can't not talk about it because it's not right. But then on the flip side of that, I mean, I I completely get why EGX refund was yeah. trending. Yeah. I get <laughs> yeah. why people are annoyed. If you've spent 80 quid on a super pass for the weekend, expecting to be down there for four days, you spent 80 quid on your ticket. Oh, my you've God. Booked, you've booked three or four nights in a hotel. You've booked trains. I mean, you could it could be a three, four, five hundred pound per person trip away yeah. based on the fact that you do it every year. You go and have four, down, four days down there. You love it. And you get in there and genuinely, even if you played everything, I don't see how it could take you more than three or four hours. If you played every single game that was in there, I don't think it takes more than three or four hours. It certainly doesn't take three or four days. I think you can so do it I can, day, yeah. yeah, I can completely understand that there are some people who feel really ripped off but like I say, I don't know what the alternative would have been for them. If they don't run the event at all, that's two years without an event, then you're really starting to worry about the financial feasibility of it going forward. Mm-hmm. Does the event disappear completely if they don't run an event this year? If they lower prices, they're potentially in the same boat. They could end up losing money if they lower the prices. I don't know what the right thing to do was. They've just it's it's a rubbish situation that's been caused by the pandemic. And I wonder—I feel like a monster going in on them, but it just feels wrong. I wonder if they've like got the go ahead and we're like, right, we got the, got a date, right? Okay, uh, Indies, you in? Yep, 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 yep. Okay, great, Indies, win. big boys. Uh, no, wait, what? Yeah. Uh, oh, e. Uh, right. Okay, scramble. Who've who we got? Who've we got? Virgin. Yeah. Okay, they've got a boot. That's fine. That's fine. And they're just scrambling around to find anyone they can get then. Because the mm. the big boys ain't there, so they're going okay. What what do we have? And then it gets to a certain point where they've got to say, "Yeah, we've we've tried, we've honestly tried, but nobody's nobody's answering our calls." Sort of thing. <laughs> and, and I completely get that. Yeah, but then I spent a lot of time reading through the hashtags over the weekend, and when we got home on Sunday night, and there are other things as well that. I get that they've tried to... I fully believe they have tried to put on the best show they have from a content point of view. But other things that were within their control, the way the event was lit, I put a comparison <laughs> picture on Twitter of mm-hmm. the last event at Earl's Court compared to this weekend just gone. And yeah, the Earl's Court one was heaving. It's a nicer venue than the XL, but it was dark and it was all rgb lighting everywhere and really well lit booths and it was atmospheric and it felt like a cool gaming event this was a a big warehouse with fluorescent lights on the ceiling strip lights yeah there was no attempt to create any kind of atmosphere there was no you know there, there wasn't that hum that thumping background noise of a busy event where you've got and it's because there's no booth there to make the noise i get that there's no booths there to have the rgb like i guess if you've got a room full of merch stands and indie and indie decorating tables with a cardboard sign behind them they perhaps fully would intend to dim the lights and then they realize no one's brought any lights with them 
Shit. So they have to put yeah. the lights back up again. I get it. But it really... Do- I mean, straight away, that... It doesn't feel like you're at a cool event because it's not well lit. And then you hear stories about how some of the booths were run. Um, there was a, a Crytek area that people were just basically given free reign to camp on as long as they wanted. Really? There was no limit. <laughs> there was no limit on how long you were there. Oh. The Back for Blood. Back for Blood being the only pre-release game. And obviously, this is all secondhand information. I've, if any yeah. of this is wrong, this is just stuff I've read on Twitter. Um, do your own research, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, don't come at me, EGX. Um, <laughs> but the um, Back for Blood, which was one of the few pre-release games that the was only in the building. Pre-release game. Well, but is Baldur's Gate out? No, Baldur's it's, it's in early access. Yeah, so there was two. Um, and maybe some of the indie games weren't out. We didn't date check all of them. I imagine but... a lot of the indie games aren't out, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of one of the few pre-release games by a couple of days because it's obviously out now. Um, but one of the few games, Back for Blood, um, was available in the um, in the over 18s area, which had stuff like Death Loop and things like that in there as well. Um, but Back for Blood wasn't land together, so if you went in there as a four, you weren't playing together, and Are you just picked up where the. Pre- He's putting me randoms. Uh, yeah, pretty much uh, bots, I guess. I don't. I don't really Seriously? know. Um, certainly you weren't with your mates. You might have been playing with other people who were in there, but they weren't restarting the demo either. You just picked up where the previous people left off. So when the previous people had had enough, they'd just put the controller down and the next person would come in. And that seems baffling. That gets to, to, to makes me wonder to the point of like, are they cleaning them controllers? Are they doing everything with that? I mean, that's not necessarily on EGX. That's on the people running the booth. Yeah. But then... That gets to, I mean, I, I, I don't know about whether, I, well, I'm going to say it. They made a big fuss about how safe they are being, all these procedures they're putting in place, made me scramble around looking for a, pass, a, a passport, a COVID passport thing that I didn't realise mm. I needed. <laughs> I get there, I show, them the, I show them it, I think I'm going to get scanned in or something like that, yeah? He just, the guy just looks at it and goes, that's a QR code. It could have <laughs> been anything. It yeah, could have been I, a mine Q- was on my Apple Watch. It was literally a full screen QR it, code. And he was like, yeah, been, that's fine. He, he just waved us in. He asked for the passport. I was like, okay, great. Okay, he's going to scan it. He just went, yep. How many people that could have just had any, anything on there, on their phone? And it's just like, I, 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 that, that annoyed me a little bit about, mm. about the, the procedures they are make. They are going to, to you know, they had working with to to make this a safe event and i don't know that just annoyed me a little bit <laughs> just oh it... now i get that they did have like hand sanitization stations knocking around the place next to all, on every board game table there would be the pumps of hand gel and stuff yes. and the yeah. staff most of the staff were masked up almost nobody was there as a visitor was wearing a mask i mean i'm not gonna lie i felt that was across the entirety of london I don't feel like it was just solely the event. No, I agree with that. Um, you know, one thing that retrospectively freaked me out a little bit, um, you know, they God. were giving out the cans of Coke. Yeah. Oh, I know. Well, they were being handed to you by the people running the stall. Yeah. They weren't washing their hands or sanitizing. No, I did things, wonder so why you went they, four they, times. No. They'd hand out a can of Coke. So my hand touches their hand when I take a can of Coke off them. And then the next guy. So they're constantly touching people's yeah. hands. Yeah. And... 
Yeah. How I, was yeah. that a thing? Yeah. Uh, it yeah. didn't even occur to me at the time. Yeah. I, mean, I had four of them. I realised <laughs> it uh, after I after I drunk one and I got we got giddy about all the giving away free drinks again. Here we go. Just like the old days. And then and then I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to do my hands now. I, I yeah. have to do my hands now. Yeah. 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 That was. Uh, oh dear. We have to do the patented sheepdog glove method for the for the rest of the. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Let's, let's not get back onto sheepdog wearing latex gloves on the tube. Oh my God. <laughs> One, oh, one latex glove. No, he, he yeah, tried to stand glove. up, didn't he? He was like, I'm just going to stand, I'm not going to hold anything. He was oh, falling God. into everybody, bless him. Yeah, because he wouldn't hold on with his bare hands, so he had to put a glove on. It was just, it was like, you know those, you know those round bottom dolls that you push over and they bounce back up again? <laughs> it was like the opposite of one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he got back up, it would just fall back down again. It was brilliant. Oh, God. But yeah, EGX on the whole, like I say, hate to throw them under the bus. Feel like I do need to add in that we've been going for 10, 10 years. Mm-hmm. We've always loved it. I love the event. I want to go to both the events they're doing next year. I'm sure I'll have a great time. It's not put me off going again in the future. Yes. If if what we've said on the podcast burns a bridge and we have to pay to get in next year, then so be it. I think that would be a little bit petty if that's what it led to. But I don't feel like... I mean, they they are probably in a position where they need to hold their hands up and say, yeah, we ballsed up. If they just don't acknowledge that people feel they didn't get value for money, it's going to cost their reputation far worse than us talking about it on a podcast. So fingers crossed they recognise that it wasn't what people were expecting. People feel like they didn't get value for money. And um, I just don't think we could have let this podcast go by talking about how great it was just because they gave us a free ticket. That's everything that's wrong with the games industry at times. And I don't mm-hmm. want any part of that. So... Um, yeah, it was it was not what I was hoping for. I was disappointed, and I hope I'm not disappointed again by Comic-Con coming up this weekend. Yes. Oh, you'll I be mean, heartbroken. <laughs> ultimately, I know they've got one really incredible panel at Comic-Con, because I'm moderating it, so that's good. And Loki's there. Um, yeah, Tom Hiddleston's there. Um, What's-her-face, Lady Loki, whose name I can't remember, either actress or character. Um, she's there daredevil's there um they they're at least i mean comic-con is far less reliant on getting big companies and big publishers involved it is by and large a bit of a car boot sale that manages to charge the price to get in that it does because it has people there to sign autographs and Mm -hmm. stuff and they've got the people to sign the autographs so that should be enough to get the people through the door which in turn should mean the car boot sale all turns up so fingers crossed comic-con will be what i expect from comic-con otherwise i'll be heartbroken <laughs> oh dear but let's not talk about egx has anyone got anything else to say on egx or have we covered everything i think we're good um one thing we did touch on very briefly while we were talking about that um is back for blood it was at egx it came out this week it was on game pass And we will talk about that after Pabby's put an advert in. For 40 years, Michael Myers has haunted this town. He is the essence of evil. And evil dies tonight. Halloween Kills, rated R. Under 17, not admitted without parent. In theaters and streaming only on Peacock now. For 40 years, Michael Myers has haunted this town. Is the essence of evil, and evil dies tonight. Halloween Kills, rated R. Under 17, not admitted without parent. In theaters and streaming only on Peacock now. For 40 years, Michael Myers has haunted this town. 
is the essence of evil, and evil dies tonight. Halloween Kills, rated R, under 17, not admit without parent, in theaters and streaming only on Peacock now. That is the best advert you've played all day, Pav, probably. Um, but yeah, Back for Blood came out this it week, did. and we had a little team stream. We've mm-hmm. had our MGP stream team up and running for a little while now, the four of us, um, over on Twitch. And I think this was our first uh, team stream since we've been doing that. All four of us run, even Sheepdog turned up. And this was launch day of Back for Blood, which was, I want to say, Tuesday? Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. And we played it for a good couple of hours. Um, the majority of what we played was what we'd already played on the beta back in the summer when that was out. Um, because mm-hmm. differently to how Left for Dead worked back in the day, back Left for Dead was, I think, four or maybe five isolated campaigns that would each yeah. take like an hour to an hour and a half to get through and you could do them in whatever order. This one is a longer story. I think it's four or five acts. And we were basically playing through Act 1 again, which we'd already done, but... We did eventually get to the point where we'd gone beyond <laughs> the boat. where we'd got to yeah, in, so. in the beta. Yeah, we made it off the boat. Or sorry, Pab made it I off made the it boat. Off Just the like boat. when we played it on the beta, <laughs> we set we we set a path for Pab to get off the boat. We saved Pab. That's all we care about in this game. Pabby was saved. We unlocked all of the other characters, yes. and we are ready and raring to go. Probably this week. I think we've talked about maybe doing it again this coming week, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, and pick up where we left off and try and have a crack at Act 2. But it was... Um, I had a lot of fun with that. I was. I, I do question whether it's the game that is annoying or sheepdog that's annoying the fact that we didn't get any continues at any point. Every know. time, Every time we all died, we'd have to basically restart... Now, I don't know if that's the game or just the way he set the game up. We'll know more this week, I guess. Yeah. But that seems yeah. weird if that's the way it works. If you just, The first time all four of you die, that's it. You restart that Act. level, level, effectively, yeah. from the previous save room. But I guess, thinking back to Left 4 Dead, that is how it used to work on Left 4 Dead. You'd go back to the previous save room. So maybe that is right. It just feels... If it is right, I don't know why it says zero continues, continues left. Yeah, I was the fact it's got that suggests there are continues and he just didn't set them up <laughs> like this. Somehow, after everything that had gone on on the previous weekend, we let him set the game up. And Do you know why? Because he went online before we had started. Yeah. Oh, oh God, yeah. I said to I, well, I said to Anna, I didn't say it to Sheepdog because I thought, you know, he's an experienced streamer. He'll know. But I said to Anna, I hope I hope nobody's online before we get started because it's going to take us a while to get the game set up and get everything working. Neither of us had streamed off our Xboxes for a long time, so we <laughs> knew there were going to be audio issues and technical issues. Let's make sure we're all in a game and ready to go before we're streaming. We jump onto Discord to start setting up and Muggins is already live. And we're like, oh, good. I better go live as well then. And then <laughs> I, my, the first 20 minutes of my stream when we going back and forth into Anna's room, um, <laughs> constantly fixing all the issues that she was having, getting it up and running. But we did eventually get it up and running. And it's just a lot of fun. I really love co-op games like this. I, Left 4 Dead is one of my favourite games of all time. I loved them both way back when. Um, I even remember me and Sheepdog playing a Minecraft mod of Left 4 Dead like 10 years ago with Angry John. Um, just because we were so into Left 4 Dead and he was so into Minecraft. And uh, yeah, I just just loved it. It's brilliant. The melee weapons are outstanding. Um, the machete. Um, <laughs> yep. 
yeah. as uh, as <laughs> I feel like this we're really going in on sheepdog in this episode. <laughs> but he he couldn't get the word machete out of his mouth, so forevermore it would be a machete. Um, it's wonderful. The baseball bat is brilliant. The little hatchet axe thing is awesome. We're all constantly covered in blood all of the time. It's got the same iconic baddie characters. Um, there's fingers who just wanders up and fingers you, and you got the guy who just spurts Spits all you. over you. You got the di- guy who pins you down to the floor yeah. and just basically grabs at you. And it's zombies. For anyone who's wondering what we're talking about, you're basically battling zombies um, as a four-player team trying to get from A to B. And it's really simple, really basic, but at times incredibly difficult. Ammo's pretty scarce. Health is pretty scarce. And you really, I think it's by design, you really do have to use a lot of melee weapons. So if you just try and go through with a gun all the time, you will run out of ammo. So you have to just get into the chaos and melee weapon it it up. See, I I didn't use a melee weapon. Did you not? They're fun to use. I think it depends on the character you get. I'm not going to lie. I let you lot do your thing and I cleaned up when I had to. (laughs) It was ironic that I was playing the mom character. Because everyone was saying, you're being the mother of the group, I see. And I was like, yeah, that <laughs> seems about right. I was just at the back, just kind of following up you lot. And Sheepdog and you, Kev, were just having a feel day. Anna was going about getting what needed to be done. And trying <laughs> Not to the deal, with, deal, with, deal, with, deal with you two. And I was like, right, okay, let me try and mop up this situation. Me and you... Sheepdog were just having a while of a time yeah. about whacking sticks. Yep, yep. It was uh it was great. It was I good, really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. We we will finish this. We will go through the whole Hopefully. game. We will finish it as a as a foursome and a splendid time will be had by all. Ooh, I don't know if you'll game. still be a twosome, Kevin. Why? Imitate the bejesus out of me when we <laughs> play games together. But why? <laughs> oh, you're so annoying. Oh, I'm not annoying, I'm adorable. Bird, you set off the alarms just I just like to see. I'm an inquisitive soul. There was a police car there. I thought. I wonder if I hit this police car multiple times with a baseball bat, will the siren go off? It did. I wonder if that's how real police cars work. You'd be arrested before that. Not if it's a zombie apocalypse. I don't think anyone's arresting me in those circumstances. Apocalypse. You don't want attention. You you do. Like I kept trying to explain to you at the time, rather than sneaking around dark corridors, we'll get to darkness in a minute. Another sheepdog story. (laughs) Rather than rather than sneaking around dark corridors, letting the zombies leap out at you, I want to make as much noise as possible. Bring the zombies to me when I'm in a well lit open area. Kill them all in one go, and then just walk through the walk through the dark corridors unmolested. It's logic. The only problem is the game just spawns more, so it doesn't really yes. work like that in reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we were probably about an hour and a half into this game when when Sheepdog is like, I can't see anything, it's too dark. Oh, God. And he'd been playing the whole time with his brightness turned way down and couldn't see anything, and we eventually convinced him to put his brightness up, and all of a sudden he could see the walls again. So I've and seen anyone who's watching eye. his stream... Yeah, it was very confusing. He could literally see in front of him where the torch was, and that was it. Yeah, and we're like, it's not a particularly dark room. We're in a library. Yeah, we can, we can see the bookshelves. We can see the. He's like, where are these windows? I'm supposed to be boarding up. I can only see the end of my torch. Yeah, where's well, this then ladder? You've got it set up oh, wrong, God. cheap dog. 
Yeah, where's the ladder? I was in front of him. <laughs> yeah, it was literally in front of him. <laughs> oh, bless him. Oh, Leads to so this is... When he, when it, I, it almost feels like we're just relentlessly bullying him for an hour, and he's not. Oh, we're not. Himself, he's just but... had one of them. We just bless him. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear me. And the best thing is, he won't listen, so he won't know about it anyway. You lot all know, so you you have a little bit more context about why we are the way we are with him and why he is the way he is. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. He even put on Twitter the other day that he ordered a pizza and forgot to ask for cheese. <laughs> Just ordered a base with tomato sauce and some peppers on it because he didn't ask for cheese on his pizza. Oh. <laughs> he's definitely had one of those weeks. Oh, my word. And then he's had that thing with the, with the gas company ringing him every day. Yeah, I genuinely think shaving his head has made him worse. <laughs> oh, bless him. Oh, dear. But yeah, but, uh, Back for Blood was great. I enjoyed it very much. Um, you should check out, if you've got Game Pass, and I know we say this all the time, but it's available day one on Game Pass. If you've got Game Pass, it's on um, whether it's on Xbox or PC, you can download it for free on Game Pass, um, or you can pay seventy four ninety nine mm-hmm. for it on PS5, which is what it was when we were in game yesterday. Seventy four ninety nine. dollars 99 Is that what it was? Really? I didn't to see the price. On PS5. Yeah. Oh, I my God. I was astonished. It does have cross-play, so you can pay seventy four ninety nine to play with people who got it for free through their Game Pass. But this game on its own on PlayStation costs more than Game Pass costs for the year. Do not everyone has an Xbox? I just, oh, good. Oh, if you've not got God. an Xbox, then... If you've got... Yeah, I know. You, people need to get an Xbox or a PC. We've just, just go and bought do it. our third Xbox, haven't we, Kevin? Yeah. An Xbox Series S is 250 quid. Go buy one of them rather than paying £75 for one game for your PlayStation. For stuff like this, it's just a no-brainer. Mm. Plus, you get Football Manager on it in, like, a week's time. Actually, no, on Xbox, it's three weeks' time because you don't get the beta on Xbox. Do you on PlayStation? Night, it's, it's football Manager's not, not on not PlayStation. PlayStation. Oh, is it not? Oh, I didn't. Well, it was no. on the beta, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember buying ago. you that. Yeah, it's on Switch and it's on Xbox and it's on PC, but it's not on PlayStation. Mm. Yeah, back for blood. And other than FIFA and finishing off my football manager stuff for the year, that is me. That has been my week. Back for blood, EGX, and some football games. Over to you, children. Oh, Anna, do you want to go? Um, so I have played a, two newish games and then one old one. Um, okay. <laughs> The old one, literally this evening after dinner, I put in Ghost of Tsushima. Tiramisu! Tiramisu. (laughs) Yeah, so I put that back in. I just, I felt like playing it. You know, when you just get that thing, you're like, yeah, I have that game. I should play that. I'm glad I did because now I find like I've got a new power that if I cut off somebody's head, I get a new power that I can use. I get like a rage mode. Didn't know that oh, was yeah. a thing. That's good. Didn't know that was a thing until I put it on today. I was like, oh, this is quite cool. And then like, you, start, they go, you go black and white, don't you? And then you just yeah. everyone starts running from you. And you're like, yeah. come here, you. I'm going to chop you <laughs> up and just, all, yeah. yeah, everything's like one one kill, uh, one hit kill. Yeah. So that was fun to think. Very cool. Um, And then last when? Yeah, last Wednesday, I got 
Far Cry 6 day early, just because it arrived that day. Um, so Far Cry 6, set in, say, Yara, I think. Yeah, it's, like, it's a fictional... For me, it's a fictional Cuba. Yeah, I don't know yeah. whether it is that. I, I, I feel like it's something like it's that, where that, you have a dictatorship. Yeah, it's got that like Mexican-Spanish feel to it. And it's got the guy yes. from Breaking Bad... Gus. Uh, the, the chicken guy. I forget his name. Gus. Gus. <laughs> yeah, I thought you said yes. Gus is in it. He's the president and he's teaching his son how to be a dictator. And his son was like, I don't want to. Like, I'm just not bothered. And you start off on your island. So, like every Far Cry game, you start on a tutorial island. One island, this is how you play the game. And... As much as I used to love Ubisoft, um, this is just a new setting, but the same old Far Cry. There's nothing new. There's nothing... Hasn't that been the case for the last three versions? Since since three, yeah. I want to say, yeah, pretty much. Kinda like three was fun. I think three was uh, another guy from Breaking Bad. What was his name? The one with the it hair. It was fast, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and that was fun when that came out. That was different from Far Cry 2. You had all these things to you. And then Far Cry... Where was Far Cry 4 set? 4 was Pagan Min in like oh, the... God. Yeah. Like Himalayas type area, Yeah, I and say. again, it was just, here's a tower. Get Scan the tower. Now this area, and then go and do the... Same missions in this area as the previous area that you've opened, and then five again was that was different. Ne- that was different setting altogether, wasn't it? For going for it's an American, setting, but, but it was very much the same. Kind and of the thing, only thing that that stand out from Far Cry Five was that the fact that they had a, a bull testicle festival, and I'd go, yep, and I'd go and make bulls have bull love with cows. Love. <laughs> <laughs> but that sticks in my head. I was all over, and the fact that because I got gone past a certain like killing level, this plane would hunt me down yep. all the time. And you you would hear it coming. You would have to hide, and it would shoot you. And it, I, I just I couldn't be bothered with that. I just want to get that way. I just want to explore this land, do my thing. And whatever it's and like in Far Cry Five, you had like you had this special like plan that would make you hallucinate and stuff. You go to Far mm-hmm. Cry Six, they've got a plan that makes you sick. Just like it's it's basically Far Cry Five into Six in a different setting. They just don't seem to have anything. I do have a crocodile. That's my friend, my amigo. I have. A crocodile. I have a little sausage dog that has no back legs and just has wheels. Um, I have Boom Boom. I believe Boom Boom, because like when I found him, there was a letter about Far Cry Five about how the oh, cult really? had gone down. Uh huh. The cult had gone. Here is some weapons. Weapons are weapons you have. And then Boom Boom was in the was in the thing in the crate. So he is now my friend. And then I have. 
Now, I don't know where this dog is from because I never played Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. But I also right. have a metal dog as a, as an amigo, as a friend. Ah, that I can okay. take with me. <coughs> Excuse me. Sure. They all have... Um, they all, all have, like, special abilities. So your crocodile can regenerate health. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really read them, but I know that one because I was like, oh, what did they? They all have things they can do. And do you think I just don't know? I, 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 I mean, I could tell you I've been playing it too. I've clearly, from what you just said, I feel like I'm still on Tutorial Island. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, I was, when I first played it, I was like, Okay, so this is the island we're on this time. Okay, great. And then I backed out and it just it like zoomed the map. I went, oh, no, this is just a small <laughs> island in a bigger yes. map. I was like, oh, God. Yes. And so I'm still on that first island. Oh, gosh, okay. And so I've got the crocodile and yeah. I've. It, you're right, it is very much more of the same. And if you like Far Cry games, you're going to enjoy this one in the sense of it is more of the same. It is very much more of the same. There are some bits and pieces and gizmos and gadgets that are slightly different, but it is, in general, more of the same. One thing I found, I always found, I was like, I know what I'm getting into with Far Cry games, and the guns, Yeah. I just liked how the guns felt and what have you. Mm-hmm. This one, I don't know if it's just me and the guns that I'm using, they feel very underpowered. Mm-hmm. Like, I, t- I give someone a headshot, and it, and they just kind of turn and go, yep. what, what was that? And I'm like, yep. what? I was like, I feel like if I hit someone in the head, if I get a headshot with with a with they these should guns, go down. they should go down. They don't just turn around and go, "What was what that?" Was that? Yeah. Oh, they spot me immediately. I feel like I'm. It's like three or four shots to kill people. I'm like, are these guns just really bad? At I mean, they could be. They genuinely could be because I'm well, on what, the what tutorial. What mode are you and... playing on? Because when you start the game, there's two modes. Just it's like whatever it puts you on. Oh, when I started, it goes. Do you want to play like more story? Just. It... Or it, like, death I, I think mode. it was like, it was. I think it was like just more like the traditional what Far Cry is. I think if I remember uh-huh. rightly, because I think it's the one like your standard mode and the one like a. Is the one more hard mode or is it more like yeah, a story I think mode? It's more hard. <clears throat> I think it's just whatever the standard is is right. what I left it on. Um, but I, I'm like I'm finding it like I yeah. like to play Far Cry games where I I get the camera, I mark my targets in this on the, in a camp. Yeah, and I go around methodically picking them off one at a time if it happens to go belly up then i deal with it but every single camp i've been in yeah it goes belly up almost immediately yeah and i'm like i don't know whether i've just got really bad at these games or <laughs> yep. the weapons i'm using i've I put a silencer on these guns to deal yep. with them and and it's just i was like what is what is wrong i, was like, I don't know whether it's just me who's got bad i really don't it could be and it's also, like I say, take it for a pitch salt because I am still finding out I'm on the tutorial island. So, so I don't know. But Have I you basically I, I enjoy... to get off that the island? You've got to go and do a boat mission. I haven't done any boat missions. I've I've just got done you. a mission where I've got to take over like a fuel depot. Um, so it's not it's that, okay. So it's not. I mean, I've got the crocodile, but that's about it. Okay, well, I'm not there. Um, I have basically got off the island, got to a beach, and now I'm like, so So you're looking at the map. I yes. am slightly middle left. 
that's where I'm at right. at the moment. Um, so I normally in these games I would just go. I'll go. Oh gosh, what's that? Oh, sorry, my my um, Xbox sent me a message and frightened the life out of me. Oh god, my heart! I didn't know what it was. Um, so yeah, I say save my markers on the right there. I'll go. Okay, I know that's it. Let's go and see what's over there first. Over on the left. So I go over there and I have a look around and pick some chests and help some people get into really annoying fights that bring. Because there's a there's a when you get on the mainland, there's like a a meter, and if you get that meter to full, then the army comes and chase you, and you have to mm-hmm. hide. And that that's just another story. Because like you said, every every battle I go in, bar one today. When I was playing it earlier, I just, that was full. Everyone was coming at me. I was just like, oh, God. I found that if you are stealth everything, because I had to do this one mission in a prison, if you stealth it, you're fine. But it's like they see you instantly. You don't have a second. Like, you have to just... Yeah. Oh, this army moves. Like, yeah. But um, so I went over there, had a look around, went to my objective meeting. It's like, oh. Go over there to where I've just been. So it's very, the story is going to make you go everywhere. So don't go and explore over there because you'll just be going back over there, if you know what I mean. So there's like, you've done everything over yeah, there yeah, and yeah, you yeah. just need to do the main mission, which is fine in a way, but yeah. But like, um, the levelling up is weird as well. So when I watch videos... And someone scanned the map, and I was like, "Oh, that that area, that massive area is level four, and that massive area is level five. That's six, and that's." Then I was like, "Fair enough." But as I was going through the tutorial, I was like, "I'm like I'm level five already. How does this work if the big top area is level seven? So when you level up, I think it's like three levels up. When you pass right, three, right? So it's doing that, is it? Yeah. The whole map goes up as well. Yeah, so it so the 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 it levels with you sort of thing yeah. to a certain extent. It doesn't see so don't you can't you can't over level yourself and just <laughs> wander into levels and just blitz through. It kind of matches your level. Yeah. It kind of they say, brings you up. Like they say, after the tutorial, you can go straight to the big level areas. They just don't recommend it. Yeah, <laughs> so fine. Um, there's also like you have a power mode. You have this big rocket thing strapped to your back. Um, I still have the one that I was given. Have you have you had that yet? The rocket with the rocket, the jetpack thing, like with the yeah. like rocket shooting. Yes, I have got that, and I was like, I don't have a use case for this. Oh, you will. Trust me. I came, across a, I came across a tank, and I and it was like, you can either destroy it or save it. And I was like, well, I kind of want to take it for myself. And I was like, I don't know how to take it for myself. I was like, do you take <laughs> it back to a camp? And then I ended up somebody ran in it and got in it. So I was like, well, well I've got to destroy um, it now. If you scan with your phone. That's yeah. how you get um, cars and stuff. So scan right. it. That I, I didn't. That the game didn't tell me that. I just found that out. I was <laughs> scanning. I was like, it says too close. So I backed up on this car, got the car in frame, it scanned it. Went, yep, you can now get that from you. Ding dong over there. I was like, thanks. So I can have a ding dong car if I want. Um, yeah, the 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 rocket thing is fun. Um, it helps. It helps now because I can start again. I wasn't using it, but now helicopters are just my worst enemy. Because again, you've only got your certain guns, and you can't shoot them down unless you've got that. Um, 
So like today I was, I had to turn it off because it was annoying because I was in a car that was on the back of and I had to shoot the people that were coming after me. So I used my rockets on three cars that were chasing me, went, yes, that's gone. Two helicopters come. The guns just don't work for helicopters. So no, I think they need to tweak it. I think they need to make the guns powerful. That headshot is a headshot and that if you're going to throw a RPG at a helicopter, it takes it down. Like an RPG to a light aircraft, I think should take it down. But it's not. So that's annoying. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, also, and then I, I bought... So I bought some trainers at the weekend that cost me £80. £80 and they didn't fit. So I took them back to the sketcher shop and got a pair for £20. So £50 back. So um, I kept seeing it everywhere. And I played the demo and I was like, yes, it's all right. Um, so I bought Tales of Arise. Tales of Arise? Yes. Okay. Good this tell. is itching my Final Fantasy itch. So okay. it's like a JRPG. It's all fantastical and fantasy and stuff. Um, yeah, I, d I don't really know how to explain it. Basically, you're a slave. You. Then they're like, in a, so you're a slave working on a slave yard in this fire area, and then this woman, from like, gets in a car. And like all these guards come up going, we need blah blah blah. Come, come with me. And she cannot be touched. If you touch her, you everyone just gets fizzly and I think it's electric and just dies. Uh huh. Uh huh. But this one guy with the iron mask can touch her. Now, <laughs> as he touches her, she exposes this orb from her chest. This this round sorry, red what? orb. Yes. Me <laughs> okay. This orb. Come on, Pat, pay attention. <laughs> comes out of her chest, and out of the orb comes this massive sword that seems. <laughs> I know it sounds ridiculous, but because he's like the Iron Mask, he doesn't know who he is, what his name is, or where he's from, he can wield it. Um, his arms are like burnt, but he can't feel pain. So he's got this big fire sword that is from a water, an orb from a woman's chest that she keeps inside herself. Yeah, you still with me? I see. <laughs> and that gives him powers with this sword. And basically, you and him, you and her have to go and beat the the lord of that area. So there's five lords. You've you have like you're in one, and then when you beat him, if you can beat him, because he um the other lands open and you meet new friends, you get new... Because like in the demo, you're like level 26, you have six friends with you and all of them can be used in battle. So four are on screen and then two are off screen, but the two that are off screen can still be brought in for special moves. I see, I... okay. Because <laughs> like they... <laughs> they have like... You have like in the left-hand corner at the bottom, you've got like a triangle each... Each point has like a character, but then next to that, there's two more triangles. And if they are lighting up, you can bring them in to use their power. You can, you can use them all. Like you can play all of them. 
if you want to so like you start off as the as the iron mask but then if you wanted you could play as the girl or when your new character comes in you could play as the mage um you can manually do everything if you want i do not because that would just be a pain i have it on all like semi-auto so everyone that right, i'm not okay. controlling controls herself basically so it i've got i'm just saying there's a guy i know how to work him so say my health goes down one of my other characters will send me health or if i get knocked if i knocked down and out of the fight so to say someone in the group will resurrect me so the game doesn't end because you've still got all these characters um there are owls as in hoot hoot howls that you find <laughs> they give you accessories so one <laughs> my girl character that i have at the moment has bunny ears and a monocle because that's <laughs> of course yeah makes sense <laughs> that's what the 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 owls gave me uh my guy character has a you know, you know that is it doge that little um dog thing with the tail uh, um the dog is like a squishy round anyway i the tails that go like curl up on themselves i he has one of them and cat ears and then I have another woman that just has like a pair of glasses, just standard glasses, with some okay. um, with an owl on her head just poking out. Oh right, yeah, okay, that makes more sense <laughs> then. Yeah, you've got something, something to go with it. Okay, cool. But um, so yeah, so basically you have to combo every combo your attacks. You have a regular attack, and then you have three extra attacks that um yet yeah, you have. You can upgrade. There's like a whole upgrade grid thing that I'm still trying to work out. But yeah, I'm just getting off off track. If you like Final Fantasy and there isn't a Final Fantasy you haven't played yet, and you need something that is like that, a JRPG. It's fully voiced um, in the cutscenes and when they're walking around. But some of the conversations when you're in the town are just reading, which is fine. But it's just. It's just one of them. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just... You don't have to really think about it. Um, it's The way it's not like Final Fantasy is... The enemies are very samey. Like, you go in an area... There's these dogs and these rocks. And these rock monsters. And then that whole area in... Like... Are just the same. Do you know what I mean? You don't have any variation until you go to, like, the next land where they're the same but they're just a different colour and they their elemental is different. But yeah, okay. it's just there. It took me five hours to get to the title screen. I've heard that is normal. Because right. <laughs> I was like, where's the title screen? Come on, because I'm doing this. I'm going for it. Yeah, five hours to get to the title screen because basically it's tutorial. There's a lot to to read. There's a lot to get in but combos are your friend because i didn't know that until like about seven hours i was like oh if i do combos then i can get extra special like finishing moves i'm playing on like 
story mode because I tried to play it on normal and I had my bomb handed to me many times. I right. like, fine, I'll play on story. You can change like mid game, you don't have to start from. So, I hate games that go, if you pick this now, you won't be able to change this later. I'm like, I hate them games. But yes, um, there is other modes. Like there was all this DLC. There's like very, very easy mode or like very, very hard mode. I don't understand people who play games on very hard. I just don't understand. Like I couldn't imagine playing like The Last of Us 2 on like insane mode. I just don't get it. But whatever. Mm. They are my free games. And I'm just, I think this weekend is just going to be ghosts because i just want to i just want to do ghosts this week i think because far cry 6 is just not what i want at the moment but yeah but i'm looking forward to what's my predictions what? guardians of the galaxy i think will be my next purchase yay yeah yeah when's that out 26 okay just have to come it come a Tuesday, will, will you? I may, I may stream it. We'll see. If I'm, I'm holding reservations and whether I want that or not, <laughs> can't decide. Probably will, but exactly. I, I want to see more of it. What the actual gameplay is before I decide on it. I just like Guardians as a concept. I do. I like, do. I love all them the uh, movies. I know they're not the movie counterparts, but they've still got the same jibber-jabber with each other, and I just... I like that. Give mm-hmm, me more mm-hmm, of that. Mm-hmm. I'm, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Good. Hey, Me? Um, so, it is um, the month of October, if you hadn't noticed. It is. The, 20, um, the 15th. God, I know what's coming. What is coming? Your scary games. I have... I have I see. I used to do it where I used to have one stream a week where I would commit myself to play scary games, but I don't do my long stream anymore where I would just play like a five hour stint of a game. So now I'm just like playing games, you know, throughout the week. Um, last week I started the medium, uh, it's on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, I think it recently came out on PS5. I couldn't tell you, wouldn't I? Yeah, I think so. Um, Premise of the game is you are... Oh, goodness me. You are some some girl who's going into... Like... I feel like she's going into this this, old abandoned town. Similar to something like... I get Silent Hill vibes a little bit from it, even though I've never really played Silent Hill. I've seen bits of it to get the gist of it. You're going into this old, looks looks like a, it is effectively an abandoned town to go and find someone, I think. Um, but you're a medium. You're a medium. You you see ghosts. Uh, and you... There, there comes a point where in the game where you just, you just wander around and then suddenly there's a split down the screen and you see you see the world in two separate ways. You see the, the way the world is on the left as it is and on the right is what effectively the character sees in like the spirit realm. She sees like this spirit oh, realm. Oh, I've heard of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a quite a cool effect because it is a, it is pretty much two separate renderings 
of the same world but completely different and you move in this in them exactly the same time um so for example you there's a locked door on one of the one of the on the on the real world so you can't go through the one in the spectral world even though there's no actual physical door for you to go to you know to go through in that spectral world you can just walk through it but because you can't physically go through it in the real world it's kind of like invisible walls you sort of thing or make some sort of like reasons to why you can't do it um and yeah it's not it's 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 a lot more it's not as like horror as i'd expected it's a bit more creepy and like underlying dread sort of kind of horror which is like just there's just a constant building sort of thing to it there's a constant building to it and then then there's something there and then you're like oh god oh god i've got to run for it or you know there's the odd little bit of jump scare but it's not been horrendous um but i've enjoyed what i played of it so far i I didn't think it was bad i I know it got very kind of like mixed reviews when it came out i thought it was it's been fine it's from the people who made um Oh, it's Blooper Team who made it. Who did? What did they do? That the the painting one. Oh, god, that's me. They've done. They've done Unfinished a few. Unfinished one. No, 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 oh. no, 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 no. The the horror based one about a painting. I can't remember what it's called now. But they've done a few few of these horror games now. Um, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed kind of what it is. It's third person. So you're just wandering around, like say, and sometimes you can. You can kind of like do like an astral kind of thing where you kind of you can focus on one or the other world at certain points. So you can focus on just the like the astral plane, and you can go and wander around there. While you, so you, so you make you take up pretty much the entire screen and on the in the in the ghost realm, and then you can go and do something over there, or you can go into a room that effectively the the, the real world girl can't do you know because there's something blocking the way or whatever so you can then go into that room and then come back out but you can only do it for so long because if you stay in that ghost realm too long you kind of fade you start to fade away and lose lose your consciousness so you've got to like go in do what you need to do and get out quick and like refocus yourself and come back um yeah like i say it's a, it's a horror game it's on game pass and no i thought i thought it I thought it was all right. It's it's not it's not overly scary. Like I find it more creepy and more akin to something like um, Silent Hill. Silent mm-hmm. Hill wasn't like jump scary all the time. It was just like like weird and kind and, of yes, yeah. suspense and and just creepy and uncomfortable. Yes, yeah. it was just always uncomfortable, with weird and strange creatures and, I used and things to like that. that. Loved yeah. it, yeah. lapped it up, but now I can't stand it. Maybe you should try the medium. It might be right up your, up your Maybe. street. Maybe. I don't know. It's on Game Pass. It's there now if you, if you want to give it a go. Um, Last time I was told to try a medium, it ended in tears. <laughs> Do we, no, I'm not going there. <laughs> um, what else have I played? We talked about Far Cry, yes. The only other major thing I've played... And I like it a lot. Um, is Metroid Dread? I like it quite a bit. Is it good? I've never it's, played um, be saying, a Metroid I, game. I don't like Metroidvanias. And you're gonna you say, love them. you're gonna say, yeah, I know you're gonna say that. 
I don't. Don't I, you ever talk about? I find myself talking about them more often than I should, but I, in general, <laughs> I don't like them. Um, just because I don't like a big old sprawling map that leads. I like a game that just points me in a direction, and I go there, and I never have to. I just kind of go where the story's taking me, and it just kind of leads me around, and I do what I want to do. Whereas this is like much more traditional 2D Metroidvania, where you have like the 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 map that opens up and you wander through rooms and so some doors you can't go through because you don't have the weapon you don't have the morph ball so you can't physically get through there um and you like say you you go around and you might not go back to this area i've I've been in like three separate areas now and like there's things that i've just done i've just unlocked the morph ball so i can now go back to the, the the starting area where i've been like i can't get to this so i'm having to push on and I spent so long in the first area thinking, this can't be it. There must be more to this area that I need to fathom out what I need to do. Like, no, just push on and you'll you'll find something that will unlock for you later on. So the main premise of this game is there are you are going to this um I wanna say planet, maybe maybe ship. I, I genuinely can't remember now. Um I think it's I I wanna say it's a planet. And there are these AI bots that, are, that are, have been sent onto the sent onto this planet to basically scout ahead for you, and they've been corrupted by some weird AI stuff, and they are now hunting you. Um, it's my general excuse to why this this has been part of my horror game stuff this week because I've been like saying, well, this 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 can be scary at times um so you have you have these zones they're, they're like they're called emmy and there are emmy zones where these bots can the second they they hear you or they, they have like a they have like a radar kind of ping that they ping out when they're walking around if they hear you they come running towards where you are and you've got to get you've got to move um and you have to effectively do do a some sort you have to collect something or do a but generally it's been like you have to kill a boss or something like that and that gives you enough power in your weapon it gives you like some sort of weird power and it upgrades your your gun temporarily to be able to fight these emmys and then once you get the once you beat the emmys they give you an ability and then you can move on to the next area or you can go back to another area where you could where you, you can now use that ability and go and do find something else in that first area, and that's how it goes. It's pretty much rinse and repeat for that now. It's just like every every single area has a different Emmy. I think there's six. I want to say maybe five or six, um, and, and then you just have these massive sprawling maps, and they are massive. There are so many different rooms and different things like that that just yeah, and a lot of it you won't get into immediately. And I genuinely don't like these games. Genuinely do not like these games, but I find myself playing it. I've played it a fair amount, and I've enjoyed what I've played. And it's fun. It is genuinely fun. Um, and I've been playing it on my OLED Switch. 
Uh, I want one. Having, Anna won't let me have one. You're not having one. You don't play. The man in game on Thursday said you can pre-order the second wave if you want. And I'm like, yes, please. No. Oh, really? Anna made me wait outside. You don't <laughs> play the one you have now. Because it's filthy and no. make my eyes hurt because no. it's not no, OLED. No, if you yeah. need something. It's like, it's like watching it through mud. Kevin, I'll be playing Kevin, Pokemon when that comes Kevin, out. We had to get a second one because you got jealous that I was playing it. When there's a game out, I play it religiously. Mario Golf, I played all the way through, loved it. Pokemon, loved it. The last two Pokemon games and the one that will come out this year, I'll do the same. When there's a game I want to play, I'll play it loads and then I won't touch it again until the next game comes out. Pokemon is out soon. You I can need play an OLED Mo- Switch. You play Minecraft on it. Ooh. I can't play my Minecraft on it because it's not the Java version that I play. I'm too cool to play console Minecraft. I don't even play that on the Xbox. Microsoft own the thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the old Switch is very nice. It's very nice. Oh, it does pretty much I'll, the same thing. I'll certainly have an opinion it's, on it no, soon. It's, it's a bigger screen. It's a nicer screen. I finally put a screen protector on it after spending <laughs> about an hour trying to put it on the other night. Just forever, just constantly wiping it down with a one of them microfiber cloths, and it was like, I'm putting more dust on it, and I'm taking it off. What the <laughs> hell is going on here? I just, I just got really annoyed with it, and I was like, right, I'm just throwing it on. I've had enough now. Um, but it is very nice. It, it's an upgrade for me in the sense of mine was a very, like, a, a release switch, so it had the the battery life of, like, what, three hours, I think it was, and then they did a, an, a, an update of that base model, and then it gives you, like, it doubled the battery life. So that's kind of how I'm justifying it at the minute. That's how I'll justify I'm it. Just too. It's like it gives me a better, a much better battery life on it. So I love battery life, Anna. No. Buy yeah. an extra battery pack. You know I live for battery life. Get a, Do what? You, you can get battery things for the Switch. <sighs> yep, yeah, you can. But anyway, um, that is mostly all. I've, that is pretty much all I've been playing on the Switch. Um, and then we played some Back for Blood. We've they've pretty much gone through everything on my list. The only week. other thing we played was Mario Party with Sheepdog, finally. Oh, no, we did. Um, soon, which it? is still an absurd game because we played for an hour and then Anna was randomly declared the winner. I was. Despite me and Sheepdog being jointly in the lead I going genu- into I the genuinely thought the I had a, a, an outside chance of winning. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I thought, I feel like I've won most of the mini games. So I thought, okay, I'll get that star. And then it's like, what else? To, what, I, it depends what, what sort of arbitrary like things to give yeah, out for, for stars. It's mad. Yeah. What I didn't realise is there's a new one coming out in a few weeks. We saw that in game yesterday yes, as well. So I don't know what it's um, called. We might have to pick that up for next year's conventions. Mm. It's the only time we ever play the thing. <laughs> that'll no, be another I, game to I play played, on my new OLED Switch, Anna. I forgot. I played um, that, um, that Zelda game on the Switch the other week. I forget what it's called. The the Zelda. I have no idea. It's like top it's, down. Was it called The Legend of Zelda? No, it's, no, uh, it's, it's um... oh, why am I blanking? I, know. I can't tell you. I couldn't tell you what it was. But I played. I was not feeling very well. I was very sick. Um, I couldn't even bother to play it on big consoles, so I had handheld. And I played Awakening. That. That's the one. Yeah, I played that. That was fun. It was really weird, Zelda. Was it? Yeah, it's different. It's really hard. You need a walkthrough. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my fault. Exactly. I spent about 45 minutes doing the first area and I went, I don't know what I'm going to be doing. No, I'm... Like, oh, you realise this is a game from like the 90s. Yeah. And it's like games were hard back then. And if you didn't know what you do, that's how they made the money on you because it's, yeah. it made you run around the map for four hours until you 
stumble across something and go, oh, right, okay, you can do that. Or oh, phone the hotline. I remember phone, hotlines. Yeah. Phone the hotline, yeah. But yeah, if yeah. you play this with a walkthrough, it is the delightful game you've got. Yeah, I, I want to do that because I had to immediately like, I don't know what, what you want from me, game. I've run through this cave 40 times. Oh, you're going to talk to the owl. Oh, yeah. Stupid me, of course, talk oh, to the owl. Oh, I did that. Turn the, yep. turn the guy into a pig. I was like, oh, of course, yes. Why would That's... I not think of turning yep. this guy into a pig with the wand? Silly me. <laughs> but yeah, I was playing that. That, that was funny. It's very colourful. Um, you have dungeons. You can also make your own dungeons. I don't know why you'd want to do that, but apparently that's a big thing, a big selling point of this game. Couldn't tell you if it was any good because I didn't play it. But, yeah, I was very sick, so I was playing that. And then I played some um, some um, Stardew Valley because I was sick. You bought Stardew Valley again, didn't you? Did I? Yeah, you paid money, even though I own it on the Switch and on the PC. Oh, you bought it for you me. Went I and didn't, it. Yeah, because I couldn't, I couldn't do something. I couldn't use my card or something. But yeah, so I have that on now the Switch and the PlayStation. But um, there we go. Yeah, I've, I've played my Switch. I played my Switch more than Kevin plays the Switch. So I should get clearly because Kev's had no battery in it when we went to it. On yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I took mine down because it has no battery life. I need. I need uh, a new no, one. because, oh, because we bought mine down and mine had battery in it because I charged it two days. I've been using prior. mine for twenty minutes earlier in the you day. Never, That's why you never. You don't even open that. Like, you've got every <laughs> Switch game, and about most of them you haven't played. Not true. The Witcher. Um, we'll, we'll wrap things up there though. Mm. Uh, mm. because we are over an hour and a half in. This is a bumper-length episode. Um, remember, you're not getting one next week, probably. I mean, you never know. We might be at a loose end on Saturday night and record your podcast down in London, but we won't promise it this time, especially because I've been sent a nice new board game to play, which looks like it's oh, going to be yes. a lot of fun. So um, we probably won't be doing a podcast next week. We'll be back in two weeks' time, complete with a returning sheepdog who will no doubt want to defend himself against not only what he's done this last week, but whatever he does next weekend as well. Um, if you want to be fully up to date with the shenanigans, make sure you check in on the vlogs from the event, which will be coming out next week. And, of course, follow us all on social media. You can follow the podcast at MGUK Podcast, or you can follow me at Lelujo. Oh, God, is Anna. it me? <laughs> I'm at Miss Lelujo. <laughs> and I'm at Fab1986. And we will see you in two weeks, boys and girls. Cool. Cheerio. So you not look <laughs> she dog then goes, have a good week, yeah. and you not do your things. <laughs> you two are lost without him, I really my am. word. <laughs> Thanks for listening, folks. You know. You're welcome. <laughs> Hey guys, have you tried Poshmark? Poshmark is the easiest way to buy and sell your clothes. Find your favorite brands like Nike, Lululemon, and Reformation at up to 70% off. Download the app and use Podcast 10 at sign up for $10 off your first purchase. Have clothes that aren't sparking joy? Poshmark is great for selling too. Stars like Serena Williams, DJ Khaled, and more have closets on Poshmark. Just take a photo, set your price, and earn cash. It's that simple. Don't forget to use Podcast 10 when you sign up for $10 off your first purchase on Poshmark. For 40 years, Michael Myers has haunted this town. 
is the essence of evil, and evil dies tonight. Halloween Kills, rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent, in theaters and streaming only on Peacock now. For 40 years, Michael Myers has haunted this town. He is the essence of evil, and evil dies tonight. Halloween Kills, rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent, in theaters and streaming only on Peacock now. For 40 years, Michael Myers has haunted this town. He is the essence of evil, and evil dies tonight. Halloween Kills, rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent, in theaters and streaming only on Peacock now. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes, give us a rating, and leave a review. Hello, everyone. For those of you who are anxiously waiting to get the PlayStation 5, what are you doing to yourself? The PlayStation 5 is a console, it's probably the most hype console ever released and not just that the longevity of the hype is just like seems like it's forever so i think that if you pick like in random people and ask them why do you want this so much even they probably they can't even uh, understand why it's, it's because of all the marketing and the hype so as more as more people actually want it the more attention it gets in the media the more will people want it ask them why they can't wait a bit they want it probably any answer so you can want it, but the reason you want it that badly, probably there's some psyche around this, right? That it's maybe not that up to you and you kind of have been brainwashed about it a bit too much. And trust me, I look on Reddit and other places, people just don't have nothing to play right now. They finish a few games, Ratchet and Clank and uh, 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 Sackboy, whatever the name is. Uh, Mike, uh, they have Spider-Man, <laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce them. I don't care about those games. Actually, Ratchet and Clank is actually pretty good. But other than this, you're going to finish those games and then you're going to stay with nothing. Just waiting and waiting. And now, if you want to play other games, well, you need to pay, buddy. You need to pay. Not just that you need to pay, you need to pay a lot. Otherwise, if you had the Xbox Game Pass, you have plenty of games to play. But we are talking about third-party games, right? So if you want to play those third-party games, if you had the Xbox Game Pass, you have plenty of games, hundreds of them to play. They're continuously being updated every week and just more and more games are poured into the service whether on the playstation 5 you're going to just wait for the playstation plus offering what are you going to find there even if you actually enjoy playing those triple a exclusive titles on playstation 5 what are you going to do just play them because because it's for playstation 5 because those those are exclusives and trust me there are plenty of players we just will play this because it's an exclusive and they will overhype it. They say, wow, it was amazing. This is a game of the year. The best game I ever played. Uh, and lots of it is just nonsense. They just try to you know, give the fan the great feeling they actually played the PlayStation 5 game. Even some of them probably didn't even enjoy it that much. But they're still going to overhype it in terms of how they actually felt when they played. Although probably some of them were totally boring. Those who are actually honest with themselves and tell the truth to themselves... We probably say, well, I didn't enjoy the game, so now right now I have nothing to play. And there are plenty of them guys out there that just see the reality as is and not the fantasy. Me personally, the reason I want the PlayStation 5 is actually to communicate with uh, 
with my friends, play only on the PlayStation 5 in the party there. Uh, I miss that experience. But other than this, I wouldn't play Spider-Man. The only game I probably would play is Ratchet and Clank because I really love the game. But that's about it. So for Ratchet and Clank to buy this game, and people play premium price for it. Imagine. And they're going to play premium price for other games, for third parties as well. This is just crazy. If I ask you, if you, if you want to buy the PlayStation 5 for me, it costs... Uh, 300 all right uh, 300 um dollars let's say 400 all right uh, i'm gonna give it to you but just give me uh give me 300 dollars just just give me because you're nice would you do it of course not but you are doing it you are throwing money for nothing and with that money imagine that if you really bought it in the regular price you could have bought it with amazing headset right amazing headset with some more games but you're throwing this one, this money just in the air, like it was garbage for nothing. Although if it costs the original price, even close to that, you could buy a very good headset, maybe a four, nice 4K display, right? Maybe put a bit more. But you are paying all this for just the console. Think about it. This is nuts. And if you want the others, you want a screen and you want a good headset, you're going to pay this extra, right? So then you find yourself actually playing like, I don't know, like... Half a price of a very good uh, me to INPC. This doesn't make sense. This is so silly if you think about it. This is silly. You just don't make the right choice. Think about rationally of what you're actually doing. So just stop and just think about it. Do you really need it now? Just wait a bit. Next year, probably much better. The prices will go down. And you're going to buy it in reasonable price. And you could buy a very good headset. Uh, and maybe a 4K display to enjoy your gaming. Uh, for a good price why pay like a price this is close to pay for a 3070 lenovo legion for pc it just doesn't make sense and then yeah yeah you're gonna pay for all these third parties quite a hefty price i would definitely go with the xbox series x alternative there you're gonna save so much money guys the problem is the problem is that there are so many people that don't understand the insane amount of value nobody actually shouted out loud how amazing the value of the Xbox Game Pass is. It's insane, guys. Free games. This is just like, like the Netflix of gaming. It's just so many free games and amazing ones. The AAA games, the Bethesda games, the future Bethesda games that will come will be available for you for free. The AAA for all the Xbox uh, uh, studios will be, uh, game studios will be available for free. On the PlayStation, you need to pay, pay, pay. And what are you going to do after you finish those games? There's not games that have very long longevity. You're going to finish them in like, like a few days, a week. What are you going to do that then? Then wait for the next big one. Wait and wait and wait. Your your PSL five just will get dust. But this is only for you, uh, for those of you who actually care about the spending of money. If you don't care, just pay. I don't know, ten k. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just pay it. It doesn't matter for you. I'm talking about those who actually think about well whether it's worth. To actually do that pay this premium price for the playstation 5 it's just crazy i'm seeing prices like uh uh 1k no way no way i'm gonna pay <laughs> for, for this console no way it's silly from time to time i'm seeing by the way listen those of you who actually like maybe find uh, groups or on facebook on telegram will tell you that they bought a very expensive software to actually you know detect those listen they're just using open source free software to detect changes on website that's all they do i've seen plenty of telegram groups by the way regarding this they say oh i invested a lot please uh, contribute 
they just use open source software, which if you can find it free, of course, open source, and just, just scan the website, certain website for changes. So for example, if there's a PS5, you're gonna get an alert and you can do this like every, every check it every minute or maybe every few seconds if you like. Both are just working around the clock and then you get an alert. You can decide which alert, there are many website services for this, which are very popular right now because of this, but people just downloading software so they can actually tweak it and don't pay anything. So you just scan those websites, you can scan by the way many websites for these changes. And when there's a change detected, you're gonna get an alert. That's what people do. So when they say, oh, but really, it cost me $2,000 to buy this software, nonsense, nonsense. All it, all it does, some of them, by the way, are doing the checkout a bit more complicated, they automatically check out. These are probably a bit more uh, expensive, but that's what people do. And this is why you find people just searching for this type of software, you just scan the website uh, for changes, uh, a specific web page that you know that sh the listing should be there. And then once it detects a change, it's gonna uh, send you an alert and then you go quickly and buy it, all right? So lots of people actually riding on this hype because you are hyped to actually uh, do this and you know, th th that's the reality. And of course the prices, the more the, the product people, the more people want the product, the more the demand is, uh, well, the prices will be higher. And not just the more demand, the more restricted the, um, uh, the amount of um, production is and there's high demand together, that's what will happen. Now, okay, if you decide that you want the PlayStation 5, I can understand you, right? Even if you have it, uh, you know, you're gonna get, you, if you have a PC player and you want to get the PlayStation 5, I can understand you as well. You just want to play the exclusive games and the other games you're gonna play on the PC, I know, just on the PC. But you need to really think logically, all right? There will be time that the PlayStation 5 will be an excellent purchase. And by this time, by the way, uh, the prices will be much, much lower. And then you can really buy like the best, right? In very good price and, and don't be a fool. Don't pay this premium price, especially if you feel that it's kind of a scratching your, uh, your budget, right? Just don't do it. Wait a bit. Is it worth for the game that you currently have right now to do it? Is it worth it? Those maybe are just single pair experiences, right? You can play them anytime. The prices will get probably lower, you know, later on. You don't have to play them now. So why all this rush? Why all this rush to pay such a premium price for the PlayStation 5? Is it really worth it? Or is it because everybody are just rushing to get this? Just visit Reddit and you can see how many people are complaining about this. Because they were super hyped and now they get a disappointment in their face. They just get a disappointment in their face. Now they feel that they were, wait a second, what happened? They have this amazing machine on the table, right? And they play like two or three games, they finish them, and now all they can do, especially if you don't have a PC, right? What they can do is just wait. Or buy those uh, third party with, again, with the premium price for the third party. It's gonna be full price. Compared to, again, I'm just, I'm an Xbox Game Pass subscriber on the PC, guys. You don't understand how much volume. You need, this is the, the thing that people should be hyped the most. Having something like Xbox Game Pass. This, this is insane, guys. I, I don't know what to do. I, I, I can shout, but people will probably complain here and call the police. What a person needs to do to make you understand and understand, and, and not just understand, but that appreciate the value that you get from the Xbox Game Pass. 
It's gonna be even more and more and more. It's gonna be even more games. The more subscriber joins, it's gonna be even more and more and more games. Better games. Come on, look at it. Be, be realistic. This is insane. But if you really want the the uh, PS5, of course, there's another reason. And that reason is the PS4 games. Now, some of you care. I don't care about PS4 games. I bought the PlayStation 5 to play PlayStation 5 games. I agree. Because if you're going to play the PlayStation 4, if you already have the PlayStation 4, you're good to go. You don't need PlayStation 5 now. And if you want uh, to play those PS4 games, just play the PS4. It's so cheap now. People are getting rid of it. Just afford buying the PlayStation 5 for nothing. Some of them even sell it with lots of games. So he's just, he's just getting this almost for free, just how it feels like. So why you buy the PlayStation 5 if you want to play PlayStation 4 games? And of course, this is good reason, I understand it. The backwards compatibility. But again, there's some issues with this as well. I read that it's not super smooth like that. There are issues even running some of the PlayStation 4 games as well. So yeah, so this is it. Uh, I don't know what to tell you, but this is just uh, getting out of control. I see this on the web. People are just crazy, downloading both software, scanning things. And once they get it, you know, it's actually, it's like they are addicted to the fun of actually searching for it. But once they get it and they put it on the table and connect it, then this adrenaline rush something and the hype stops. Then there's nothing. They already have it. They look at it and they play, put the game, enjoy the game, finish it. And a week later, what? All day, we wave like crazy, crazy stuff. And just like, all right, I'm going to do now. What am I going to do now? And then they go cry on Reddit. They go cry on Reddit. That's what they do. They ask others, are you getting bored? Is this something wrong with me that you're getting bored with the PlayStation 5? Just, just, they were so brainwashed and they were so in denial and maybe misunderstood the situation. They're now like looking at themselves. It's just a mirror of their hype. That's what happened next. And just go, but there's something wrong with me that I'm not enjoying it, that I'm supposed to? Am I supposed to be bored? Guys, get real. Wake up. Wake up. It's all hype. It's all hype. And for many of the reasons, not for good reasons. There will be kind that it's worth it, but I'm telling you, don't pay the premium price that scalpers ask for this price. Don't pay. It just doesn't worth it. It just doesn't worth it right now. So this is it for this podcast. I hope you enjoyed this one. I'll see you very soon on the next podcast. Something new that I decided to do instead of putting this in a video. I'll see you very soon on the next podcast. See you soon. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes.
Please be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice. The opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so. Those seeking help or advice are encouraged to obtain professional legal and medical services.